Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, Fly Racing. Coming at you! It's Monday, February 13th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening. We got a banger night lined up. We do, we absolutely do. Cooper Webb is on. Alex Martin will call in. Lucas Murdo will call in. Got some good guests tonight. Cooper Webb with a fantastic... Uh, race in uh, Tampa, man, and uh, is he back? Is this it? Is this the start of a run? Is this what this is? What kind of what Webb does? That was uh, such a great standard, typical Cooper Webb win. He's calling tonight. Love to talk to him about it. So seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. Uh, let's talk Tampa and more. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Renthal, Mission Motorcycle Tires, at Cherbies. Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Renegade Racing Fuels, Pro Filter, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF, Works Connection, MotorcycleRacingJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Weissco Piston, EVS, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. We got the Motorsport.com tweet at tits uh, segment coming up. We got the X Brand Goggle tear offs coming up. We have uh, Race Tech Rant as well. It's one you've heard before. But I have uh, some more uh, some more to add to that, maybe a little bit. We'll talk Hayden Deegan. We'll talk some whoops. We'll talk a lot of things uh, tonight on the show. So looking forward to uh, having you people here. And, again, support the sponsors. com. if you go there, and you'll see the, the, the logos. Click, click on that. You'll see the codes to save. So whether it's Guts, W, Works Connection, Atlas, Maxima, codes are there. You can save money and uh, thank me later. All right. So again, 702-586-PULP. You want to call in and uh, talk some some Tampa or anything else? Uh, you certainly can do that. Uh, my co-host tonight brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. The Pulp MX, 2020, Pulp MX 23 is the code to save. Pulp MX 23 to get 20% off your gra- custom graphics at decalmx.com. The Decal Works guys have been around for a long time. Voted number one many, many times from reader surveys on RacerX and more. Uh, Decal Works number one for many reasons. The Red Bull KTM guys use them for their graphics. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, magazine tests. Their mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. We had Sean from Decal uh, Works in here last week in the studio as well with Kiefer. And uh, so please check that out. Uh, Decal Works, proud to bring you our co-host all night long. Uh, he's from Maxima USA. He used to be a, a good 250 Supercross rider. He's been in a few times before. Trevor Reese, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it. It's been a little while. It so. has been a little while, I feel. Yeah. You're here for the AIM show, which yeah. I've never... Or I haven't been to in a number of years, but there's a motorcycle show up here. So yeah. uh, it seems like a lot of people are coming up. Parabinos is coming up. Yeah. I mean, when Paul can, you know, from Renthal, when he can come up, that means a big deal. Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. Paul's in the mix. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Clayton's coming into the, uh, our show later on. He's from 100%. So he'll sit in later on the show. But we went on a nice mountain bike ride today. No crashes. No crashes. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Two wheels the whole time. Yeah. So that's. Uh, 
we're off to a better start than last year, right? God, you, you told me before that the ride that you hadn't been riding much, as much as usual. Yeah. If, if anybody of our listeners will know, they'll know that you're just an animal. You're riding a regular bike, yeah. an acoustic, yeah. as we call it. And uh, you were like, I haven't been riding that much. I don't know if I'll you know, be on you as much or whatever. Well, you were pretty good again. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're still really great on uh, on a mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess that's – I started rolling out the excuses early, right? You yeah, did, I haven't yeah. been riding much and this and that. I brought a bigger bike this time. Yeah. But it actually felt pretty good today. The trails were – were fun and and flowy yeah. a little bit better than the stuff we rode last time in, in my opinion yeah so. less rocky right yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so uh, yeah, um, it was a good time yeah good times uh yeah. you ride the intense primer too so yeah yeah, yeah that's, athlete. that's like my i think that's the third primer that i've had so i've yeah. had intense bikes for probably the last seven to eight years so yeah the, the sniper and the primer so right love their bikes they've been uh, great yeah absolutely use the code too to say by the way at intense uh just check it out on the website uh ask things at maxima Good? Yeah. You guys busy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like everybody, you know, it yep. seems like uh, every day we're fighting for, for a little bit more. Uh, we got a lot of new stuff that we're working on this year. We've kind of yep. like, kind of took a step back from, you know, what we enjoy doing, right? Like the development side of it and new products and, and progressing just through these last couple of years because it's just been so challenging to kind of get move product. The, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. to move the needle. So it's yeah. more been like, um, a little bit of damage control, trying to keep the good products that we already sell a lot of on yeah. the shelves for everybody. And now I feel like we're starting to get moving forward again and doing, you know, what we all enjoy. And that's like progressing the sport. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Uh, Pulp 20 to save at Maxima and Pro Filter. We'll talk more about that later, of course, on the show. But uh, I don't think I've had you in since then. Uh, rest in peace, Dick Lachine, the yep. founder of Maxima. Yep. He's been out of the loop for a while. He sold it and, and moved on. Of course, Ronnie, legend. Yep. Uh, did you have much to do with Dick? Like, did you... Yeah, so like my he started Maxima like in seventy nine, eighty or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. so yeah. so Maxima for me is uh, it's been a part of like my life since I started racing essentially. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in a town, Pine Valley is where I grew up, and uh, Dick actually had a house and lived just up the street from us. So oh, okay. when I kind of got like more into racing and had qualified for Loretta's and stuff, seven eight years old. Uh, is when I kind of met Dick and, and met Ronnie, and, and that's kind of like when our relationship started. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so you did I, have a lot to... Like, yeah, 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 I spent yeah. a lot of time around there, around yeah. the brand. I've known, you know, everybody there a long, yeah. long time. I mean, I would go down there in the summer when I was 10, 11, 12 years old and, and put bottles on the line with the guys. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Danny and everybody there, I've yeah. just been around them a long time. So yeah. I've, I've used the products forever. Uh, I raced for a long time, you, you know, with yeah. the products. Uh, my family, we used to take all the stuff and, and did rider support at yep. some of the events when I was racing as an amateur. So I have a lot of ties to Maxima. It's, uh, it's, uh, well, you know, been a part of, of my life What was Dick like? He was one of the, so I've done podcasts with so many legends, right? Pete Fox and, and, and Jeff Fox and, and Eddie Cole. And, you know, I mean, I've yep. done all these, yep. John Gregory, never got to do one with Dick. Yep. Always wanted to, yeah. uh, at some point I asked about it. They're like, no, nah, I don't think he'd really be into it or whatever. What was he like? Well, I think that. You know, Dick was a racer at heart. Yeah. I mean, that's what he that's what he lived for, yeah. you know, drag racing drag and stuff racing, like that. Right, yeah. And so he kind of took that approach going into Maxima that, you know, his goal was to to build the baddest product that was on the market, right? Like yeah. and, and and that's carried on to what we do now. I mean, that's that's our goal every single day is hey, we wanna we wanna separate ourselves from from the competition. We wanna continue progressing products that we already have a lot of success with, but how can we keep developing those and, and move the needle on those? And and that all stems from how, you know, he started the yeah. company and and you know that's what I enjoy about it. It's like we're we're never complacent. We're never satisfied. Yeah, it's and, a real racing company, isn't ab- it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When and, I think of Maxima, I think of like 
racing at the highest level and making yeah. you know the oil withstand anything that any racing motor yeah. will bring. You and know? and yeah. and that's our you know that's that's what we do best. Yeah. It's we have the ability to develop and and test and do all these things with products at the highest level with guys that are are you know racing at, yeah. at the professional level, yeah. and then commercialize those products for the everyday consumer rider racer weekend warrior at you know a price that's affordable for yep. them to, to go out and purchase it yeah. so i mean we're we're a grassroots company we're we're heavily involved in all levels from amateur racing all the way to the professional and and that's what i enjoy about it like i, I was a motocross kid i want to continue to be involved in all those different levels i think that's what makes us successful um and and that's the goal moving forward so ronnie how's how's dogger Legend. He's good. He's good. I mean, you work, you work right side by side with Ron Lachine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and same thing. So (laughs) I, I mean, I, you know, I used to go riding with Ronnie when I was just yeah. a kid, you know, and, and so I, I've been around him a long time. So, you know, I I, I kind of miss the the Ronnie era because, yeah. you know, right. just with age and things like that. So I always heard stories and I hear stories from him and we get to catch up from time to time. And, uh, and, and it's always cool just hearing his perspective on things that, you know, you read about or see in magazines or what people still talk about. But yep. I've had a more of a personal relationship with Ronnie just talking fishing or talking golfing yeah. or whatever it might be, just, just sitting around and, yeah. you know, just BSing a little bit. You so. love to fish, and we were t- talking it before the show. Maybe later on the show I'll break down my thoughts on fishing. fishing. Yeah. yeah, and you can maybe change my mind or inform us still. Okay. Uh, look, uh, let's talk Tampa. Um, Hunter Lawrence, another win, looked great. Uh, the real story, 450s, though. Um, Sexton has been the quickest guy in, like, nine straight sessions, right? And, yeah. And – Last week in Houston, you know, couldn't get it done, couldn't get Eli, right? Yep. Props to Eli. Uh, rode, rode great. This week, the victim again, mm-hmm. Chase Sexton, yeah. uh, crashing with like two minutes to go in the whoops. Webb right on him. Uh, Webb had almost a big one in the whoops too. And Webb takes his first win in like two years. Yeah. And now and Eli had a so-so night with his fifth. Sexton got second. And now the points are super tight. And maybe Cooper Webb's back. Like – Vintage Cooper Webb win, right? Yeah, absolutely. I well, so when I when when the gate dropped and he gets gets into second, I'm sitting there watching it, and in my mind, I'm going, you know, if if he's within two to three seconds with two to three minutes yeah. left in the race, yeah. I I think Webb wins that race. But I didn't think that would happen. I thought Sexton was just going to take off. Yeah, you know, and and Chase is shown to have that speed, like in the heat race last last weekend right. was was amazing. I mean, the, he's proven time and time again that just the pure raw speed that he has yeah. is is you know it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. but yeah. what he's lacking is just being able to finish the deal and i I'm, i mean i the pressure all those things that come along with it and i'm sure it's a mental thing at this point it's like well yeah. I, how many times is this going to keep happening he gets to that five minute mark three minute mark two laps to go and you start thinking about those times that this has happened and i know it's, so you know, you're uh, I, so you're a little bit on like Stu's side like Stu was saying you know like tomac and webb they know that they're mentally better than Sexton. I'm, I'm not there, but it sounds like you are more there. I think I am. To, to, I think yeah. he needs to get to where he's does it once, does it twice, yeah. does it three times, and that starts to change. Okay. Because I think if – But he hasn't been I able to if, do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But he yeah, hasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if we go back to, to Houston the weekend before, and I think if, if you flip the script in the heat race, if Eli beats him like yep. that in, yep. in the heat race, yep. I think mentally he can't rebound from that in the main event just yet. Okay. Where Eli, he goes out, he feels a little bit uncomfortable. He's okay getting second. He goes back, he makes changes, he mm-hmm. comes out. He's not even thinking about that heat race anymore. Yeah. And I mean, he, like that, 
in my opinion, was like a statement race from Eli. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Hey, it really, I, really was. You yeah. had one and two. I'm right here. You were a second fat, whatever it was in the heat race. It didn't, a lot faster. It didn't matter anymore. <laughs> it's 20 minutes yeah. plus, you know, plus one now, plus, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. I'm ready to race you till the end. And I think just mentally they're in a little bit different places right now. You were so. a main event guy. So, I mean, you were a good 250 Supercross privateer, like I said. So, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bow to you a little bit on that. But, I, I mean, I just think that, like, I don't see any mental issues from Sexton. I just see him, you know, going in the groove in the whoops and getting sideways, which could happen to anybody at any time, Yeah, I... you know, and, and he goes down. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have a point, like, and Stu and all that. I just see a rider error, and he picks his bike up, and he gets second. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Could be a, co- could yeah. be a, a combination of both. Like yeah. that, yeah, again, yeah. that's just a that's, – that that's either an, a mental mistake, yep. missing the mark, or yeah. just an unfortunate situation right, where right. wheel gets a little bit out of you – know, But, I, I mean, to your point, it's, it's an unfortunate situation, yeah. okay? Houston, an unfortunate situation that he couldn't back it up, right? right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so. <laughs> you can look at it from all kinds of different yeah, angles, yeah, but until but, so, and you won't you won't really get the truth from the no, writers. I no. think we know, but I, I think that it's it's yep. a little bit of, of I mean, the, the, we all know the mental side of it. It's, oh, it's I mean, huge! It's, it's big. Yep. It's everything. Yep. So, I uh, interviewed Chase after the race, and I t- said this on a review show. I give him a hundred percent props. He faces the media. Yeah, he talks about openly, honestly about you know issues and what happened and and you know he's like i don't think this was a mental thing i think i you know i just made a mistake and yeah. it happens and you know but again riders tell themselves whatever they need to yeah. um and he was like you know talking about how quick he was in practice he's like i don't know why i bother it's just a dick measuring contest you yeah. know he's told me that and then like i i give chase sexton a lot of i i didn't talk to him after houston but i i imagine i could have win or lose he faces the media faces the thing yeah. and and is not and gives good answers and thinks about it and you know what i mean like yeah, he's i mean yeah he's, he's a real pro that way he, yeah, yeah i i would agree he's yeah. he's a professional and uh he doesn't shy away from it he comes out he owns exactly what happened and knows yeah. that those are the things that he needs to work on he's not looking to blame anybody else to buy you know all yeah. those all yeah. these things yeah. that you hear yeah. from uh, from riders and and regroup and and i honestly think he is he's the next guy like i believe he will win titles mm-hmm. um but I just think he's. <laughs> I just don't. I, I. I. think it's. And you've seen it over the years where there's just those veteran guys that are on their last year or two of racing, and you have the up and comer, and maybe on paper in qualifying raw speed, maybe they are better. But when it comes down to racing that main event till the uh, end, they're not able to to beat those veterans just yet. So it. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think when you start moving those guys, when those guys move on, when Eli when Eli retires, I think if Eli's not in the series right now, I think Chase is in a little bit different headspace, and that's just okay. my opinion. Yeah. But I think he knows that no matter what, that guy's ninety five percent of the weekends he's going to show up and he's going to race me till the end. Right. So. Right. Interesting. Speaking of professional, directing the camera over there, holding things down, building the app, uh, working diligently. Diligently. You want, you want to try that one more time? No, I don't because you'll you will. Uh, well, we're uh, already going to make a drop out of it. So I mean, if you want to go for it again, working diligent, di- diligently, diligently, I can't say it. Can't. What's is, wrong with me? This is Dill, this is Dill, my favorite Dill. Eh. Eh. gent, gently, Dill, eh. Eh. gent, gently, Lee. There you go. Okay. All right, got it. Um, We're very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're uh, I won't even play the, uh, the, Tra- the other. Travis Marks. Right 
What's up, Mark? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Are we back up? Maybe. Oh. I don't I don't know. You said the internet dropped or Dude, something. Dude, like it disconnected on the stream and people oh. are yelling at me even though I came in and did the same exact thing I do every week. Okay. So uh, right. suck my balls, everybody. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's, that's customer service we have yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pulp Mix Fantasy has absolutely ruined him for customer service. So. Uh, like, I think it's I, ruined all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mac, ruined Maxima, too. Yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, my oh bedside my manner is out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we're good. All right. So. Okay, good. Uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down, 702-586-7857. Really going for employee of the year. V. Tis Legendary. Tis, what's up? Yes, hello. Hi. Took my mom golfing on Saturday. I was at the race. My wife was working, and Mr. Legendary stepped up and took Debbie golfing. It was an experience, and we could probably just leave it at that. Did you count her strokes closely? I kept an eye on most things, okay. and yep. there were a few times where I kind of had to lead her and say, so that was a seven, right? And then she'd say, yep. Uh, there was other times where I said, what'd you get? And she, she gave me a number, and I, and I had to think, like you missed one, but uh, I wasn't paying that close attention. But there was nothing likes, on the line. She also so. likes to cap it at eight, almost no matter no, what. That, that actually is even on yeah. the par three. Yeah, she there was a number of uh, fives yeah. she gave herself, so you know three uh, five over. Um, yeah, she, which is fine because yeah. at a certain point there is pace of play. Um, yeah, yeah. So she caps yeah. it at eight, and and this moves on. She could probably use a putter on every hole because. Every hybrid she hit was essentially like a putter. Just well, she's seventy. I'm aware of that. I mean, you got to cut her some slack there. She's not going to long drive it. She did make me feel really good though. Like whenever I'd hit the ball and actually went into the air, she's like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about." <laughs> what a big hitter, Pete. What that's a, what she was calling me. <laughs> wow, uh, what an employee over there. Yeah, what a what a guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can just give him the title of, of Employee of the Month now. Okay, we can do that. Or of the year. Thank employee you. of the Month of the Year. Of the That's Year? It. Yeah, yes. of the Month of the Year. That's good. Uh, Jason Thomas coming up here. My, my fault. On the pri- <laughs> We're going to take the year off of that yeah. award yeah. now. Cooper Webb, Alex Martin, uh, Lucas Myrtle calling in as well. Uh, lots to get to. AP made a podium. That was cool. He flipped off the sand also when that. he crashed. That's yeah. classic AP. Yeah. Uh, love to see that. Hey, by the way, don't forget, we're keeping track of the LCQ points all year long and going to uh, uh, keeping a championship going. Top 17 from that championship go to a race in Denver on Friday. The Yamaha LCQ Challenge. I'm going to have some wild cards as well. And we're going to give away all the money that you guys buy in raffle tickets to 22 privateers. And uh, top twenty or top 17 in points get to go. I'll pick some wild cards. Up for grabs. First prize, 2023 YZ450F. Yeah, thank you to Yamaha for doing that. We got 19 or 20 other prizes from guys from Decal Works and, and Renthal and Atlas and all these other guys have stepped up uh, to give away prizes. Michelin as well. So uh, really stoked to do this once again. And, uh, yeah, Trev, I feel like, you know, in your racing days. Uh, where if, were you six, seven if, years if ago? If you and yeah. I had, had a, you know, if I if we had a good relationship and I knew you were like a struggling privateer, you could have got in as a wild card into this thing. You know, I feel like you're right in that prime level yeah. of, of racer. Yeah, you know? that would have been, yeah, yeah. would have been perfect. What was your best finish in the main? I think it was like. 12 or 13. 12 or 13, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. in San Diego. Oh, it was? Your hometown? Yeah, yeah it was okay. in San Diego, so that was cool. Yeah. I, I got. A, I was fourth in the heat that night, and then I think I was like 12, 13 yeah, yeah. in the main. So, okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a good night. Yeah, nice nice career on the bike for sure, but we've talked about this before where at some point you were like, well, this ain't going to happen. Like, like, I don't have the support. Yeah. I'm a privateer. I mean, I, I, I was... 
my whole thing, like getting back into racing and wanting to do it, was that obviously the having the means to do it and things like it's always going to be challenging yeah. no matter what. But my thing was, as long as I felt like I was progressing every year, then I was with, with I was okay with continuing to try. Like I, I yeah. didn't want to, f- you know, if I was had one year and then went out and I felt like I was going backwards yeah. or just, you know, I, I was okay with being done with it. And yeah. I felt like every year that I was racing i was progressing i you know raced the first year and the goal was to you go the first round it's like well just qualify and like the in 13 there was like 96 guys in the 250 class and anaheim won like it was really yeah yeah. you know (laughs) it's crazy so like it was like okay qualify and then in phoenix i made the main and then so like the next year it was like okay now i want to be in the mains and i want to race these guys a little bit and then you know and then i had two digit number two years so like i made progress every single year and i think i would have like in 17 my i had planned on racing again and just getting hurt and things like that it was like even now my injury and stuff's challenging so it would have been really difficult to come back from you know i don't have the the resources and things to come back from an injury and and devote six months to the best trainers and best certain you know all these things that that the guys that race it, you know, yeah. on the factory teams, and they've earned that, right? So that should be available to these guys prolonging their careers and doing those things. So it was more sitting down and, and understanding, okay, how, you know, my age and realistically being able to come back from that injury yeah. and what was available at the time, which was moving into a role with Maxima, which was has been a great opportunity for me. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of how I had to weigh the options and ended up going that direction. And yeah. I've been lucky to you know, still be in the industry and still have a lot of friends that I raced yeah. with and, and grew up with and, and get to work with, with all the people that I spent a lot of time with, you know, all you, through the years. You would have so. been a good Paul Beck's fantasy pick a lot of, a lot of weekends. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was because uh, Paul and, try, and they always tell me that I was a good pick. So I think it was yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know if we were. We I didn't even know. It, so it was going on. I think not fault fantasy. No, maybe not pulp, but yeah, fantasy there was in general. Fantasy. Yeah, okay. yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah, there were some games. Yeah, yeah cause Paul, Paul always talks about like, you know, he's like, y- you would do the laps. That's yeah, all we needed. Yeah. We needed you in the, in the main and doing the laps. We, so, we did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Um, do you think, uh, this is the start of something from Webb? You know, he's yeah, been, has, you know, I mean, Anaheim one was good, but then some so-so races. Yeah. Do you think this is the start? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, most impressive thing with Webb is that he's it, it, nothing bothers him. So like he's he's his ability to let go that he was yeah. a fifth, sixth, whatever place guy the weekend before and reset and and go out there and put himself in a position to be fighting for a win again. Like yeah. and, and I know that's what that's what everybody talks about, just his mental toughness. But it's yep. I mean it's impressive and like to to take a step back from you know racing lat what last year right yeah. so sits out and yep. wants to make changes with the bike wants to ride Goes back a to stock Baker's. bike yep. do all these different things make yep. the change like so his commitment and then being able to because the go-to is always like well the bike is no good or that we needed to fix the bike and that's why i'm not winning and it's like you start to weigh how much of that is an excuse versus are you mm-hmm. just not the guy anymore are you just not yeah. willing to risk it anymore so this to, was such a good win. So to way. be able yeah. to go to to take a step back, do all those things, and then get back to the level of winning, like that was that's what they all put their heads together to accomplish, and to do that, I think is, I mean, it's it's amazing. You don't see that very often. Yep. So, um, speaking of uh, Tampa, Max Ansi, another podium on a firepower Honda, uh, really good. Dino was good for half the race too. Yeah. Got arm pump, dropped back, and then. Uh, Justin Hill absolutely cleaned him out uh, in the last turn. But uh, thanks to the folks at Firepower, firepowerparts.com. Whether it's uh, the batteries, uh, whether it's featherweight lithium batteries, whether it's uh, chains made in Japan, firepowerparts.com 
offer superior products with over 50 years' experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower, firepowerparts.com. Get it at motorsport.com or your local dealer as well. So thank you to Firepower. Max Anstey's been a so real eye-opener. Like, <laughs> wasn't even really on the, like, my radar, I guess. Like, when when I saw qualifying times at the at Houston and stuff, yeah. I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Like, yeah. And then to see him, you know, yeah, race there's, those guys. There's and, two things, right? One is being really fast to lay down a heater. Okay. Right. A lot of guys that's can impressive. do one super yep. fast and lap. And then he's been getting podiums. Yeah. And, and that yeah. that is so impressive. So Firepower Parts. Dot com for those guys. Um, also, thanks to the folks at Michelin. Our guy Randy sent me some tires uh, for the project bike. Got some uh, um, Starcrosses 6 coming on that bike. Thank you, uh, Mr. Guida, as well. Uh, Michelin, featuring Michelin Adaptive Design, the Starcross 6 offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn. Uh, they got Michelin Silica technology in there. They got the tire range goes from sand, mud, medium, soft, Medium hard hard versions, uh, naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin products. Bicycle tires are great as well. At Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Michelin guys are great. Uh, Randy Richardson, friend of the show, he's going to come in and host at some point. And uh, you and him uh, had a good old time at Loretta's. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time we kind of like we we were camping next to each other oh, and, and hung out and oh, yeah. I mean big I, production everything's a production. With I him. know, but I love it like Sprinter van and just hanging out for the week at Loretta's just yeah. having a good time. Everybody ain't no bleaching. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear about that. No. He does not want to hear about he that. Doesn't want to hear about uh, that. So thanks to, thanks to Michelin guys for coming on board. Jason Thomas coming up as well. Um, before JT gets on, Trevor, give me your biggest surprises in. In two fifties and four fifties, like you're, you're one each. Like what? Do you, what's what's caught your eye? What what's opened your eyes as far as surprises? Uh, like two fifty West Coast, I don't think is super surprising to me. It's kind of uh, nothing stands out. East Coast yeah. guys, it would be the two rookies, so Deegan and Hymas. I yeah. think that, um, you know that their ability to be in the race and do the laps is, I mean, the experience that they've gotten in just these two rounds, I think it, it, it's massive. You see so many of the rookies come in and, um, you know, they crash or they're mm-hmm. injured quickly or something yeah. like that. And, and the first year for a lot of guys is just a, it's a, it's a write-off for them. You know, it's, it's not successful for whatever reason. So, um, and chance has been super surprising to me just that he's, not intimidated. He's racing veteran guys that have yeah. been in that class. You know, he's putting himself in good position, gets good starts. And then Deegan, I mean, he's he's scrappy. He's, I mean, he's ready to go with anybody. Yeah. His corner speed is unreal. Carries, one heat, one, wins the heat. Yeah, this wins week. the heat. So I think uh, obviously we're 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 only two rounds in, and um, but just seeing these guys in the mains racing these guys yeah. doing the laps, I think is is super impressive. Four um, fifties. Nothing super jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of to be expected. One of the things that's kind of surprised me and what I hope we can kind of move forward with it is just the, the Jason and Barsha drama. Like for me, the, Jason, it's yeah. like Jason's so much better and should be racing at the front and to be losing valuable points and things like that with those situations. I'm just like, man, uh, like I, I want to see Ka- the guy. Kawasaki's see, just got to be like, not again, dude. It's got to be frustrating. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're partners with the team and, and yep. spend a lot of time working with those guys and have great relationships with them. And I know that I know what their goals are. Right. Yeah. And so oh, he's a, you going know, in, you're like, this guy can win the t- abs- title. And yeah. I want to see him up yeah. front. He, yeah. I want to see him race those guys because I enjoy watching him ride. He's, he's, it's it's he's so, amazing to watch on the bike. So I want to see 
here's, and get away from that and start racing at the front of the pack. Here's what I asked Weege on a review show last night. To me, like, okay, Jason's fault on that pass, coming in too hot, going out to the burn, you know, knocking Barsha down. To me, if that's not Barsha, maybe he doesn't go in to, to do that. I think these guys are like, they see the 51, yeah. and they know that they're in for a fight, yeah. right? Because the way he rides. Yeah. And they know they got to get away from him because, you know, he's going to come in. Yeah. And I'm not saying Jason went to put him down because I'm not saying that, but I think Jason went in there that hot to make the pass because it was Barsha, and I got to get this guy right now because I do not want to deal with this dude. Yeah. And a little bit of Barsha's reputation caused Jason to go in that hard. Yeah. It, 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 does that make any sense? Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit today, and there's a couple different ways you can you can look at that situation. And I think the pace of those guys right now, you have to make moves quickly regardless of who's in front of you if you're going to race, race at the front of the pack. Um, the way that turn and the next turn kind of set up, he takes his line away there. Potentially, he leaves the inside open in the left-hander after the finish line for Barsha to come back in on him and bump him. So I think that uh, I think he makes that pass not running as high up into the berm as, as I think he did. Mm -hmm. The goal is to – best situation is he pushes him into the tough blocks and accomplishes what he wants, but he doesn't go yeah. down too, yeah. right? You can't go down with the guy. Um, but anytime I think these guys are trying to get around Barsha, there's – there's urgency, of course, and right. then also to get around him and put enough yeah. time on him to stay away from him yep. to where you're not going to get bumped back into. Uh, so. Wilbur is a buddy of ours, friend of the show. I don't know if I've ever seen him as mad after the race as I did this weekend. Really? And I don't think it was mad at Jason. I think it was mad at the shit happened again to us. You know, yeah. innocent victim, but it happened. And then Moseman got taken down by Hunter. Yeah. And just a a night where both riders maybe could have had a podium or whatever and they're both on the ground yeah. not really their faults but like i think if you're a tld you're just like not again with all these guys you know yeah but i and and i would agree with that but on the other side of it i mean how many how many other teams and how many other riders have been on the the bad side of a barship pass yeah. too that felt that yep. way as well right. you know so it's yep. i mean that's part of it that's how these guys have J have J raced they want to race that way so jason's almost a race down already in points i know you know i know um it's tough to come back from against those guys yeah it really is um but yeah i i think if you're kawasaki for dan fahey you're like, not again. And if you're Barsha, you're like, well, I didn't even do anything. But yeah, I think you can you, know? you can appreciate the the fight and um, you know being aggressive and, and things like that. But you got to be able to to minimize yeah. the the big mistakes like that that are taken away from from valuable points in that series. MotorcycleIndustryJobs dot com. Do you got some maximum go on this? You guys, yeah, should, yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, okay. we've submitted some stuff on. All there. right, uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs dot com. Uh, the, the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Upload your resume for free today. If you're a company looking for some great people, uh, put your job on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com and uh, find somebody in the industry. The job of the week this week, Blue Crew, Yamaha, marketing event specialist based out of Georgia, full-time job. Uh, so they have these things where they travel around and they do demos and they do uh, exhibitions and things like that. Yamaha is looking for somebody for that. An excellent opportunity for a marketing event specialist to join the motorsports team in Georgia. Motorsports marketing event specialists will support the development and implementation of key event strategies, initiatives, and tactics to achieve the product group's business goals and objectives. They will assist the events manager in coordinating, creating, approving, display, and demo event strategies. Sounds like a good job. It's yeah. a good bike. Bike of the year. 
yeah, Blue Crew. Check it out. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Job of the week is a marketing events specialist based out of Georgia for Yamaha. Go ahead and do that. And uh, we thank those guys for coming on board. Uh, use MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Maxima does. Yamaha does. Why not you people? Uh, hey, let's get our first guest on the line. He's a regular uh, to our show, of course. And uh, Fly Racing dropped some stealth gear this weekend. I couldn't even see it out there. Uh, Max Anstey ended up on the podium with it as well. Uh, FlyRacing.com, Motorsport.com, your local dealer. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too, not too much. What's happening? Uh, nice uh, nice to make a podium with uh, when you have some LE gear coming out. Yeah, I, I mean, Max Anstey's been uh, a huge upside surprise for us. Uh, we were happy to have him on board, but, you know, if he told me he was going to be on the podium first two weekends, I yeah. would have probably said you're wrong. And what, running the fly goggle, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, you know, that team has been running the goggle. And, uh, yeah, we're we're excited. That was a big, you know, kind of switch up. That that team kind of flipped over a lot of guys, and uh, they're doing really well. And Dino is, you know, Dino's so great on and off the track. Um, Did, yeah, it was, it's nice to have him. Did you happen to see Dino just get blown up for 13th by Hill? No, no. Oh my I was, god! Uh, I was walking out of the stadium and I saw your text. Um, <laughs> and uh, who who got? You told me who got? Justin yeah, Hill, Hill, Justin right? Hill came up on the inside on the right hander and just cleaned him. And Dean's uh, knocked off Dean's water hose or water pump, and so just steam everywhere. Dean was flying, and I and I I thought to myself, honestly, Justin, if you just wanted that thirteenth and that point, Dean would have given it to you. Like at that point, those guys don't really care. Uh, it was a, a really aggressive pass for thirteenth. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Dean was probably like, "Really? Yeah." Like, <laughs> I mean, for thirteenth, this is where this is where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I guess Hill's racing, but Jesus, it was a, uh, it was, it looked greasy, and I don't, I, I could imagine Dean's a little upset about it, but hey, whatever. So um, maybe we'll have some justice dispensed later on. Uh, Dean was eighth for a while; his arms pumped up uh, really bad. He told me um, so. Yeah, it's been it, – it's, we'll just talk about Dean real quick. Like, yeah, it's been – hasn't been the start he wants with the Firepower Honda guys. It, you know, I mean, like you talk about, he's got a fan base. He's a great dude in, in his last years of his career, but he can't seem to stop the arm pump right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. I think he's been getting better. Um, I mean, there was so much – so much, such a good battle going on at the front. Uh, I'd be lying if I said that I was following him super closely. But I did notice him – much higher and more forward than I was used to. And then uh, I looked at the results and I was like, huh, I wonder how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think he just got, got arm pump. Um, all right. So Trevor's here from uh, Maxima. Um, yep. He kind of leans towards Stu's theory a little bit of that Coop and Eli and, you know, the guy, they know that Chase is going to buckle. They know they have them. Uh, I think you're more on my side on this one, JT, where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just the mistakes and it happens. It's racing. Uh, but, yeah, Trevor, Trevor's leaning a little more on like, hey, we know Sexton late in the race could, is going to throw this thing away. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Tomac was leaning on that too much this weekend. Um, no, but in Houston. Houston. In Houston, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I, – I mean, at Houston, I don't think Tomac, like – you know, a third of the way to the main event was like, no problem. If I can just hold him off, I got him. I, I don't believe that to be the case. Um, I think Webb, you know, did make a comment this this week that, like, I need to pounce on this and, and make the most of this opportunity. But I, I don't think Tomac, like, 
is going in going, man, if I just pressure Sexton, he'll, he'll fall apart. I, I don't personally believe that. I think Webb may be a little bit more. Um, and I think he, when he got behind him this weekend, he knew if he could stay with him for, let's say, the first half of the race, his odds of winning would go up exponentially. And uh, he was able to do that. So kudos to him. Um, I personally didn't think he would have enough speed to, to stay there. And uh, I think when the track breaks down and it gets slower and you can't just put your best laps in lap after lap, that plays into Cooper's strengths and skill set. And he made the most of it this weekend. I, I think it's, I guess it's more, not so much buckling. Like I don't think that mm-hmm. if I rephrase it a little bit, it's more so that I think they know if they're in the fight towards the end of the race, like JT saying, their opportunity, I think, to win, that the chances go up. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a small mistake, big mistake, whatever it is, yeah. uh, lap, who knows, yep. but they know if they're within that two seconds, three seconds, if they can fight with the guy to the end, that their opportunity to win the race will go up. And I think... I, I would... Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to I agree with you. The only thing I would add to that is I, I think Cooper Webb feels that way about everybody. Yeah, Absolutely. But that's his. I mean, that's his strength. He's willing to. Yeah, he's he's sure. he's gonna he's he's gonna wear you down. So for your point, Trevor, and I think you're right. Like for as much speed as we've seen from Chase Sexton, and as many laps led over the last two years, even three years, right? Uh, for all the things we've seen from Chase Sexton, and it's been like maybe like you know, I, I, it's it's rocks and stew level impressiveness to me. Like wh- things that he does. Yeah, he has two wins, career wins, yeah. two. Right? Like, uh, that's not that many. And your point, Trevor, about if he can rattle off two or three in a row and get the feeling of w- closing the deal, yeah, maybe we see a different say Sexton. Yeah, you know? and, and, and that's in any sport, anything like yeah. that. It's like you got to get the ball rolling in the right direction to now it's where instead of those thoughts at the end of the race, yeah. it's now that I'm going to finish yeah. this thing, right? And uh, so I rewatched the main today again and – Coop almost went down. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. That was closer than maybe I, I, I watched it yesterday before the Super Bowl just kind of quickly, and then I watched it again today, and I'm like, oh, shit, that was, was almost close. big. It was close. <laughs> so props to Webb for – and even Ricky's like, I don't think that – Ricky said, I don't think – that does it or something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? they like, thought it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was uh, damn impressive. Uh, which, which ride was better, JT? Tomac in Houston – or Webb this week, because Webb, I mean, Chase did crash, right? We don't know if, if Webb yep. would have got him. And last week, like, Saxon was 1-3 away at times. Like, he got it close enough to be a second or so. And then Tomac, you know, held him off and, and regrouped and, and had that win. So I, it, it's splitting hairs here, but which, yeah, which win is more I impressive? I don't know which one's better. I think Tomac had the more difficult task, though, um, to – to get beaten down in that heat race like that and then face the same situation an hour later for a much longer race that you're now supposed to hold them off and then somehow find the, the mental fortitude to do that and then be able to pull back away. It, it showed me a lot. Um, that's not discrediting Webb. I just think Webb's race was a little bit easier because he just basically could sit back there. You know, His toughest task was I just need to, I need to find this guy's pace. And if I can do that, if I can get him to the late laps, I have a shot at it. So he, I mean, he really, he never forced, he didn't make, make a pass. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he never really showed him a wheel or made a block pass or anything. 
he was just kind of sitting back there and, and Chase made the mistake. So, um, I mean, they're both really impressive, but I think that Tomax was a much more uphill climb than Webb's was. Was AP flipping off the sand the greatest thing we saw all weekend? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think, uh, I think everyone on a motorcycle that day echoed that sentiment. Fuck you, sand. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I listen, uh, I don't know what you thought of San Trevor when you raced, or even if it was around uh, back in your in any West Coast races you did. It I don't seems know. like West Coast had never had much. I can remember maybe literally right. one or two tracks that had some, but it's never that that uh, white sand. If they want to bring it back in a straightaway like this did weekend, I'm all for it. Uh, every, Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I, there's, a, there's a few things I think we'll talk about them a little bit later yeah. when we get Clayton on, but a few things that we feel that every track should have that yeah. makes for better racing. So what do you, sand, sand would be one of them. What do you think, JT? Straightaway sand? Yeah, you're next. Yeah, I like the straightaway. I didn't think the corner was that great, um, but the, the straightaway was really cool. Uh, AP, we, we, he was on the show last week. We said, congratulations, you're the fastest guy without a podium this year. And he was like laughing like, oh, great. But that title is gone now. Uh, now we got to move on, find another fast guy without a podium this year. Um, maybe, oh, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. It's tough. Right now. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's not Barsha, it's not Roxon, it's nope. not Plessinger, it's not Webb, not Sexton, not Tom Savachi, Rock. I guess. We're now we're down there. I don't know. Uh, he hasn't been close though. But what uh, Ferrandis? When Ferrandis? Maybe. Okay. When he's, I mean, sure. When he comes he's back, he's expected to be yep. back, right? Yep. Yeah. I think he's yep. a guy that can. We can do that. Get down to the end. Uh, but he was really good. He passed Tomac in the heat, and yep. you know we saw what he did in the main. Pulled away from Kenny. Kind of lost the the top two a little bit, but he was there. And uh, yeah, man, AP JT, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, he was great all day. I, you know, for him to be able to pull away from Tomac in the main event was surprising. Um, you know, Tomac didn't have his best main event by any means. That's you know pretty obvious. Uh, but I thought it was good for him and confidence. And you you know you look at the results and KTM were one and three. That's that's a really nice step for them. Um, I'm sure it was a lot of redemption for them because it's been a tough kind of two year slog here, a year and a half anyway, for them. And uh, I think they probably feel like they're on to something you know the, the the hard question is was it the track and the conditions that brought the result or did their guys just find something to get better you know and, and we may not know for a little bit we'll see what oakland brings um but i think we probably won't know for sure until dallas um to know if it's like oh no those guys are just great and they sorted the bike out or is it just the softer conditions with whoops deteriorating and ruts and sand and all that stuff that those guys seem to well, shine in? I was going to ask you about that, and I, I, I had that on the list to talk to Cooper. Um, but Oakland's pretty ruddy, soft, you know? Like, it's not East Coast, but Oakland gets beat down, and, and it's sandier, ruddy, you know? So I don't know. I think this track might, this weekend might, might, might do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what the, the weather's like. You know, yeah. if it doesn't rain – it's Oakland can be pretty hard packed. Um, it's not, it, it gets like kind of crusty corners and it'll be harder than you think. Um, but it just depends on what the weather does. So, uh, it can be just like last weekend. If we get rain and mm -hmm. the fog rolls in, or it could be pretty hard and, and a little slippery. I mean, think about like the race that James won way back in the day. Uh, it was pretty slippery. I remember racing it and like traction was at a premium that night. So okay. we'll see. Yeah. I, I seem to remember like, AC two years ago, soft ruddy. Pike podium, yeah, soft ruddy. You know, yes, it just and, and yeah. usually weather's a factor, right. right? So 
I don't know if that'll be the case this year or not. And I would say it's more likely that we get the soft conditions versus right. not. But I have raced it there where I was like, man, this, this isn't very yeah. much fun. I'm sliding around here. Uh, by the way, I got a bunch of people correcting me. On the review show that JT couldn't make last night, I said that Aaron only had one other podium, but he had made a podium Daytona on a Yamaha. I forgot all about that. So uh, okay. thank you, everybody, for correcting me on that. Got it. AP, three career, 450 supercross podiums. So we... On our review show, we were discussing Webb last week after Houston, and we're like, ah, like, not good, you know, blah, 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 needs to change. And So I'm not going to overreact on the Tomac. Trevor, I'll start with you. Like, just just an off night? Like, no, no concern? Like, we're not – this is nothing? This is a blip? I, th- I think so. Yeah. Same thing with okay. – with, I would compare it to Eli's ride this last weekend. I, I don't No, think... I meant Eli's ride this weekend. Oh, this weekend. Yeah. Compared to Webb. Just a blip? I thought we were comparing to Webb's ride. Well, compared to Webb's ride in Houston, we talked about Webb's ride in Houston where he was off pace. Yeah. And... Yeah, same, I, I think it's just – Yeah. I think yeah. For, for both those guys, Eli especially, like later in the career and – if he's uncomfortable, yep. we know he's not willing to go out and and risk it to that you know right. to the level that some of these other guys are. And I think Webb's kind of in that headspace too. Like he's he just wasn't the guy that night. He wants to be there for the whole series. He knows those rounds are going to come where he's going to be racing up front. So how do you minimize the damage? Yeah. Move on. Feel good about the next weekend. Make changes if you need to. And I, I don't think I, I don't think they have a ton of. Um, you know, second guessing going to weekend to weekend on what happened the weekend before. I don't think this weekend for Eli has any effect on him going into Oakland. In his mind, he's going to go out there and bike feels good in qualifying, bike feels good in the heat race. He's comfortable. He's willing to to race up front again. And I think Webb's the same way. Uh, JT, um, we're not worried, right? We're good. I don't know. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> worried. Worried's probably okay. All right. Yep. But. Um, I mean, that wasn't a good main event, right? And I was trying to think of a time since he's gotten on the Yamaha where, I mean, A1 for sure, 2022. But I was trying to think of races where he was just not relevant as far as, like, the lead group. Like, he wasn't even near them this weekend. It wasn't like he was, like, a distant third. He was way, way back from the leaders this Okay, weekend. this one wasn't a weirdo ride, though. It wasn't, but I mean, when was the last time you saw him? Yeah, I mean, I could pull up the results twenty or some, twenty or thirty seconds behind the leaders. You know, like yeah. I haven't seen that in a very long time from Eli Tomac. I, I don't know. If, I, again, I know a one twenty twenty two, but I don't know of another time that I could say that that I saw him just get left, like no mm-hmm. chance of staying with him. Yeah. So I, I I'm not worried. Yeah. But I think it's probably bugging him this week, uh, knowing him and the, the run he's been on. I can't imagine he was like, ah, whatever. I got beat by 30 seconds. Who cares? Uh, I don't I don't think he's just, like, able to shrug that off. I, I think he'll be fine when the gate drops this coming weekend, but um, it, was, it was a peculiar ride, I'll say that. Do we know anything weird, sick, anything off the out of the normal he going said, on? He just said his riding was a bit off. Was a bit That's off. all he said. Uh, yeah, I, I sent some feelers out and not comfortable, not comfy with the track, dirt. You know, I had a few guys tell me, or Savachi was one of them, and somebody else was like, is this Florida? Or is this, you know, it's hard pack. It was hard pack. They, yeah. they weren't, they were weird. They weirded out by it because it's literally like none of the facilities, right? Nobody, where any facility you want to name, it was not like Tampa Dirt. No. no. So, I, I mean, I like. Well, Chiz said that too. Yeah. He, uh, the only reason I asked that is because typically he's not somebody that's going to be 
going backwards even on lap times probably as much yeah. as he did in that race. Like he, yeah. I think he got down. I looked at some of the lap charts and things like that, and he he got into the 49s, which the guys up front were a little bit more consistent and, mm -hmm. and rattled off five, six, seven, eight laps, and, yeah. you know, in that in that 49. But towards the end, he's starting to to you know, it's like around lap 15, 16, you're starting to see 52, 53, 54 things yep. like that, which typically you don't see. Uh, he's not a guy that gets tired, obviously, or, or fades at the end of the race. So whether it's just super uncomfortable, track breaking down, yep. comfortable riding around where he's at, he's got a gap, get through the night, whatever it was, I. Uh, yeah. None of us can answer that, I guess. Yeah, but. I mean, look, if you had told me he got fifth but was, you know, it was a five-second gap to first and it was right. an epic battle and he got fifth and couldn't, nobody made a mistake. So, you know, he but he got dropped by Kenny and, yeah. you know, like, like yeah. yeah. So it was a fifth, but on paper, or on paper it was a fifth, but it was maybe worse than, you know what I mean? Yeah, Like maybe. visually wise. So uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. JT, we have a phone call. Who would win a three-lap moto right now between JT and Kiefer? I mean, come on. Oh, Kiefer, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Kiefer would – you don't ride anymore. So, yeah, yeah. Kiefer, close. Kiefer would uh, blow JT's doors off right now. Trevor, you don't yeah. ride either, really, right? Yeah, mm, you're done? Not much. Yeah. No, not much. Uh, Motocross Andy on YouTube gave us 10 bucks and says, bring Phil on every week. The world – the moto world is better with Phil's advice. So, I mean – I don't know. I, I guess we. I guess we could do that. I know. Are you kidding me? I know that's a tough ask for you. <laughs> uh, X brand goggle tear off segment. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. It's the X brand tear off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire X brand goggles. The choice of champions everywhere. Uh, please check out eksbrand.com. Pulp show twenty three is the code to save. Uh, please check out those goggles and, and look closely at Hunter Lawrence's goggles. Just look closely. Look closely at the uh, factory ride goggles of the Club MX guys. You know, look closely. I say they look a lot like a lucid goggle. So uh, eksbrand.com. You know who wears X brand is Freddie Noren, and I'm upset with Freddie as is JT right now. So we'll just move on. Pulp fantasy reasons. Not uh, not impressive. Come on, Fred. Like, he's in qualifying spots. It's not like he just yep. fell in the first turn and... With a big gap. With a big gap. <sighs> All right. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him, Trevor? No. No. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Steve, should Sexton have let Paul by to try and pick up on his lines? Everyone seems to agree it's easier to follow than lead when evenly matched in speed. It is easier to follow. I think Trevor and JT can attest to that. You're coming up, you're the second guy to come up on lappers, and you can watch the guy's lines. And obviously, Coop was doing that two-two before the uh, yeah. uh, rhythm there, uh, which was great. But no, he crashed with two minutes to go. You don't let him by in a supercross race. No, you, you don't. No. JT, what time do you normally go to bed? Uh, like seven thirty or eight. What time do you get up? 3.55. And, yeah, we just upset about your waking time. It's unnecessary. What? It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Uh, Trevor. Marks, you go to bed at 3.55. Yeah, I still get a lot done. Yeah, but it's like, it's, I, would say that, I would say that people say that's also not healthy. <laughs> I've heard that many times. I don't go to bed that late anymore, but yeah. Trevor, when you attend the races, which team truck are you mooching lunch off of? Uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, I think, is the title sponsor. Yeah. Ryan Clark's team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solitaire. Always, uh, solitaire. Solitaire. yeah, Solitaire. But, yeah, always got good food. 
Okay. Always got good food. All Ryan right. takes care of me. All right, there we go. Steve. Yep. Name your dream team of announcing for Supercross. Who's in the booth, on the floor, and in the pits? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Weege. I think Weege is great. Absolutely. Although, like, don't sleep on Bytus as a live announcer. So did he say on the floor? Yep. So Bytus. Bytus, live guy. He's got some pipes. Better than Lurch. Lurch is great, but uh, see, I'm a I'm a fan of Lurch. Lurch is Bidus knows the sport inside inside and out, uh, and his pipes are great. So I'll go Bidus on the floor, Weege in the booth, uh, Daniel as a uh, analyst guy, but Ricky's gotten a lot better. I wish Ricky would be harsher though. He's he's still scared to really put it out there. The guy's a 15 time champion. Say it, man. He does not hold back off air. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, he doesn't. Um. He texts me every now and then with some good stuff. He yep. just doesn't want to offend guys, but he's Ricky Carmichael. So that's fine. I feel Daniel would be better. Uh, put JT down on the floor. It's a good job by last summer and this year as well. Uh, bring Be funnier, uh, JT. And, um, yeah, did I get everything? I think you nailed it. Okay, thank you. It wasn't 30 seconds, but. I know. Uh-huh. Don't sleep on Bidus, everyone. JT, what color headband would you wear on the TV broadcast? Headband? headband. Oh, if I was James Stewart? Oh, yeah. Is that like that was uh, a bandana, assuming. right? That's, a, that that's not a headband. About? Yeah, a headband is like a... It's a bandana. Like a headband is what you do when you work out. A tennis guy. Let's answer that one, like, too. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Like, you're either Stu or you're Brett Michaels. Those are the, the rules <laughs> for wearing bandana on, on television. It's probably a good point. Too. Yeah. Plus, all yeah. your hair gel would seep, seep through it. Wow. And... We all know a gentleman who used to wear a greasy one all the time. <laughs> you know? So. Trevor, with the minimal riding that Mathis does, how many rides can he get out of an air filter? Mm. Depends on the track. But yeah. around here, probably pretty dusty. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm usually Sa- not up front. Safely so. two, okay. pushing it on three. Do we have 23 450 yet? In not stock? yet. What, what are we look? How are we looking? Do you want to take mine home? No, I, it's okay. Uh, the foam's done. The issue okay. was the was the grommet. Okay, is what we were waiting on. Right. So grommets are done. They're in the works. Okay. Steve, with all your buddies selling out, do you find yourself considering going to the dark side too? Dark. Uh, no, no. I I I have integrity. I will continue to call it like it is. I will not sell out. I will give you the real hard truths. Bluku. Bike of the year. Uh, yeah. So, nope. I don't intend to. But there was there was a slight dusting of a rumor that I may be on Race Day Live later this year. But as a guest. As a guest. Not not you know not as host. If but. you have to talk about that other fantasy show, I'm, I'm telling you, you can't. <laughs> well, JT's got no problem with I'm it. I'm just telling you, you can't. Okay, so. yeah. JT's no problem. Uh-huh. Listen, I, I'm just a good actor. I went to Juilliard. <laughs> You, you, I didn't show you any of my real emotion. <laughs> the Oakley promo for JT and the Rocky Mountain Rocky. Fantasy just, just... I felt like I was being punked back-to-back week. <laughs> I can't wait until JT actually has to make his picks on race Yeah, day what do you think? Like, who's the wild card, JT? The wild card? <laughs> They're going to have me narrate a, a Vince Freezy tribute <laughs> this season. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um... JT, what's a next good step for Deegan to take? 
I don't know. I think he's doing a great job. Um, I think just continue to mature, continue to learn. Uh, I still think he's taken a lot of risk, which is that's eh, part of going fast, I guess. But um, that'll come with time. He's he's going to have to, I think, smooth out a tiny bit as he finds the pace. Because w- uh, this is what I mean by that. If you watch a guy like Hunter Lawrence, he's doing the laps at the same speed and he doesn't look sketchy. To me, Hayden still looks a little sketchy. And that's just, he's just going to have to get more comfortable with it. So that'll, that'll come with time and maturity, though. All right, last one. Trevor, who had a bigger loss, Styles or Sexton? Styles. What, what are you, what's I, you talking I, about? I, I just read the questions. I don't know St- the Styles <laughs> one. Thrasher. Thrasher. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, for me, for he's me, drunk. He's for drunk. me, uh, Thrasher, for it to go down. I mean, Chase made a mistake, right? Um, for Thrasher to lead the whole main event and lose it in that last turn, I think Thrasher's a, a bigger loss in that situation. Are we, are we worried at all about the cumulative side of this for Chase? Yeah, we touched on that a little bit. We're stacking yeah. them up a little bit. I know, yeah. I know. I'm, yeah. I just yeah. At some point, you keep saying us, it's whatever. I you know learn from it, but it's like, man, this has happened a lot. Like you go back to last summer, crashing on the last lap. You know, like it's, he he's got it's two wins, and you can just think of so many times where he was the best guy. Yeah, and he's got yeah. two well, wins. Think about like you know Lakewood. Um, there was another national where he did it. Motocross the Nations qualifying race. Um, this this season's troubles. Uh, there, there are a bunch. If you were looking for an angle to take there, you don't have to look very far. Yeah, I, but you know what? I said I gave this. I told Trevor earlier. He's facing the media and he's explaining things and he's breaking oh. it down and he's being yeah. honest. And yeah. I give him a lot of props for that because a lot of guys would just be hiding in their truck. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his maturity level and taking this stuff on. Yeah, I'm just purely looking at it. Yeah. you know, trying to be neutral as far as like just the facts, right? Yeah. Like, man, he's. He's done this too many times now. Yep. Uh, Russell says, uh, Russell gave us nine ninety nine on YouTube. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate that. I guess it's all working now, Marks. I don't know. You screwed it up. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Uh, this Russell says, uh, riders get paid to score points. Do you think the day will ever come when AMA pays points for qualifying? Trevor, what do you think? I don't think so. JT? Should we give a point for fastest qualifier? I don't. Well, I guess to not to cut JT off, but yeah. I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think you can. Okay. I, I just think that you, you have the ability in qualifying to have a clear track. You can control variables a little bit different to go in and put in, I guess, the fastest lap. So I, I don't think uh, allowing a point there would be right. a good decision. JT? I don't know. I, see, to me, the only reason you do that is because you're trying to validate the qualifying. And I don't think we have a problem with qualifying validation, right? The people that are coming... They either come to qualifying or they don't. The promoter's not losing any money if they don't show up. You know, that's the problem with, like, why MXGP's doing it. That's why Formula One's doing it. It's because they want fans there the day before, and they want the ratings, and they want people to care about the qualifying. We don't really have that issue right now, right? If we ever went back to a two-day motocross system, then maybe we, we could. Maybe we would, we would have that situation. But for right now, I don't really see a reason. I think I've seen more people this year at at qualifying, you know, they're early watching than probably ever. I mean, yeah. Anaheim won the whole lower level was full of people yeah. there watching. I yeah. think, like, us us 
guys that have been around it forever, we enjoy that part of it. Like we want to be there and, and see those first laps from those guys. You know, you watch the C practice, all these things that we go to, you know, sit in the stands and, and, and enjoy. And like, I think more people are catching on to that, that like, Hey, I just spent X amount of dollars to watch the race at night. But if I get there early, I have the ability to move around, sit wherever I want, sit lower and watch these guys come out and practice. So yeah. I don't think we have an, like he said, an right. issue with people coming to, to watch qualifying. All right, JT, are you back in Oakland or what, are you back on yeah. TV? Yep. Okay. All right. We just back. We just, uh, the new urch. Oh yeah. And, uh, huh. I'm, I'm back and Daniel goes to the booth. Daniel goes up to the booth. Oh wow. Just yep. sellouts everywhere you look. Um, Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Fantastic. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. See you guys. All See right. ya. See ya. Uh, that's Jason Thomas. All right. Thanks, man. Wants to get that outro. Yeah. Good stuff. Man. We got it in. <laughs> You're welcome. Is is he with you? Yeah, it's a it's a team effort over here. Yeah, he brought you to pulp. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, Renthal, the Works Fit tool is the best place to learn and determine what bend you are looking for. Compare all Renthal bends and put your bike and compare the OE bend to optional Renthal bends. Input another brand's bend if you want in a custom dims field. The pool, the tool will draw that bar to allow you to compare that way. Also, inventory locator, uh, championships. They have a page on the site dedicated to tracking the championships and a fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. What what bar bend were you? Renthal. 997s. 997s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69, Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession of detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Renthal.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board with the show. And if chances are you've used some Renthal product, then you know the quality of it. Renthal brings you our next guest on the show. Uh, this gentleman, we just spent 20 minutes talking about what a great day he had and a race he had at Tampa. And we're really stoked to welcome him on the show. Uh, brought to you by Renthal. It's Cooper Webb. What's up, Coop? How are you, man? What's up, Steve? All is well. Can't com- can't complain on no, this Monday, dude. You are back. That was such a, a such a Cooper Webb win, and I and I gotta admit, Coop, when Sexton grabbed it, I'm like, he's gone. Like this is what he's been so good all day, and dude, you just would not let him go. And then as the race went on, I turned to Lewis Phillips and I'm like, I think Coop's gonna get him, dude. This was this was just this was so your race. Yeah, it's the way it works. Yeah, no, like you said, it was uh, when when I actually I guess technically they gave me the whole shot, but when he snuck uh, snuck inside of me, you know, in that first turn, I knew I was like, man, he's gonna be eager to get after it and and get some good laps down. So uh, yeah, it was good, man, to be able to run with him yep. at the beginning and have a good pace, and then just kind of uh, find a good flow. And like you said, I was just kind of um, we were kind of playing cat and mouse, and I felt like I was in a good spot just. Uh, you know, really didn't want to go too soon. I felt like I, I had uh, the speed to match them and had some good lines and stuff. Uh, obviously, the lappers were were tricky, especially in that sand. But yep. I felt like if I, you know, at any point if I felt back a little bit, I was able to pick it, pick it up and get right back on them. So um, felt like we were in a good spot. And then I made that big mistake there oh, at the end yeah. and almost went down. And then I think it was what two laps later that. He pretty much had a had the same thing happen and and went down. But uh, like you said, I, I felt really good. I felt um, you know it was the first time that I felt like I I had really good speed um, and and could run whatever yeah. the pace was. So uh, like I said, it was a good win. Get get a monkey off the back a little bit and uh, get that ball rolling. Hopefully, you've won two titles in a shit ton of races. So I don't 
I don't know. Like, does it still – he broke a long winless streak with this one. It, it, does it make it um, special or does it make it a little nicer because of this or just it's just another win because you've won so much? Like, is it different? <laughs> Uh, that's a tough one. I, I honestly didn't feel um, maybe as excited or as much gratitude as I thought I would have. Okay. To be fair, like yeah. in the moment, just because I mean, from from the day of October first, you know, the goal has been championship. Uh-huh. Um, so to me, it was just kind of like, hey, I needed to to do this to establish myself in this championship hunt again, you know, points wise. So I think in the moment it didn't feel as big as like maybe an hour after the race, after the press conference, when I really kind of sat back and was like, man, you know, it was a really hard year last year and we had a lot of downs and to, to have an up like that, it's not easy. You know, and I think that's what I reminded myself of last year was like, like you said, when you win your championships, it's, you win multiple races in a year and it, you almost take it for granted, you know, how, how rewarding and satisfying they are. Um, but, you know, I think that's also what, what maybe gets you to those championships mm-hmm. is, is having that, that big goal always in mind, not just, um, races, but like you said, it, it definitely felt good. First, uh, first win as a dad, oh, uh, which yeah, is cool true. to say. And yep. then, yeah, I think, uh, the, the stat guy told me it was, uh, I'm 10th all time now, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So did you have a spot like where you're like, this is, I got to force the issue. Here's where I'm going to do it before he crashed. Like, obviously you're doing that too, too. And Sexton, yep. Sexton told me after the race that he was going off the dragon from the second last one, right? Yeah, I saw that. And he was like, dude, yeah. he goes, I was going off the dragon a second last one. And, I, and you know, it, that's fast. But yeah. I wasn't pulling him. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think I think that line was definitely you know we dart fished it kind of all day, and it wasn't ever faster. It wasn't. Um, no, but oh. in the main event, I knew just in the simple fact of everyone was going roll yeah. on off, right. and you could tell the first single like it's hard to explain, but when people break slide up it all day, mm-hmm. it just gets taller and taller and taller. And then, hmm. the, you know, the, the single going down the backside had a lot of acceleration bumps. So I just kind of knew, hey, this line's going to probably end up being pretty good. At the beginning, it really wasn't that – that I think it was very similar. But yeah. by the end, uh-huh. I think it would just kind of give me a good slingshot, you know, and staying out of the rough stuff into the dragon. And then, like you said, he was going from the top or the second to top. And yeah. I was trying to get as light as I could over it, but – Maybe he just didn't have the legs to quite do that line, but that's that's where my spot. I was going to really try to force it there okay. if, if push came to shove. You know, I think we opened that turn up to get as much momentum into the sand as we could. But yep. if if you're close, you can you can come in hot there. Uh, or he kept kind of going back and forth on the sand. You know, I think yep. the the inside got fast at the end, and. Um, I was just gonna maybe go wherever, wherever yeah, he wasn't, right, right, you know. Yeah. So, so you, but like you said, I, I, I kind of was. I didn't want to go too soon, and then I also felt like I could, I could get inside of them after the finish line. Um, yeah. I could kind of, if I needed to, you know, yeah. go super tight and then come across those ruts. But once again, you you have to be close. So, so you can um, see yeah. you can see him going off the second last one off the dragon, like when you're behind him, you can kind of notice yeah. that. Oh, okay. No, I, I saw yeah. it and I was like, Man, that's 
that's fast, but also <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I had flashbacks to, to uh, uh, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas when yeah. Tried, yeah, when I tried it. It's, so. You got a good point though. Like, yeah, him being longer legs and taller, like that's a he's got no worries on that kind of stuff. Or you do, yeah, and vice versa <laughs> yeah. for cutting down in <laughs> turns. There, yeah, might you... might not be great for me, no. but uh, no, for sure. Everyone obviously has their yeah their strengths, and uh, that was a pretty cool line. Yeah, that that that, uh, that was in, oh so okay so yeah interesting. That's that's it's real racer knowledge when you talk about going roll. And then uh, and on off or roll on off and being taller because of the brake sliding. Yeah, good. good. Never really think yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, that's why you're a racer, Coop. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Cooper Webb on the uh, uh, Pulp Mech Show? Brought to you by Renthal. You got a question, Trevor? For Coop. Yeah, Coop. What's happening, Trevor? Hey, man. How are you? Good, man. Um, I guess maybe talk a little bit about like one thing that that I think about with with you guys that are are racing at the front of the pack and. And how much of the focus in a race like that where you're pacing, you know, chase in front of you is how much time are you applying and looking at exactly what chase is doing and trying to make up time versus just focusing on yourself and racing the track? Does that just kind of depend on where you're at lap to lap? If you feel like you're losing in a certain spot, gaining in a certain spot, I guess just the 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 mental side of trying to focus on matching laps versus putting in your own laps. Yeah, I mean that's that's the difficult part right there. Like right. you said, it's. Uh, I think it depends. Like I said, for me, I felt like I was in a, and we use the term flow, but um, you know, like the track was coming pretty easy for me in the sense of, you know, I, I felt like I had good lines. Uh, I was doing good in the sands. I could turn down. I could go up. I felt good in the whoops. So um, for me, it was actually a more comfortable race, right. you know, to where, uh, at the beginning I knew I had to go fast and that was the main mindset of just like, no matter what, stay on his wheel. Yeah. Um, and I was able to do that. And, and once, you know, about lap five, I, I kind of knew, you know, you can only really sprint X amount of laps. You know, obviously we're, we're doing fast, fast laps, but I feel like Chase is really good at those, you know, and him and Kenny are, are very good at those first few laps, just going for it and, and trying to get a lead. And then, you know, if you're able to ride with a, a two-second lead versus a, a one-second lead or whatever it is, you're just a bit more comfortable out front for sure. You can't really hear the guy. You can, when you're coming out of a turn, you can see the guys coming in. You know, you have a little bit of, of – Rooms in case you do make a mistake. So I think for me, after about lap eight, it was um, I knew what lines were working for me. I didn't really change many lines. Um, I felt good in the whoops, like I said. Like I, that's usually my first thing is if maybe a guy's faster than me in the whoops, I'll switch to their line. But I felt like I was actually making making some good passes and consistent good runs, and I wasn't losing time. So I stuck to my line there, and then. Um, yeah, I think basically at that point, you're just kind of like, in my mind, I'm, I'm sticking to him and just watching like, Hey, what's your, what's his tendencies? Is he railing the tops? Is he starting to cut down? Is he struggling? If he cuts down, is he making any mistakes? You know, you can kind of see when guys start to get tired too, like the, the body, the, the technique maybe goes away a little bit so like i said for me it's just it's very rare in our sport but you have those nights where you just 
you're in a good zone and and that's where i was yeah. you know i was just like i was almost just like like steve said like in that predator mode where it's, it's going to be a a late pass you know but obviously um he, he went down so it would have been been a definitely a good battle for sure yeah, yeah. but like I said, I felt like even after my mistake, you know, I made a huge mistake and lost that lap alone. I think it was like two seconds. Yep. And by the next lap, you know, I was already back there. So, um, but I think the hardest thing that's been happening lately, and it was honestly same at San Diego, is is the lappers have been tough. You know, we're on the shorter tracks. We're just we're we're obviously going fast, and yep. with that sand. It just you you kind of went where guys weren't, and um, with all the 90s, you know, if you had 90s at the two edges, the guys can't really move out there, and then uh, the the whoops were wide, but everyone was kind of taken, you know, either that far left, middle, or just right of the middle, and we're all doing the same rhythm. So to me, that's almost like a battle within itself, especially when you come up on guys that are. Um, that they're in their own battle, then yeah. you're really kind of give or take. So it's tough, though. I uh, mean, that's that's obviously part of part of racing is the the racecraft and the 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 brain a little bit. So uh, it was good, though. I had Chiz in uh, fantasy, and he was way too nice getting lapped. He lost a bunch of spots because he's so adamant on getting out of the way. Damn, Chiz. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's what's tough, you know. I mean, I, I've talk to the guys about it and and vice versa obviously they don't want to yep. impact the race but you know there's yep. purse money and there's there's positions to be made and you know we lapped quite a bit and i think we lapped into the top 10 even again this weekend so it's tough and that's where you know it's there's there's really no right answer right no you know, I, I think one of the things that I've brought up is just make it to where if the blue flag's out, you can't get past and you can't pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, yeah, our flaggers maybe aren't the, <laughs> the best either. They, I've seen them out for, oh, for yeah. four laps in a row sometimes or something, you know. Yep, so, yep. but it's tough. You well, know, yeah, I think uh, there's guys that are battling and trying to make money. So, and there's guys that are it. greasy about it. You see them. You see guys are like slow down for because you're coming up, and then yeah. the guy behind them just yeah, and that's you know that's, that's the city yeah. thing. Yep. you know, yep. I, I I've seen it both both ways, and and that's where you know maybe if. If something like that, you know, who knows what the right answer yeah. is, but I think it is tough. I think if you get lapped twice, black flag. I've said that for years. If you're yeah, if you're down twice, I mean, get off the track. We'll mark you at seventeenth or nineteenth or whatever. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, but yeah. I don't know if they want to do that. But the track gets worn. worn you're down two laps. Yeah. Pull it in. Well, I, and I think I mean, I, I talk to A Ray more than any of them, but I think A Ray off this track sooner the better. Anyway. So. <laughs> what, what you broke up there? What'd you say? I was just saying I think the guys that you know have put it in the main and are maybe getting the lap multiple times they they probably want to get off the yeah. track just as bad anyway. <laughs> They'd be yeah. all right with it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, right? We got some phone calls for Cooper Webb here, brought to you by the folks at Renthal. Uh, are you okay? Look, everybody hates the sand. All you guys do. Uh, are you okay with straightaway sand sections? Can we can we have that? I, I thought it was great. <laughs> or no. Uh. What do you think was great about it? Just the doubling in and tripling out and, like, uh, you know, whoops and stuff. I like all that. That was cool. 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. We know where Cooper Webb stands on Sandman. No, I mean, it's, I get it. Like, I get it is maybe cool and you can have mistakes. And right. It is a new element. But, bro, think about your mechanic days. I mean, how would you feel if I'm just like putting sand in your computer right now? Or oh, something? no, like, I know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I, like it. I wouldn't like it, but it makes the lap times longer. It, it has it, lots of mistakes go on. I just think so, what's yeah. tough is, is the super cross setting yep. is what makes it tough. Right. And then I also think it does genuinely create one line. And then, like, even for myself this weekend, like, if you're all up on someone's ass, you almost just, like, stay back and you're... Oh, you're breaking up. Maybe. The, oh. oh, shit. Sorry, I'm driving. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can uh, you, I'll stop right here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So, yeah, getting roosted, you back off a little bit sometimes because of that? Make, make you turn. Oh, we lost you. Your 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 robot voice. Anyway, fan, I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Um, we got a few calls for you. You want to take some phone calls before we uh, yeah. wrap it up here? Let's go. We got one is uh, Scott's on one. Scott, what's uh, what's your question for Cooper Webb? Yeah, one is uh, first time caller in. I love you guys' show. I just wanted Thank you guys to uh, know that. Um, but my question is, uh, going back to the Baker factory, do you think, other than uh, the, you getting the bike dialed in, has that uh, helped out also on getting that, you back on the winning track? Yeah. You know, I think obviously I've had great success with Eldon and, and the program. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's gotten even better. You know, I think the biggest thing I enjoy about it is riding with, with people and uh we have a big good group of guys you know a lot of speed a lot of um talent so i think for me that's been been cool you know kind of coming back like when i left um it was marvin zach and then when i came back it was like an entire new group uh, at the end of last year so i think this year having the whole off season with them you know, Christian's super fast, Malk's super fast, AP has his days where he's super fast, and I have my days where I'm super fast, So, uh, and same as RJ. So I think it's it's a really solid group, and we all get along well, and um, that's that's really been, um, you know, I think for me at, at my level, like I've always trained hard. I, You know, with Eldon, he got me to the point of where I understood what it took to win in the 450s and I think with our program now, like all that is very similar to how it's always been, but now it's it's we just have a really thick group of guys that are, are, are fast, you know. So and they we all have different styles, different tendencies. So I think that's really what has uh, also kind of excelled everything for sure. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Scott. All right, thank you. Thank Bye. you. Uh, Tony's on too. Tony, go ahead. What's your question for Cooper? Uh, hey guys, hey hey Coop, congrats on your win, your championships, and uh, being a dad. I appreciate um, that, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I'm a big fan of yours. You're uh, probably my biggest fan. I've liked you ever since like Monster Cup years ago when you first got on a 250, and you know you wouldn't let Bowers push you around. You're like a like a new school Damon <laughs> Bradshaw. Your your mental fortitude yeah, and your determination you. is just is awesome. 
it's 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 awesome. I don't yell at the TV much, but but during races when you're behind people, I'm definitely screaming and yelling. Um, and I just wanted to say, I guess my my question is, um, I'm not a big Sexton fan. I think he's a bit of a squid. So oh, the fact oh. that like a couple years ago he was over aggressive and you know took you out in the outdoors and then was over aggressive last year and landed on you in Supercross. When you get behind him. Don't you want to turn into Barsha or, like, go freezy on him for a minute and just <laughs> knock him into the cheap seats? Because <laughs> I want you to. And that... uh, we lost him. Uh-oh. I think he's telling us right now how much he just wants a T-bone Sexton just off, right off his I bike. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're back. All right. There you are. <clears throat> All right. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. We'll try to bring them back in here. Uh, all right. Great radio. Renthal.com bringing you uh, Cooper Webb on the, on the line. Somewhere trapped driving. He sounded pretty good considering he was driving. Yeah. Yeah. You're back. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. We got you now. So I was, I was parked and huh. I just ran over my loss. Yes, so. No problem. Uh, so what about, race, what about race in Sexton? Um, I'm guessing you do not want to go Barsha on him. Yeah, nah. <laughs> uh, those incidences were were just racing, you know. So yep. Um, no, nah, I mean, I think there's a lot of respect there, and I mean, there's there's definitely certain guys that you got to race a little differently. But I don't mm-hmm. think Chase is one of them. We were talking on a review show. Like, I know for sure there's days where Christian is the fastest guy over there at the Baker's factory, and. Uh, mm-hmm. He got lapped this weekend, and if you're Christian, who he fell, he tipped over a little bit. But if you're Christian, you're probably just like, "God, I'm getting lapped! I'm getting lapped! <laughs> I was faster than this guy on Wednesday, or whatever, right?" Like, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the difference, in, you know, in where you're at as a two-time champion and where Christian's at first year in the class. And we all for know sure. he'll figure it out; he'll get there. But uh, for now, he's probably like so frustrated <laughs> so, um. yeah i mean it's hard to say I, obviously i just kind of talked to him throughout the week you yeah. know on race day we're always on yeah. our own but uh yeah i mean it's it's a tough tough sport tough class it's um yeah. i mean shoot if it was up to speed i don't think i would ever ever win <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad point uh gus is on uh three gus what's your question for cooper webb gus, Coop, oh. we're back What's Congrats, up, man? Yep. Yeah, man. We're back. Look, so you know you've you've created this niche where you're really known for your race craft and your late race charges, and and I hope it's a while before you retire. But when when you finish up, have you thought about you know becoming like a coach or like getting in a training role? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said the goal right now is to to race and hopefully race for plenty more years to come, but. Um, it's definitely something that I enjoy. You know, even now I like helping out, whether it's the younger teammates or um, guys at Eldens or just, you know, I, I've met a lot of the younger guys just throughout the years being on at the races and stuff. And um, I definitely enjoy helping out anytime I can. You know, I think that's something that uh, it does excite me. You know, the training, I, I don't know if I'll really want to be involved with that at any capacity, but I mean, uh, to, to yeah, maybe coach somebody or help somebody. I do feel like I do have a lot of, like you said, knowledge when it does come to, to more just just race day and and that kind of stuff. And uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at analyzing tracks and and stuff like that. So yeah, would definitely love to do that someday. You know, at some capacity, and think uh, I would really enjoy it for sure. 
So after after you won the other night, what did what did Field text you? What did he say? Uh Phil actually only texts me when I when I like suck or something. He, <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but he he's always uh we have like a group chat and he's always pumped. You know, everyone's always always stoked in that. But yeah, I mean he usually is the first to text me. Like I got more text after the heat race than from Phil than I did the main, so what, pretty typical. Was it like advice, like lines and things? Because that's what he seems to like. It was just like d- WTF. Okay, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't to jump the jumps. I'm, I know he wasn't telling you how to go to the rhythm. rhythm yeah. Well, that's the best is like I try to give him advice, and then he tries to give me advice, and yeah, we just don't listen to each other. So. <laughs> Brayton, Brayton said that he started telling him, last year about supercar stuff and Brayton's just like Phil I, I you know I know what I'm doing out there and Phil's like I'm just talking about the starts I know you're better than me I'm just talking about the starts <laughs> so oh, pretty no, I'm funny. excited Phil's back this weekend yeah back, baby. yeah uh thanks Gus thanks for the call man god bless yeah he's back he's you know we jumped the jumps at, at uh a2 so I think we're good there we're back you know well the the best part I mean just typical Phil um, jumps the triple in the last main, you know, does that rhythm every lap, mm-hmm. and there's a hay bell on the landing. Like, <laughs> I know. Had just... he been doubling, he wouldn't have crashed. <laughs> he just destroyed himself. Like, dude. <laughs> and it was it was Cole Thompson sending the tough block from another lane. It was, oh, you know no what way. I mean? Like, it wasn't even, <laughs> and then he just dies. That's just <laughs> karma from some time, 100%. How about they put the lights on his bike as if he's really going to lead a lap? Yeah, and then and he, then and he leaves. out there just green lighting. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, well, no. the best was I think none of us even knew about that feature. No, and we're all like, "What is this? Like, is Phil's <laughs> bike gonna blow up or like what is happening?" No, it, it, it's so suited, Phil. We loved it. It couldn't happen to an, a, a, yeah. a better guy than having that yeah. guy lead laps and have and have uh, lights on his bike. And then you you also I don't know if he told you he hit RJ in the air. And just yeah. also weeded there too. So. Yeah, but that that was he said it wasn't his fault. No, can, it, nothing ever is. No, nothing ever is. So, uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate the time. Uh, congratulations, great win. Uh, and yeah, you're, it's four points now. What happened to this big lead yeah. Tomac had? Right, like we're, we're we got ourselves a great title <laughs> fight now. This is awesome. So yeah, no, like you said, it's uh, it was a great night overall, and and just. Yeah, start the year the way we have, and you know I think that's like I said, where where we're at, where these um, it's yeah. our class is tough. You know, we have a, a fifth the weekend before, and um, then a win, and you're right back in it. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a fun season. Us media need to stop overreacting when you just get a a distant fifth in Houston, and we're all ah oh, yeah, you know what's what's going on, and then yeah, you just have a vintage race the next week. We got we got to <laughs> calm down, all of us media. Guys. Yeah, yeah, but you know. You gotta, gotta, gotta do your part. I guess. You know? Yep. Uh, thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, uh, guys. Appreciate it. That's uh, Cooper Webb, everybody. Renthal dot com. It's a good interview. He's always a good interview. Yeah. yeah. Always. Um, it's hard not to think he's back. Like the dirt is going east coast, right? We're going to Oakland this weekend, obviously, but they are going east. Daytona, he's good at. Tomac is really good, but he's also yeah. good. And yeah, no, I think that I think he's he's been. Slowly building to this last weekend, yeah. Like he's talking about, like I, I, he was, like he's, you know, the flow, right? Like yeah. he was yep. starting to feel comfortable. He's 
going where he wants to go on the track. He knows he's making up time. He knows he's better in, in certain certain sections. Yeah. And Isn't it gnarly, like, as fast as Chase is, and, you know, you've raced it, you know how fast these dudes are. Yeah. As fast as Chase is going, you know, Coop's on the phone saying, yeah, I could reel him back in. I, I felt comfortable that if I made a mistake after the whoops I could get and that's what's and and that's like, what's scary for for a guy like Coop is that if he feels like he has advantages on the track I mean that's that's where he he right. starts clicking off some wins so but you can just reel a guy in I like, mean he he was confident in, in making that mistake in the whoops that even with two laps to go and losing two seconds that he was still going to be in that fight to yeah. win that race at the end whether he goes down or not the uh and I think he said you know that rhythm that he was doing that chase wasn't was the spot where he was looking at but I think what you do, if you if Chase doesn't fall, you use that rhythm to get close, and then you bonsai the sand, right? That, that w- it was going to be that section of the track one, you, either that right hander yeah. or left in the sand, yeah. is from what it sounds like. Right, so right. it's going to be the best opportunity. Absolutely, uh, Trevor Reese here from Maxima, Maxima USA. Pulp twenty is the code to save. Suspension clean, contact cleaner, MPPL, chain lube, Pro Filter, all the above. I mean, whatever you need. What am I? What am I missing? Uh, well, obviously the four-stroke oil, uh, 927, Super M. Super M. It's a great one. Dude. It's a great one. Uh, Pulp 20 is code to save. MaximaUSA.com. EVS Sports. Did you ever use EVS? I did not. You did not? No. Over the last 30 years, EVS has established themselves as the leaders in innovation technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's riders. Uh, Hampshire, Chiz, Pastrana, all wear EVS. When they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day, check out evsports.com to gear up like pros and use the code PULP30 to save on anything from knee pads to shoulder braces. EVS Sports, we are protection. evs-sports.com. Use the code PULP30 to save at EVS. Thanks for EVS for coming on the show. Great company, great products. They've uh, been around a long time and supported a lot of riders over the years. And, uh, yeah, Troll Train coming up next on the show. Clayton uh, Murillo? Yeah. yeah. Mad Dog. Mad Dog? Yeah. Clayton Mad Dog? Yeah. Coming in later on in the show as well from 100%. Going to talk to him about a, a bunch of things. Um, and coming up uh, next is uh, Alex Martin. Um, Thrasher, the Hunter-Thrasher deal, did you see anything anything wrong with that or any, any like, like... Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough situation. Like, for, for Thrasher, you're... Hunter's in the best best spot in that scenario second place is best case being that close on the last lap you have Mm -hmm. the ability to move around see where he's going to go try and make a last minute decision and 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 that's what happened and it's unfortunate for thrasher you know you you watch it on tv or everyone watches on tv and it's like well why did he why didn't he just stay tighter in the turn why did he do what he did And, and to to watch it is one thing and have an opinion, but to be inside his head and understand yeah. what's going on in that specific moment, it's so much harder to, to make the best decision in that scenario. He, um, he, here's where I'm coming. I said this in a review show. He had been doing the outside in the sand the whole race and right. doing it well. Not perfect every time. Nobody did, but really well. And I know he was panicking. Yeah. The inside and outside were about the same. Uh, you know, I mean, you could vary. Each one was quicker. Like yep. Coop said that earlier. Yeah. Um, but they were about the same. Stick to the outside, Nate. Like, you you know it. You've been hitting it. He goes to the inside. He probably doesn't really know the hot line or isn't used to it. Yeah. Then he goes in so hot, he goes over, right, and hits Hunter. Like, that was my only thing, Is and it's hard in, in the in the moment. Totally. Um, but, the, but the mistake wasn't in the last turn. The mistake was in the sand. Like yes. that's where yeah. That's where that whole situation started yeah. from. And I just think stay to the outside. You've been there all race. They all know from being – qualifying and practice and dart fish that they're about the same yeah there wasn't a clear winner so he switched his line out of panic yeah screwed it up 
And now, now that was game well, on. I mean, as a <clears throat> as a racer, you're wired on, that way. On the last lap, you protect the inside. Yeah. You, you don't give the inside. So, yeah. you know, that's just the uh, – it's a tough, tough decision in, in that situation. You're uh, – you know, and he was – he, if you look at the lap chart and things like that, he he had a gap and was pacing where Hunter, and Hunter was coming through traffic yeah. a little bit and things like yeah. that. But there was those last two or three laps where he was losing time just just on the racetrack that mm-hmm. was building up to him being close enough to make that happen too. Sure. So I think it's you know they they know better than anybody. They're they're trying to control the variables and lappers and all these things and manage these things and yeah. they're young and they want to win and protect the inside. Everything just starts spiraling, you know, a little sure. bit out of control and then all of a sudden, you know, there's contact and things happen. <laughs> so you, you feel for the guy. You know, it's a perfect race. He rode great. I mean, he's, he's yeah. shown that he has the speed. Yep. Whole shot, clean track. Let every lap you know, but the let last. <laughs> every lap except literally at the last 50 feet, you yeah. know, and it's 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 brutal. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Weisco is on the show. Uh, two-stroke, four-stroke Pistons are a partner of Factory Honda HRC, uh, which includes the Lawrence Brothers and uh, Sexton and Lamore. Weisco is a full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, jet skis, you name it. Uh, Garage Buddy Rebuild Kits, two-stroke and four-stroke Pistons as well. Weisco's been manufacturing Pistons right here in the USA for over 80 years. There's a discount code on PulpMexShow.com to save with the Weisco guys. So please check that out. Uh, visit your uh, motorsport.com or your local dealer or use the code at Weisco.com to uh, get a piston and uh, or any one of these number of things that they offer you. And uh, obviously they've been around a long time. You know their name is great. So um, bringing you... Um, uh, our next guest on the show is Weisco Pistons, and uh, he's kind of a regular on our show now. He's uh, he's a hero to the sport, trolltraining.com. Alex Martin, what's up, Amart? How are you? Steve, what's happening? How are we tonight? We're good, man. Thanks for calling in. Trevor, any Alex Martin uh, um, run-ins or anything over the years? No, run-ins. No? Okay. No, we were right. kind of – I mean, I remember – was, know, was similar race control train would have done west yeah, yeah he would have yeah. done west when you yeah. would have been there yeah, all right okay absolutely. just check and yeah. make sure that we didn't have beef no. from back in the day no, or anything no okay. beef all right no beef. <laughs> uh troll train uh well let's start with this the uh thrasher hunter lawrence thing uh what's your take on that like i weighed in that you know thrasher was going outside all race. she should have stuck there uh and and what's your take on all of that as as if you're if you're Nate Thrasher troll and you know a guy's getting you, like wh- wh- take us through that. Uh, I mean, are people saying it's dirty? No, what? no, no. Nobody's saying it's dirty. But okay, okay. Because I'm like, I mean, I could not believe Hunter came back to win. I mean, that was impressive. Um, you know, and like I thought Thrasher had it in the bag. I mean, typically all of his wins come like he gets a whole shot, he checks out, he's gone. And he, I mean, he he had that one in the bag. So I, I imagine. Bobby Reagan was not too pumped no. with that one. But, um, I mean, a really phenomenal ride by Hunter, though. I mean, he was kind of head and shoulders. I mean, it took him a long time even to get into second. And for him to get up to even be in contention for the win, I was kind of surprised. Like, they didn't even show it on the broadcast till that last lap. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's right there. Yeah. Have you had instances either – have you ever been Hunter or have you ever had been Thrasher in those situations, either in a heat or main or anything? Um, I mean, I, I think back like 2019 Minneapolis Supercross, I was like in a podium position and Jay Coop got me like last lap in front of the hometown crowd and I ended up fourth. <laughs> so yeah, I've been in those situations before and it sucks, you know, it definitely sucks, but I mean, it is what it is. You know, you try and do your best throughout, you have 15 minutes to try and get away from the guys or get a gap, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I'm sure Thrasher was laying in bed that night. Like he probably messed up in a rhythm section or something. And like literally if he hadn't made that mistake in a rhythm or wherever it was at that point in the main, he probably would have won. Yeah. So. Where, where are you at with sand sections and supercross? Oh, I love them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're good with them. Yeah. No, they'll whoop. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what I, I was watching Jer, your brother, and he did look good in the sand section. So there is that. Yeah, the outdoors. Here we come. <laughs> what uh, what what's your thoughts on Jeremy's rides? The first two rounds, we we uh, probably should have had a fourth in Houston, but he crashed almost, and then Hayden Deegan got him, and then this week uh, a fifth. Um, so where are you at with with Jer's five five to start the year? Um, I mean, I think it's solid. You know, I think for him going to the club thing, it was it was a big change in his career from being like a he's basically been a factory guy his whole career, right? Yeah. Um, right from the get go in twenty thirteen. So I think for him it's a little been a, a mind shift. Um, you know, he's had he's just been plagued by injuries these last couple of years and I mean obviously for him he wants to be better than a five five to start the year, but like he's healthy, you know, he's moving forward, like he's able to go ride his dirt bike tomorrow and try and get better. So, like, as a brother, like, I'm just happy that he's doing what he loves and he's healthy. Um, I know that he's he's not putting all this hard work in during the week and in the off season to just be a fifth-place guy. Like, I know that he has his sights set on, you know, being up there battling with Hunter. But, I mean, he's got his hands full. You know, Hunter's riding really, really well this year. Um, and, I mean, I, I got to say, like, I, I didn't expect Hayden Deegan to be this good, you know. And I think Jeremy's fifth place is not as um, bad if you're not getting beat by a 17-year-old, but the <laughs> fact that he is getting beat by a 17-year-old is yeah. like, God damn, you know, that kind of sucks. It's definitely a little knife to the to the ego. But, I mean, all in all, I'd say he's in a good spot. He's healthy. Um, he's just got some tweaks. I feel like there's some small tweaks on the bike, and he can be at least fighting for podiums. Um, I mean, I think Connor's on another level right now. Uh-huh. Just how he was able to get through the pack was pretty crazy. Um, but I think he can for sure be up in podiums, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I saw Jer on press day. He's like, you know, I put the Pulp Show on the other day. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I had some driving to do. I listened to the show. I didn't listen all the way through, but he's like, yeah, good stuff. And I'm like, I did not have Jeremy Martin listen to the Pulp Show on my bingo card. That's for sure. He doesn't seem like a yeah. podcast guy, you know? Well, you know, he's coming up on 30, Steve. So yeah, yeah. You know, people change. People change. He called me last night, like five minutes before the Super Bowl. He was like, hey, what's your YouTube password? <laughs> Yeah, um, and then actually I was pissed. I shouldn't have give it, given it to him, Steve, because, um, like, Phil uses my YouTube. Phil's dad uses my YouTube. And then now <laughs> I get to Jeremy, and I got kicked out, and I couldn't even watch the Super Bowl last night. Oh, <laughs> dude. Phil. There's Phil. too many people. Yeah. Nice job, Phil. Um, <laughs> Phil only has Fox News and YouTube. That's probably the only channels he has, I would imagine. Yep. And he's logged in under, you know, the troll account. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's been – so he, he was telling me, like, hey, I haven't raced in a long time, which he's right, right? He, he got hurt and, and didn't race. And you think about it, the time off, and Supercross has never been easy for him. And he's like, it's still – I'm still getting into it. And I don't think we think of Jeremy Martin as uh, – you know, he's just – he's a veteran. He's raced so long. But, yeah, he missed a lot of time, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I mean, Like you kind of got to look at the whole picture and he's, he's missed so many races the last few years. Like, like I was kind of complaining about being tired or whatever in the summer. And he's like, dude, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Jeremy, I've raced 30, I've raced 34, 50 races last year. That's more than you've done the last four years combined. <laughs> Calm down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah, come, come, don't come at me right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, uh, we talked about uh, Sexton uh, not being able to catch Tomac in Houston. And, you know, he was so good all day. And then this week he crashes with a couple laps to go and Coop gets him. And, you know, Coop had a great ride to do that. Um, is it is – it, uh, and just from the outside watching in, Alex, is this a failure by Sexton to win the last two races or, like, just amazing rides by Coop and Eli? Where, where are we at? Uh, I mean, I think Chase is phenomenal. Like, I was watching him in Houston in practice, and, um, I mean, I don't know if there's many people watching him, like, in that last practice session, but it was, like, unbelievable. The speed that he had. Um, I got back to the, the club semi, and I was talking to B. Haas, and, uh, like, we both were, like, that was, like, some next-level, like, James Stewart speed, what I saw there in practice in Houston. Um, and it seems like Chase isn't really carrying that over to, the, like, the last, especially the last five minutes of the main event. Um you know, whereas, like, Eli's veteran, um, you know, skill set seems to come through. And, like, Cooper, for whatever reason, like, you just don't want that guy behind you five minutes to go on a main event. Like, yeah. that's the worst thing. Like, when um, – because, actually, Stu on the podcast was kind of talking about He's like, ah, I don't think – I don't think Coop's going to be able to catch Chase. And I'm like, dude, if he can just stay close, like, it's it's yeah. bad. It's bad news for Chase. And sure enough, <laughs> you know, and he almost went down in the whoops there with a couple laps to go. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think Coop's really dangerous right now. You know, looking at, like, I kind of thought he was out of the title hunt, and now after last weekend, he's four points down. Like, yep. It's like he's right there, yeah. you know. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, four points between first and third. So, yeah, we're, we got ourselves a, fi- a title fight right here. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, Alex Martin on the show brought to you by the folks at Weisskill Piston, trolltraining.com as well. Uh, please check that out, whether you're an up-and-coming amateur racer, a vet rider, uh, an off-road guy preparing for a three-hour race, a pro motocross guy like Grant Harlan or A-Ray, uh, trolltraining.com. Uh, send them in. Send questions in. Sign up for a program. There's different price levels, different programs. Alex and John Wessling uh, will um, be in touch with you via email and uh, however else they can to help you be a better racer. So please check out trolltraining.com. And Troll Train, this is it's going well for you, you and John, Troll Training. Yeah, thanks, Steve. It's been fun. Um, I've got to go to the first, you know, three races out of five or whatever we're at. Um, you know, there for troll train athletes and there for my brother in Houston. We also did the – I went. I flew to Houston with my mom, and we were uh, partaking in the MX Sports Feld kind of promoters meeting yeah. on Friday, which was like literally 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of wearing a couple different hats nowadays and, you know, bench racing pretty hard on the weekends. It was kind of fun to watch. You know, I, I'm actually enjoying like sitting on the couch watching this year. <laughs> yeah, someone someone asked me, could Troll Train fill in for for Mitch, like because it's been been hit by injuries, and I'm like, no, no, no. Alex is in the Jason Thomas category of former racers, like completely done, completely done. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm I'm getting my fix. Like I'm training for this LA Marathon. Like I mean, I dude, I ran 75 miles last week and did a 20 Jeez. miles long run on saturday like i'm i've been training a lot like i'm still an athlete i yeah. feel like but i'm just just i've moved on kind of like i yeah. i'm very involved with like um a ray and john short and henry miller like the our troll train athletes i'm i'm enjoying like helping them and um you know even just little stuff like when they go suspension testing giving them little insights into to try and make their bike better um i enjoy that and it's kind of fun to have like the things i've learned over my career to like pass that down to these guys yeah um, you know, and it's also kind of keeping me fresh too, keeping me on my toes. But, but yeah. yeah, like for 
I, I've rode the dirt bike twice since Paula, and I'm, I'm like, not that bummed about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that was going to be my question. Like, the the transition of, of moving out of racing, it's different for everybody, and, and it comes with different circumstances, but it's cool to hear, you know, the, the transition for you is getting you involved in, in running and doing other things that you can compete at because, uh, like, yeah. I know for myself, it's like I, you, you go away from, you know, and I didn't race it at that level, but you st- – you still have that competitive nature, right? Like I yeah. going away from racing, I have to find something else yeah. that I want to progress at or, or, or learn and try and try and be successful at. And for me, that was getting on, getting on a bicycle and bicycle, doing some yeah. different things. So and I think cool Dunn just struggled with that, right? He's got involved with Geico. He, yeah, I he, think, he's done this, he's I done that. All, like now he's back. <laughs> you know, the, the reality sets in and I'm sure for, for Alex too, when, yeah. when Anaheim one rolls around or, or whatever the yeah. first race was, you know, going to be East coast, West coast, whatever it was. And you're not there and you haven't put those long days in and been preparing for it. And, and it kind of sinks in so it's cool to hear you're you're finding finding joy in, in different things and still finding ways to be involved and uh, yeah good for you man mm-hmm. yeah no that was my biggest thing is i was i was worried i was gonna wake up every day and just be stuck at millville twiddling my thumbs yeah. nothing to yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like it's been far from that you know and like i talking to the guys each day you know the, the athletes for training it's it's fun because you're yeah, like I said, I'm still offering insight and being involved, but I don't have to wake up every morning knowing that I have to put my boots on and helmet on and go hit like a quad or yeah. supercross triple. Like I just don't have to take that risk because like I took that risk for you know 15 years at a professional level, but like a lot longer really. Um, yeah. So especially with Kels, like Kels is due in April 8th. So I mean we got a little boy on the way, so there's that's something exciting that I'm looking forward to too. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats on that. Yep, and uh, I don't know if you saw your your phone, Steve, but I sent you some some videos. Yeah, from the other day I, I saw that um, snowcross. Yeah, we were snowcross we, around Millville. Happened. How was that? Yeah, it was the first time in like probably thirty five years the factory skidoo boys came down, and I we we basically me and Pete and Narsa motored around Millville on these factory skidoos. Did you forty five horsepower? Did so. you jump the finish line and all that, or no? No way. I jumped the chatapult and I almost ate shit. <laughs> Those things are heavy, man. I know. I, it's it kind of scared me a little bit. There was like I don't know, four hundred plus pounds, and yeah. like I felt like a complete beginner squid out there at first. <laughs> but but yeah, but you were jumping some something, huh? Yeah, I mean, I jumped yeah. the chatapult, but I was a little nose high, and I almost went over the bars. Got a bloody nose, but we we buffed out and we kept going the rest of the day. <laughs> um, but so how how much snow is covering the, enough to cover it? Like uh, like like deep, like it's deep. I mean, it was pretty warm today, so a lot melted. But last week, it was like we had about ten to twelve inches. Okay, yeah, that'd be cool to go around Millville on a snow. I mean, I, I, those those top guys, was it was the, the 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 guy you were with? Was he jumping everything? Was he was he flying? Oh yeah, Peter was. He's unbelievable. Like yeah. I had a whole new respect for him because like he jumped everything on the track, and like I was looking at these jumps, Steve, that I've jumped since I was on a sixty-five, and I'm like, <laughs> nope. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I just, I couldn't figure out the balance. Like I, I didn't know I was telling the guys, like I didn't know what the sled was going to do. Like I couldn't predict it. Yeah. So like after almost crashing the chatapult, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool though, to do that uh, around Melville. That'd be pretty sweet for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, we got, we got some phone calls for you on the line and some people wanted to just talk in general about some, uh, some different stuff, but um, going back to Hayden Deegan. Yeah. He, He's been really impressive, uh, 4-4 to start the year, and I'll talk more about him later. I, I want to talk to Trevor about it, but the kid's the real deal, I think. 
Like the real deal. Like obviously there's a lot of people that don't like the vlogs and don't, you know, the hype and Brian and Metal Militia. And there's a lot of stuff around Hayden that people don't like. But from what I've seen on the dirt bike track that I cover, this this kid's got it all. He's not flashy, you know, uh, no heart kind of kid. I'm impressed, Alex. Yeah, yeah, you know, I hate to say it too, you know, just because I feel like a young kid kind of has to pay their dues, right? But, yeah. I mean, if you take away the YouTube channel, the social media, I mean, really that's, I mean, good on Brian for doing that at a young age. The kid's literally got just as much Instagram, in, you know, Instagram followers as Kenny Roxon. Yeah. Like, I saw one of his Instagram posts, and he, like, had more likes than, like, Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton combined. And, you know, <laughs> like, right. You know, he said 17, but like, if you look at just his riding, like he, he's honestly pretty phenomenal. Like, I mean, not for nothing, but my brother's a two-time champ outdoors. Yes. But like, he's going toe to toe with my brother in a four in a 250 F main event. Yeah. Um, in, in his second ever supercross, like, you know, that's not an easy feat, you know, and it may make my brother feel like a complete pile, but like, <laughs> like hating it, like that's phenomenal at that age to be, to be there. I mean, I was, it's pretty impressive really. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, I feel like it takes a couple years for most of these guys. You see them year after year, these rookies come up and like they struggle, they crash. It's like it takes a while to learn the whoops. And, and even just on like, you can get a dial in practice during the week on your local practice track, but to show up and race, like the transitions are notchy. You know, it's it's a whole different ball game. So yeah. to like figure that out already is, is kind of mind blowing, honestly. No, it absolutely is. Seven zero two five eight six. Pulp, you got a question for Alex Martin? Brought to you by the folks at Wisco, uh, TrollTraining.com as well. Sign up and um, and uh, yeah, deal with uh, John and Alex and help your racing get better. Uh, we do have a uh, we do have a customer of uh, of Troll Training on one. Uh, a Ray, what's up, man? <laughs> Not much, Steve. How's it going? How's the how's the thumb, bro? Surgery. Uh, yeah, so either tomorrow or Wednesday. I had a surgery for tomorrow, but uh, I had some insurance issues, so okay. now I had to book a flight to Tennessee, so I got to fly to Tennessee tomorrow. Okay, all right, poor, bummer. Poor A-Ray. Yeah. Now, yeah. I heard your crash was disgusting. Do you have a video of it? Uh, no, I, I uh, they didn't replay it, but they replayed it at this stadium. Um, I guess uh, Jeremy, Alex's brother, seen it. He's, and he he actually stopped me whenever I was leaving. He's like, "Dude, are you okay?" <laughs> you nose picked the uh, triple into the whoops, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, just, like the I dude, I, I told Troll like whenever um, he called me, you know, for a little consultation. Uh-huh. Uh, I told him the first thing that hit the ground was the freaking my visor. <laughs> like that just endowed so freaking hard, dude. When the first I, when, thing hit the ground was HJC. When I went in there after uh, after practice, in between practices, I went and saw you, and we were talking a little bit. You're like, I'm not even doing that triple before the whoops, and I'm like, dude, it looks easy, uh, it, which it does. And and I'm, then I heard you ate shit there, and I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> You know? Well, no, I mean, I had been doing it. I did it a lot the last practice. Um, I just didn't – I never hit it on that left side where I was. Okay. And there was a – it was a bad transition. Like, it was a huge kicker on the left side. Because in practice, the last um, – they they prepped it a little bit to where we were cutting down in the corner in the last practice, uh-huh. and we were hitting it, actually. We were tripling it from the low side. So there was okay. two guys, two or three guys in the LCQ, and I tried to go around the outside of them and – triple pass him and hit the whoops on the left side it would have worked but yeah, I, just hit the or I just hit the i just hit the eject button there yeah. on the, oh. on the kicker by the way uh alex i got an update from phil about your password for youtube uh he said fuck him oh, no. fuck him i've had it for years it's the price for our friendship 
Alex is a liberal. <laughs> of course. So th- th- that's that's why. So, anyways. Oh, I love Phil. I love him. you. Just gotta love him. <laughs> yeah, he's so, he's so cuddly, so so tender. Yeah. Uh, but a right yeah. troll training. How's it working out for you? Dude, it's working out good. So that's why I wanted to call and just and just sort of you know blow troll a little bit on this whole troll training thing because mm-hmm. honestly, if if this was around whenever I was early like early in my career, whenever I was pink JT fucking fat A Ray. I think that my career honestly would have would have had maybe a little bit better or a different path, you know, because back then I absolutely knew nothing about training or eating or anything. And he has so much knowledge, you know, just with nutrition, eating and, you know, the body and rest and all of that. And I feel like, you know, if something like this had been around sooner for some of us guys that were, you know, getting into the sport, turning pro, you know, from young kids, like coming from the East coast that didn't have, you know, access to a training facility or, you know, a trainer at a young age or anything like that. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I just think that it's a very, very good decision. Um, it's, you know, it's very, I don't know. I, if I'm, if I'm a kid and I'm anywhere from, shoot 15 years old to 18 years old and i'm really wanting to take this sport serious or any sport because i see that that troll does all you know other sports as well and i'm unsure about training i'm at least subscribing to the troll training thing just to get a little bit more knowledge out of it you know what i mean i just think that it's so beneficial for for racers like us and in the, the convenience factor of it you know like we don't have to you know, wake up and, and think about, Hey, what are we going to do for training today? Or is it going to be enough or is it too much? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's all laid out and, you know, with his knowledge, you know, and he, yeah, I think it's just super beneficial for anyone. I think uh, you got a great point for the price you're paying and for the, the the impact that you're having and and John and Alex or John and and Alex. Yeah. Working with you, you just, you got to be self-motivated. So if you're not self-motivated, you know, some people, need that guy to call him and say, I'll meet you at 8 a.m., you know, but if you don't... 100%. Yeah. If you don't, then this is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I know, like, I trained with, you know, Davey and Pablo, you know, those few years. I learned so much from them, right? But uh, what I'm saying is, like, whenever I got into, the to like, the professional thing, I didn't have a damn clue what I was yeah. doing, right? I was yep. just, yeah, I was just, you know, spitballing it, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm just super glad there's something like this around now, like troll yeah. training you yep. know, for, for young athletes coming into the sport. Yeah, it's a I good think point. It, it, yep. And, too, like it's, you know, you got to think, too, I think it's making the sport a little bit safer, right, because there's more knowledge coming in. You know, the, the you know, the, I guess, knowledge that troll could pass down to these younger riders to help them be more smart, smart with their training, their diet, on the bike, um, their bike setup, everything. You know, I think it's. I think it's good. Yeah. Well, there you go, Alex. Mm. Yeah, thanks, they Ray. No, it's, yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, you've been doing it just as long as I have, but it's like you learn. You learn what not to do over the years, right? Yeah, you learn from your failures, and, you know, if you have, you know, if your brain's on, you know, and you, you keep wanting to improve, you'll definitely kind of filter out the good with the bad, and, and that's kind of what we're essentially trying to do is just, you know, help people yeah. make better choices, you know, and be better athletes and, you know, Hopefully, get up there and get the podium. Well, the, the, the well, old troll, you you would think that you know, at my age, I would know not to eat a twenty-five ounce dry-aged, amazing porterhouse <laughs> the night before the race, and my arms yeah. and, blow up. And bacon, <laughs> cheese, mashed potatoes. Hey, Ray. 
Steve, yeah. Steve, the other day, the other day, Steve, uh, A-Ray's like, man, I'm fat. And so I literally just got back from a run, and my, my breakfast was like literally just a salad, you know, with a bunch of vegetables. And I just took a video. I'm like, A-Ray, have the blueberries for the antioxidants. The arugula is really high in nitrates. <laughs> and I just kind of took them through yeah. each part. Yeah. And I was like, eat this. You won't be fat. I promise. <laughs> uh, and then, well, yeah. I, I took him and Kate out for dinner. They're, they're privateers. You know, they got no money. They're grease balls. So I took them out for dinner. Nice restaurant. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we, we had a lot of bacon, cheese, mashed potatoes, and lobster, mac and cheese, and then big steaks. So Yeah, and Come the on, whole next day in Tampa is just – I'm just sweating out cheese and bacon, and my arms are just <laughs> rock hard the first three practices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to hold on to my bike throughout over the, the bars. And my hands are flying off. Yeah, I'm going over the bars. Dude. <laughs> oh, poor Ray. The good thing, though, A-Ray, the bad thing is you're injured. That sucks. No one likes that. But the good thing is you're coming in studio after Daytona, so you'll have more time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to change uh, your flight there. Trainer. That means that means we got to change your flights and all that, Ray. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to cancel my flight to Daytona. Um, all right, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be all right. Yeah, we're good. All yeah. right, we'll okay. get the base training in now, Ray. We'll come out for Andy swinging. All right, I like that. We'll get that blood flowing real quick. All right, thanks yeah. for calling in, man. Thank you. Yeah, bro. See ya. Yep. And uh, and Grant Harlan and John Short. Har- John Short's been in. Three out of four, five, three out of five mains. Uh, you know, John Short's been good. Yeah, the best mustache out there. It is. It is a good mustache. You know, you're right about that. Uh, Wisco Piston bringing you uh, Alex Martin on the show. Use the code on PulpMexico.com to save uh, Trevor Reese from Maxima in here as well. And also, don't forget uh, TrollTraining.com. Sign it up, um, Alex. So we talked a little bit about this. We're trying to organize a PulpMex ride day at Millville in the fall, right? Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, can we do that? Like, I, I and you'll prep it, like, or John will, or your dad. Someone will prep it, and we just go out there, oh, we I'll, shred it. I'll prep it for you. Yeah, I'll be out there. We got, I mean, we got to nail down a day. Yeah, it's a weekday or a weekend. That's uh, a weekend. September, October. Yeah. Okay. Weekend. What's the latest yeah. you go till? Um, shoot, I think their last race is like October, the first weekend of October, okay. and then they have a banquet October twenty eighth weekend. But I mean, you could technically ride there. Sometimes into mid, beginning to mid November. Yeah, imagine Millville, Trevor, but, just all to yourself. Never been. Never been. Never oh, been. it's the best track yeah. on the circuit. Uh, I, it, oh, Trevor, you got to come. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Kiefer wants to come out. We'll bring the. We'll bring some some uh, Michelin demos and Yamaha demos, and you know, like yeah, come on out. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Minnesota in the fall, September, yes. October is beautiful. Yep. Like the leaves, like if you time it right, the leaves are changing. You get a lot of colors, and it's just a nice, cool. Like we had the the COVID national Millville. Yeah, I, I remember it was like it was like thirty eight degrees. I think the first practice. Yeah, but, I, well, that's what got me thinking about it because I've been talked to Tim a little bit about doing it at Redbud, and it was the nationals in the fall at Redbud. I'm like, this is amazing. This is so nice weather track. Held moisture, you know. Um, so yeah, I'd like to try to make it out, and we can do. Maybe we can like. I don't want to make it just open to everybody because we'll have eight million people there. You know, I, we gotta make it. I don't know. Somehow. Well, smaller. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. There's a decent pulp following in Minnesota, so I mean, I even saw like a week after Phil dropped his uh, merch line, Filthy Crew. There was like people walking around the local Millville race with Filthy Crew on. <laughs> uh, those idiots. <laughs> um, I'm like, all right. Okay, well, um, we got to figure it out. Let's try to do something, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to Pops, and we'll we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, it'll uh, work out. Uh, something else I want to ask you about, Alex, is you've been around the sport a long time where you went from um, – 15 lap mains to 15 minutes and, and vice, you know, same thing in two, four for these, obviously, uh, which you did 20 minutes last year, but just 15 laps to 15 minutes. Uh, I was an advocate for minutes because we had some 42 second lap times that were 15 laps and you guys were done in nine minutes, eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't think if you're a fan and you pay the money, you should see the stars battle for eight minutes, right? Or nine minutes. I don't like that. Um, but I almost coming around now, watching these mains, seeing how bad the track is. And if anybody doesn't know, I mean, Trevor and Alex can speak to how bad these tracks get at the end of these races. And yeah. it's maybe a little unsafe. It's also really, really hard to maintain your pace. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys by the end that aren't really pushing because it's such a long way. Alex, should we should we go back to like laps, but not? more than 15 and more than 20, but not the minutes? Where do you stand uh, on that? Well, I think the, the 250 main is the right amount of time, but I think 20 minutes plus a lap is a little much. I mean, some of those 450 guys are doing, you know, upwards of 26 to 28 laps, right, for 450 main. Uh-huh. And, I mean, the track is, the 450 main, like, that. that's probably the gnarliest tracks I've ever raced in my life last year. Yeah. <laughs> in yep. 450 Supercross. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, I... Like, even to the point where, like, Indianapolis Supercross with all the ruts. Like, I was literally going, like, roll double over the Supercross triple the last couple laps. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to jump the Supercross triple. Like, yeah, the easiest um, jump out there, you know? But, like, and then in outdoors, like, both classes race 30 plus 2. So, I don't know why it's always been different for Supercross. But I feel like 15 minutes is fair. But 20 minutes plus a lap is pretty gnarly. Um, so maybe the we, way the track breaks down, you yeah. know, you could say it's somewhat of a safety issue because sometimes like the wood will pop up and stuff like that. Yep, so it does yep. get a little sketchy. Yeah. They don't, the tracks get hammered and, and yeah, I don't know. I, I almost, and again, I was the one yelling, let's not do laps anymore. The races are too short. We, we have these, tra- you know, but I start watching these things and I'm like, dude, it looks a little sketch, you know? Yeah. So Plus it's, I mean, take it for me. Like I, did 17 or 17 of 18 or whatever last year. They're freaking long. Yeah. Like 450 main is a long time. I would rather do a 30 plus two outdoors than a 20 minute. <laughs> right. Main. right. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of laps. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big proponent of time when they switched over to that. Right, right. But I, you know, the, the 250, 250 main isn't, isn't as bad like Alex is saying, but yeah, on the 450 side, I think you have at 20 laps you have i think you have better racing and i think you have a safer race track you can start getting into those 23 24 25 laps and you that's when guys are really settling in and and just going through the motions or just surviving or whatever it is but i think at the 20 lap mark you know exactly what you're i think it's just it mentally it puts you in a little bit different position i've never raced the the, the 450 main event but i think if you you understand exactly how many laps you need to do um so i think as a racer you probably enjoy knowing knowing it's going to be laps as opposed to not knowing if i'm going to do 25 26 or 27 depending on what the pace is what the lap times draw you know all these things it's just another variable that i think they would prefer to maybe go back to laps but that's just that's just my opinion yeah Yeah. no i i i uh i think we should start thinking about it yeah i'm just i I like trevor's point too like you you kind of settle in for like the 450 guys. Like there's there's a period of time in that main event where there's not much happening because people are just surviving. Where the 250, like the shorter main, like you kind of can charge the whole time. Right. You know, yeah. you don't settle as much. 
So well, it might it might make racing a little more interesting if they just chop the 450 main down to 15. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe like yeah. 20 20 laps and 27 laps. That's a that's a big difference. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. In, in time on mm-hmm. the track. No, for so. sure. Uh, Norman's on three. Look, if we're gonna if we're gonna pay the 250 guys, you know, almost as much as 450 guys at the upper end of things. You know, Jet's making over a million dollars. Hunter's going to make over a million dollars. Like, if we're going to pay these guys that kind of money, let them do the same amount of laps, you know, as like make the classes the same. You know, the whole idea is the 250 class is a regional beginner class. Let's make it lesser laps. Let's divide the coasts, which all in 1980s and 1990s was a great point. That's gone. Yeah. These guys are working as hard as 450s. They're getting paid almost the same. They're getting treated the same on TV. They're getting. They're getting uh, all the benefits, you know. Let's just make mm-hmm. them the same. They make them two classes See, equal, you know. So I think if you go to 15 laps, though, it's not enough. Whereas 15 minutes typically ends up being close to 20 laps for a shorter track. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we got a call on three. Norman wants to talk to Alex. Norman, what's up? What's your question for Alex Martin? Hey, we were just uh, listening, and I heard he was riding a snowcross on yeah. the Millville track. Yeah. Boy, that's like a Minnesota dream for all of us guys, all the snowmobilers up here. Okay, so, Alex, can you open Millville to snowmobile guys to come and pay their money and ride around the track? Oh, they have to, that has to be approved with the higher-ups, a.k.a. my parents. Um, <laughs> well, I thought you were going to be in charge. Ain't that what you retired for? Yeah, he's in charge. No, he's in charge. <laughs> What? Okay. I'm just a glorified assistant. Listen, Norman, it's going to beat up everything. It's going to make a lot of work. He's going to have to charge you 60 to 80 bucks entry fee. Now that's true. Well, the Snowville guys are rich. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yeah, no, I know. You guys are rich. Yeah, okay. Well, tell tell Pops, Alex, we just got 60 bucks uh, a snowmobile to come in. <laughs> Sold. No problem. They pay it. There we go. All right. We, I think we've got a new business venture for Millville. Going on. Hey, actually, so the, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the state snowmobile trail actually kind of meanders through the property um, at Spring Creek. So oh. they kind of go, it goes right by like Mount Martin and stuff. But the other day I was kind of on my cross country skis, flip flopping around, and um, I came across like probably 10 guys that were just all over by the start line with a snowmobile smoking cigars, just having a good old time. Oh, you can do that? You can just ride down from Mount Martin to go to the starting line? Well, no, it's uh, the track is like closed off. I know. You basically ride through the spectator area and then out the other side of the property. Did you tell them to beat it, or were you like cool with that? No, I mean it's a state trail. It's like not by the starting down. line, not by the spectator area. That's not a state trail. No, it literally goes to the left of the start line and then through the oh. equipment area and then out the back of the oh. track. Well, Norman, there you go. You just take the state trail and jump on the track. <laughs> There, no, there's no, don't in. do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, board. And then, th- thanks, and then an old one. I heard you didn't like Plainview or Millville or Plainview down there. Is that true? I didn't like uh, Plainview. Well, I guess Steve uh, didn't like Plainview. Oh, I, I no, I've <laughs> never, I've never raced Plainview. I don't even know what Plainview is. Midway. Is that Kellogg? Oh, Kellogg, yes. Yeah. yeah, I heard you. I heard you complaining. That's the yeah. local track only. Yeah, uh, Kellogg Anybody was is- Kellogg was not my favorite. I love Millville. I like Grantsburg. I thought Elko was fun. Uh, Staples was okay. Um, I, uh, Kellogg was just eh. I think I did an area or a regional at Kellogg. Does that make sense? Back in the day. Yeah. No, yeah no, no. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Norman. Thanks, man. All right. Thank All right. you. All right. Well, there you go, Troll Train. I got you some uh, some business. 
Yeah, we don't need these average people trying to go up Montmartre on, this, on their <laughs> sleds, Steve. Dude. Uh, oh, by the way, for the Pulp Mix ride date, are we going all the way up Mount Martin, or are we going to make a turn? Uh, I mean, what do you want to do? I think we go all the way up. All the way. All the way. Okay. Yeah, we can make it happen. Can, can I bring Chris Betts? Sure. All right. Yeah, I think, I think, Maybe we can get AC to come, too. Oh, that'd be good, right? Fuck my ass. Uh, all right, let's, we got a Tomac question from Kyle. Kyle, what's your Tomac question? Hey, Steve. Uh, well, I just thought, you know, I know you were with the Feld guys, and I was curious if you found out how big the check was that was written to Eli to uh, make this thing a tighter championship. Oh, God, stop it. Um, yeah, it was It was a definitely a different Tomac ride for sure. Um what do you think, Alex? What do you think? You think he just he wasn't feeling it, I guess, huh? That was weird. That was a weird Eli ride. Um, I think we kind of forget because he's been so good the last year. That, like he does occasionally have those weekends where it's just like a yeah. I don't know. Like he just prefers to move on, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's out riding his snowmobile out in Colorado all weekend. There, there you and go. Ride his dirt bike and all. There you go. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there was the the time Eli. Said his arms were really sore, and then he was pounding fence posts in all week. And there, John was like, "Uh, what? Why? You know?" So and he was like complaining about his arms. So, who knows? Maybe he was doing that again. Uh, <laughs> Trolltraining.com. Give him a follow. Uh, call him up. Check out the website. Uh, anything else for Alex Martin, Trevor? No, no. All right. Just uh, yeah, glad to hear things are going well. And yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll run into you soon. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll be around. Thanks, thanks, Troll. Appreciate the call. Uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, good luck with everything, and uh, we'll call you. You know, you're gonna you're gonna call in here every once in a while and uh, give us your take on the Supercross series. So be ready. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. It's always fun getting on the Pulp Show. All right, and then uh, let's work on that ride day. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Listen, I'm bringing I'm bringing you bit. You know, we're gonna we're gonna pay you to come ride Millville. So this is a business opportunity. Do I need to call? Do I need to call Greta? Uh, no, no, I got it. I, I can handle it. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All we'll right. Thank you very much. That's Alex Martin, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Wyseco Piston. Dude, snowmobile up Mount Martin. Yeah, gnarly. And then just. Have you ridden one? A snowmobile? Yeah. I'm from, you have to, I'm from right? Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I guarantee you I have it like. They were all beat down and crappy back in my day, so I haven't ridden like a modern one. Right. They're, they're probably a lot better suspension and comfort, you know. I think it would be really way. easy to go up Mount Martin on a modern snowmobile now. Sir, have you been to Millville? I have not, but I've ridden modern snowmobiles, and uh, I can tell you they're very impressive. Do you know the steepness of Mount Martin? Doesn't matter. Oh wow! Guess who's going to go up Mount Martin on a snowmobile? I'll do it. It's legendary. Consider it hey, done. This guy here, no problem. we flew this guy to Maryland to do a backflip. So. I will do it. Right. right. Fly me out. All right. We're going to end up doing that. All right. Uh, should be a fantastic time. Uh, thanks to uh, Cooper Webb and Alex Martin for calling in. Uh, JT as well. We're going to take a commercial break here. Uh, Trevor Reese uh, from Maxima USA here. We are going to have Lucas, Lucas Myrtle still to come in. Uh, we have some uh, hot takes on uh, some um, um, things. Hayden Deegan, uh, Race Tech Rant. I'm very upset about a couple things that I've been upset about before. So I feel like this Imagine is, that. You could just really just play one of my old ones, but I'll just... I don't think I've... I haven't said either of these things in 2023. So let this be the 2023 version of my Race Tech rant. Okay. 
Uh, so much more coming up here on the show. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Thanks for listening. F you, dude. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. 
Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. Pulp MX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CV4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win... The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. 
Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, 
just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip traction and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. 
Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. Pulp MX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA. WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. 
From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. We're back. Lucas Myrtle, Super Agent to the Stars, coming up right away. Trevor Reese from Maxima in studio. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot more to talk about when it comes to Tampa. And uh, coming up this week in Oakland. Uh, boy, it's a long drive for the truck drivers out there. So if you're listening to the show while you drive, uh, uh, props to you, man. Um, hang in there and put some miles on there. And let's, help, let's hope Smokey ain't around the corner. <laughs> Is that what you say? Is that truck lingo? Mm, I don't know if that's truck lingo. Smokey? Smokey's like Friday for me. Oh, no. Smokey is like Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just watch out for Smokies out there around the corner. Makes sense. Big 1040, all yeah. Big 1040. Uh, so thanks uh, for listening. By the way, 7 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Off-Road Warehouse. This is an ORW butt patch you see on the back of Enzo Lopes and uh, uh, Phil Nicoletti. Uh, among others. So RW is the place to go for all your truck and off-road accessory needs. I want to thank the guys at Off-Road Warehouse because if you use the code, you can save with those guys as well. And big news for the uh, ORW guys. New store, grand opening in Reno, Sparks, Nevada, this Saturday. Uh, 40 Victorian Avenue off the I-80 in Sparks. Win free... Uh, 
free t-shirts to the first 100 people, truck show giveaways, great deals, of course. Use the code PULPAMEX on offroadwarehouse.com if you uh, need to do that. So, yeah, go to Reno if you're up there. New store. Tyler Entignap. He's up in Reno. Go to the grand opening of ORW. Uh, so please check that out. they got stores all across the nation as well. And, uh, yeah, Off-Road Warehouse. Use the code PULPAMEX. Whatever they sell, they install as well. So they do a lot there for your truck. And we know a lot of you people have trucks listening. So Off-Road Warehouse uh, bringing you the best of the best for those things. Um, also, our next guest, Lucas Myrtle, brought to you by Cherbies. Industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories where there were 40 years of experience and input from current riders like Cooper Webb, AC, Barsha, Anderson, and many others along the way. Cherbies has fine-tuned the products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Discards, frame guards, chain blocks, replica plastic kits, uh, CherbiesUSA.com, or follow along on social media at CherbiesUSA. Uh, so thanks to those guys as well. I'm sure you used your Cherbies back in your day. Yeah, somewhere and, uh, along the way. For great sure. stuff. Fits really well. So... I wish their vintage stuff went further back than it does. It really – there's a huge market for this stuff, and you can't find a Cherby's plastic for old models. Like, I built five vintage bikes or whatever by now, right? And I'm looking for a Cherby's. Can't find it. So, yeah. If anybody has a Cherby's old stuff out there, hit me up, you know? All right? Yeah. I'm not okay. I need a Cherby's uh, old school stuff. So please check that out. Lucas Myrtle coming up here. Brought to you by the folks at the Cherby's. We got the Race Tech rant coming up. We got the uh, Motorsport.com tweet at Tits segment, of course. Trevor Reese uh, uh, in studio here as well. Um, just kind of killing time because I see that our guest is on the line and he's talking and they're talking back and forth. I don't know what's going on. So just trying to kill time. What do you want to talk about? Oh, he's there. Okay, there we go. A Cherby's bringing you our next guest, super agent Lucas Myrtle. What's up, Mertz? Hey, man, what's going on? I'm good. How are you? I am excellent right now. <laughs> Can I get Myrtle on the line? Sorry, what was that? I'm in a, I'm in a car right now. It's a lot of wind noise. Can you say that again? I just want to get Lucas Myrtle on the line. Is this like an actual radio show or is this like a scam? No, it is uh, an actual radio show. What's the, uh, what's the fucking... Oh. <laughs> Uh, so the last two numbers are four six. Okay. <laughs> Nobody can read your writing, Steve. <laughs> we have to work on that. Can you type it out next time? And that's great. So he had no idea what was going on. That guy sounded like he was Australian, right? No, he didn't. Yes, Not he at did. all. <laughs> no, he didn't. Not at all. And, and he called the wrong guy. He's just like what? Yeah, he called and the I'm wrong like, guy. Incredible. Interesting. Did you? Did anybody think that guy sounded like Australian? Yes. No. Trevor? It was loud. Trying. It was to, loud. Oh, he now, was trying now, to sound. <laughs> now he just went from me sounding Australian to now he's like it's loud. All right. But how, how did he know? Radio show. He had questions. I think, how did we get I think that far? Tits must have said this is a radio show. <laughs> I was over at here that listening. Point to like, said, "Is this a scam or is this a real?" Radio at that show? point, you think Tits would be like, you know, this guy doesn't really know what's going on. <laughs> I don't, I, what was he saying? Dude, I heard Marks? him over there yeah. talking to him. And he's like, we're ready for you. He's, you could tell there was some pause and, and Tits would say again, yeah, we're ready for you. Steve is ready for you. We got Trevor Reese here in the studio. And then there would be another pause. And he'd be like, yeah, Myrtle, we're ready for you on the <laughs> uh, I could tell. I could tell it wasn't going well. I just, why would you send that guy through? I mean... I think it was worth it at this point. Employee, okay, yeah, employee probably. of the month. Yeah, yeah employee yeah, of the yeah, month. Yeah, he's <laughs> of the year. Of the year. Yeah, he's employee of the month of the year is losing it. Uh, all right, let's bring you our next guest, the real Lucas Myrtle. What's up, Mertz? 
Stephen, how are you, mate? Thanks for having me. We just called the wrong number, That's and, the, Australian. And, and, and the guy and the guy was not Australian, and Tits put him through, and the guy was so confused. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this, that must be my phone number from ages ago, and this guy, I guess, is so over it. That's oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've heard, heard a few people go, "Hey, like." Whoever's got your old numbers, just not a fan of me. And I'm like, dude, join the queue. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we got Villaman on two, so do you want to put him through now? Yeah, or? throw him on. Okay. Let's do this. Yeah, here we go. Thanks for coming back on. I, I never, I never thought we'd get you back on a line. So. Yeah, I didn't even know I agreed to do this. Okay. Honestly, Jacob right. reminded me. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I really. Well, after the like, race, you were, you know, your career yeah. was over. No, I, I was like, nope, I'll, I'll do it. No, <laughs> you, uh, radio bros. <laughs> uh, you were, uh, feeling good on Saturday night when you agreed to come on, you know? I know. Yeah. So I don't even, I, yeah, I can't believe I did it. Under duress. <laughs> Under duress. Under duress. No, I, uh, yeah, honestly, I double checked with Jacob on the flight yesterday. I'm like, Hey. What's Matthew's talking about? He goes, dude, you did. You said it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah you're on. So No, I, I was into it. It was a uh, great win. Yeah, so, well, I mean. I, was, you, I enjoy myself. You, like were so, you were so complimentary of my listeners on Saturday night. How could we not get no, you on? I was more <laughs> at you. <laughs> at me. But we're not going to go there. We discussed this today. We're not even going to yeah. talk about. No. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. No, I love your listeners. It's you. Okay. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Don't. So that, actually, that leads me to one of my questions tonight. Like, look, you. Um, I've had a lot of people that sit across from you. You know, ah, fucking Mertz, right? Because your job mm-hmm. is to get money for your clients, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's your job in the industry. And the riders' jobs are to perform on the track. And certainly, Trevor was one of them as a, on a privateer level. And then my job is to report on the sport. And we all have our different jobs in the industry that we make our livings from. And I, there's pros and cons to each of those things or whatever. So, Mertz, and I should have maybe prepped you with this question, like, what kind of bugs you about the media in the sport? And what does do, – do, do you – what can – you know, we had a dinner – we had a uh, Feld dinner on Thursday night, media yeah, and Feld of, guys. Yeah, it's easy. Easy to answer. Lack okay. of research. Okay. Lack of research. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen articles written where they're saying guys won motos. And I'd be like, no, he crashed on the second last lap, but okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I think there's a, there's a lot of facts and figures and lap times and, you know, really poor assumptions made in the media, you know. Um, I'm not pointing figures. I'm not yeah. perfect. And yep. I'm not, like, making this from, like, you know, some castle where I'm, where I'm perfect and whatnot. No, it's more like I really dig if, like, I'm really into like ESPN and how we report stick and ball here in America and it engages people. And there's some incredible journalists in our sport and there's some people and they all know I really like them, right? If I don't like them, they don't get on podcasts yeah. and what, what not. Um, but I think, I think we miss a lot, right? And I think you'd agree, right? Like there's a lot that goes into a race day. I think I've been vocal before about it, right? There's lap times, there's, People go, oh, the guy sucked in, uh, sucked early in the day, and I'm like, dude, he was point three off yeah, yeah. the lead lap, right? And I'm right. like, you, you saw him, you know, drop it in the sand, and then you say, oh, he had it, he struggled all day, and then he rode good in the main. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, 
you know, like I, I, I don't think we watch hard enough some people and whatnot and we we jump to a quick headline and and we stick to it and I like other sports. They they're strictly on facts, figures and numbers and yeah, you know. Sure. And that's how we have to be in Honda and factory teams all have to be, right? They can only stick to the numbers and the facts, right? So it's harder for guys like in the industry when that that's the same rules mm-hmm. aren't adhered to. Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, uh, you know, I, I asked you the question, so I expected a, an honest answer. Yeah, like the crap. If you're looking for the headline, the crappiest media is pulp. If yep. all the fans wondering. Okay. Yep. yep. Great. Yep. yep. That's Terrible. fantastic. Yep. Great yep. radio. Um, hey. Uh, <laughs> Just joking. You're fine. Um, so I, again, you were feeling good Saturday night. So I don't know yeah, if you remember yeah, this part of it, drop. but. You, no, you, I do. But you I said did, Hunter. I thought I was joking no, about no, the, no, no, no. I'm, I'm asking my next question. So, you said that Hunter's win, and you've seen a lot of them with Hunter and Jet and your other mm-hmm. clients, Joe and everybody else. You said Hunter's Tampa win was a little more special. Um, elaborate on that if you can. Just what what made it so special? I mean, look, it was a come by, come from behind ride. It was an amazing ride. I get all that. Um, lots of guys have done that, and, and so it's happened before, but. What was it that to you that just made it a little extra special? Um, well, Hunter in general, to give more background, Hunter in general has been through hell and back, right? So anytime Hunter wins, it's, personally, it's special, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he spent two years with, what, two shoulder recons, a collarbone, and an ACL, and then Geico folded in the whole world and the internet and people roosted him saying, oh, you only got that right for your brother. And, you know, he took heat, right? Mm-hmm. And rough heat. And especially he had to sit on the sidelines while his brother was the center of the universe in the sport, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff he had to overcome, which, and if he didn't, I would never have held it against him. I wouldn't have said, no, I wouldn't. If my brother was you know, LeBron James's agent or Patrick Mahomes' agent and everyone's celebrating them today, I wouldn't dig that, right? Like, I couldn't deal with that. And that, and that's not anything bad against Jet or, and that. It's saying, like, let alone the injuries and everything he went through, you know, to mm-hmm. overcome it, right? And then, and especially put on a, a win in front of his uh, friends and family like he did on the weekend, they're always special to me. But that one was epic, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah that it was, was one of the. It was that actually that was the best race I've ever witnessed live. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, tell me one that we've been to that was better. Maybe when Webb passed Roxon two years ago. I think in that COVID, you yeah. know, where he got him at the end. Got him at the was, end. Yeah. 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 That one was, you know. But me personally, I thought it was the greatest thing I've saw because I, I've actually been on the, the bad side of that more times than not. Yeah. So I was just going, oh, here we go. Yep. You know, oh. I thought at the end of the sand we were, that was the night. Right, you know? right. Yeah, you thought he hit him, yeah. hit Hunter, knocked him off balance, yeah. and, you know, kind of ripped down the start straight. And then, you know, the next on-off, uh, Thrasher nailed it, and Hunter didn't, and you're like, oh, boy, and it was so close. So, uh, Yeah, I was sitting with Jet. Uh, Emma Lawrence and all our friends and family. We uh-huh. had a suite there yep. with everyone, so it was it was rad. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, uh, Lucas Mertel yeah. show brought to you by the folks at Cherby seven zero two five eight six Pulp. You got a question for Mertz? Give us a call and uh, and we'll see if we can get it answered. Um, hey, the donuts. Um, 
They're up in the press box. I thank you for that. And, you know, wasn't there for Houston, and you'll be penalized for that down the road a little bit. But uh, no, you tweeted me. You, so, yeah. Did I? Mm-hmm. Okay. You into it. Um, well, how did that deal come together? And I and also like working with Feld to sell them in the stadiums. You know, Feld gets a cut, uh, probably as they should. Uh, how was that? How was, when you brought them that deal and said, "I want to sell these donuts in the stadium, and let's do this, and let's work with your ops people and put it together." Uh, so let me tell us about the idea to do the Jets and donuts, and then tell us about how Feld reacted to that and how easy or hard that was to get done. Um, so the Jets and donut thing was an idea I had between Aiden Pennell and um, his business partner Phil. They approached me just at the tail end of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they dis- discussed it with me, you know, like, hey, we're looking at doing a thing over there. And, you know, and I said, okay, cool. And, you know, we discussed it more and more. And um, honestly, it's, it, it's, it's really morphed and turned into, into kind of a huge undertaking. There's a lot of a lot of capital involved and some, some big plans in, in, involved in it. But it, uh, it's basically, you know, it's a, it's a new marketplace today in the world, right, with how products, food, and, you know, how people consume products mm-hmm. right now. So taking everything I know and, and Phil and Aiden, what they know, um, it's a beautiful product to, to be into, and it has a story behind it. Obviously, everyone knows it. Yep. And... Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of fell forward every chance it's had. Like it, you know, it started out to be one thing, and then it's grown, and it's more, you know, continually uh, grown in the right direction. And you know, they're patient, and we're doing it the right way. Um, great people around, um, so it's epic. As far as the Feld deal, yeah, um, me and Feld have been talking for years on different stuff and mm-hmm. how to carry carry the sport and you know really work together uh davy davy as well and mx sports i think but was um, it hard to put together or was it no it no, wasn't. no okay. I, I think I, I think in the in the past the you know there's there's been a us against them mentality yep. with promoters and whatnot no I, I just don't think that's got anyone anywhere right in the past right i feel you know, they they deserve to make money. They deserve to make a lot of money because they risk a lot of money to put on these events and hire great stadiums and, you know, mm-hmm. put infrastructure in like the outdoors, like Davey, and they have to put in, you know, a lot of money. And they they make great money too, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know the numbers and it's not none of my business. But, you know, I, I can see people's complaints with it. That's normal. It happens. But at the same time, uh, I... Early on, I don't 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 see the benefit of of us being us against them. I think mm-hmm. there's a everyone working together can make can grow the sport, right? We're not getting into that conversation, but it can grow and be better <laughs> than it was. And you know, I think um, if everyone shares in the profit and shares in the growth of you know different verticals that are born from our sport. Um, we're in a better place, so they've they've been super receptive. It's been and good, okay. Yeah, Dave and Kenneth Feld, like as far as the donuts and you know Davey Coombs and and everyone at MX Sports, we we were doing it earlier last year. We did more with MX Sports to kind of break down this barrier than 
than originally was sold. Okay. All right. Yeah, fair so, enough. Um, no, I, I just don't view it's easy. They're, they're open to it. They, yep. They're open to it. But you've also got to have the right client that can carry it, right? There's a big investment that gets made yep. before anything's ever sold. And, you you know, like I see different people can complain or say, hey, why can't we do this? Like, hey, they're all for it. Who's going to wear the cost? Who's, who's yep. on the hook? Right, right. If this doesn't work, well, I'm losing, we're, we're losing money. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, you can't expect Phil to, you know, you know, give me all the profit, but take all the risk. It, that's, it's just, you know, entry level business, right? Like it takes money to make money and you, you're going to have to, you know, believe in that you can carry the cost and carry the retail of it. So um, how close are we or I've heard we are close, but maybe you can confirm this. Are we close to getting merch trailers for riders in the pits like set up next to honda and and so forth and so on um like the, the, the merch I, deal it, the merch deal so you guys much. have isn't great i don't think unless you got a better deal than i know of others like it's it can be better for the athletes yeah for sure um always can be better trust me i negotiate hard to make it better like i'm not trying to be i'm all all on one side or i'm all on the other side but it takes a bit of knowledge on you know retail and you've got to buy x amount to you know make Mm -hmm. x amount right so i think that i think it comes down to like how much you're willing to invest in on yourself to make it worthwhile right like apparel is the worst game in the world right selling t-shirts and and that and i Mm-hmm. We do really well with it, but it's still like, mate, you can sell, let's use round numbers, $10 million worth of apparel, but it can cost you $7 million, right? Uh-huh. Right? But then the next order, you got to buy $10 million, and then you only sell four. You're done, right? It is like you can have an instant win and then a big loss. So to relate it to merch trucks, right, who's wearing that cost? Right, well, who's yeah. going to put up the cost? Who's going to wear the XLs that didn't sell? Who's going to wear all the smalls that didn't sell? Right, all of a sudden your profit's gone. Right, um, it's tricky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If an athlete can sell them from there, uh, you know, like a privateer, I'm all for it. Right. If he can produce X amount and then make pure profit, but if we're involving a promoter and a retailer and a stadium, the stadium takes a cut too. Right. Once once you start adding all those in, and plus the cost of your product, I mean the profits are getting slimmer and slimmer. Yeah. And yep. unless I sell, you know, <clears throat> right, five hundred shirts to a thousand shirts, it's not worth my time. Yep. Not even for jet. It's not worth our time. Yep. It's 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 too much of an outlay to not hit big numbers. So, uh, especially with just how commerce works within within stadiums and and promoters, but. Um, I don't know. I think they would be open to it. It's just, man, can you move enough product to make it work? Yeah. Right. Yep. No, that's a good point for sure. And I, and, and I think a lot of people miss don't know that until they're inside it, right? And go, oh yeah, one failed shirt. Like, yeah. hey, I've got two thousand dollars worth of these shirts in my garage. Yeah, I mean, I, I, on a much smaller level, I you know I have to, I buy my merch. I don't want to do the print to own stuff. There's no money in it, so I buy yeah. my merch. And yeah, I'm. I'm stuck with a bunch of sizes right now in one style. You know, I missed the mark. 
So yeah, yeah I'm on a much smaller and level, but yeah. <clears throat> so I, I I would be all for like the privateers, right? Like, yeah. Hey, you know, yeah, they should be able to, right? Because they don't, you know, and if they can do small quantities and that forty bucks, they take home thirty of it, and we're not splitting it, right? That yeah, I'm all for it, right? They should be able to do that, you know. Again, there's different. Um, agreements with stadiums and you know and and whatnot but um everyone could do it yeah it, it, who wants to put the capital up yeah yeah no absolutely um Jeremy's usa bringing you lucas myrtle here on the pulp mech show so would it be safe to say that 2024 negotiations and and on are, are going on now for riders is that safe to yeah. say yeah yeah probably started a couple weeks ago right right uh, um you guys for sure you have uh, you have Max Volan, you have Joe Schmoda, uh, mm-hmm. you know you got Phil, but that's probably a whole separate you know deal. So, um, but well, that's what, what that's what the phone calls have been about. It. Yeah, I figure, I figure, I figure. Yeah. So, how do you how do you? De- and I've asked you this maybe maybe publicly on the show before, but I know privately we've had these conversations, and I because I this is something that I heard from multiple agents over the years, um, multiple team people over the years. Y- you know, uh, Joe is on another level than Max Volan, but they're still factory 250 riders going for rides. And, you know, you've had past clients and things like that. How do you deal with, you know, a, a, a dealing with a team for a rider and then they there's another rider that you rep that would also work well in that spot and you probably go in and sell the team on the positives and negatives of both guys and they pick or, or maybe they're not interested in one, but then you maybe have a butt-hurt rider because of what nah, you did. So how does that work? I think the misconception in the statement you just kind of said was like, these teams know what they want, mm-hmm. right? It's not like I go in there and go, hey, you guys heard of Joe Shimoda? They're like, is that the guy on the Cowie? Right. Yeah, 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 let me sell you on him. No, yeah. it's not like that. Like, they already know we've... We all travel and work together every week of pretty much the year and talk all all day. So it's not like at that point for a factory rider to be needed to be sold, right? Mm -hmm. What comes into it really on these deals is what's the best fit for a guy like Joe Shimoda? Where does it lead to him on a 450, right? And, you know, long-term future, Mm -hmm. right? And future to succeed and what's that best home? You know, Max Voland, you know, he's got the whole world at his feet. He hasn't even tapped into his potential, right? I don't need to sell that to the teams. We're talking the same language when we're talking about it, and Mm -hmm. you hear what they want to do or where their interest is and what's in the pipeline or, you know, know, different stuff they're working on and what matters to them now. Some teams are more like, hey, I'll I'll also, you know, I'll prep the fields for 26 right? Mm-hmm. What makes sense for us in 26? Let's put ourselves in a great position in 26, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's other teams that are like, we need to win now. Right. Right. So so there's always different conversations. As far as selling guys, I don't, I generally like to think I don't represent guys I need to sell, right? That, sure. Hey, have you heard of this guy? No, yeah. Right? Oh, I didn't mean so much that, but like, you know. Just, yeah. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my teams know generally what they want and where they're going and what they're looking for at the time. Right. Um, yeah. So stuff's going on now. That's interesting for sure. Um, oh, yeah. So 
you know, when you're at KTM, you can do your clothing deal. When you're at Honda, you can do a clothing deal. Mm-hmm. When you're at Mitch Payton, you can't. Uh, when you're mm-hmm. at Star Yamaha, you can't. It's fair to say that uh, Honda and KTM have a huge advantage trying to recruit riders, right? Because Big of time. that? Yeah. Yeah, big time. So when you – like, do you see that changing down the road? Do you see – because, let's face it, these teams have the right to match, KTM, Cowie. It's in everybody's contract, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, you bring, a, you bring a deal that says, hey, man, my guy can ride for Honda or he can ride for KTM, and the clothing money is 400 k and then his salary is 400 k and now you're paying 800 k for a guy that, you know, you could get in the old days, let's say, quote-unquote – when everybody had a team deal, and it wasn't that long ago that everybody did, you could get that guy for just for. I mean, you're literally almost doubling the price of these dudes. Not you, Lucas Myrtle, but the structure of these teams. Like, that's huge. Yeah, um, I don't think it's. <laughs> you go, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uncomfortable, but we're also getting back to a price point of what the Josh Hansons, the Eli's, the Bosch's, the Josh Grant's, right? Um, it's not like... Yeah, no, those, that was seven fifty, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, around that, I'm not going to, you know, in their numbers, but I also think the key point is, is like, we're not a development class anymore, right? No. Hunter, Hunter Lawrence got as much press as anyone over the weekend, That's right? That's what I've been and saying for years. Yeah. motorcycles, yep. right? And he's on a more desirable... TV time at nine o'clock or whatever depends where you are in America, right? He's on at a better TV time. He wins to you know. I, I don't think there's a major disparagement in, between him winning to the value as a 450 rider. Obviously, 450 is the premier class; it's the best of the best. Yeah, but if you look but at exposure, far, not really. Yeah, if you look at the exposure, exposure, yeah. and you know. ROI or putting your gear on on Hunter Lawrence or putting your goggles on him or, you know, helmet branding or whatever, I I, uh, I think I'll argue, and, and again, this is for the top guys, and when we're talking about these deals and all, you know, whatnot, you know, I think uh, they, you know, I think manufacturers are going to really have to look at, like, shoring up that and... yeah. Well, they're going to get mad. They're going to get angry is what they're going to do. (laughs) They're going to be pissed. I've already heard it from some of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. If my riders don't get an option at that stuff, they're going to be mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, do. Absolutely. No, it works both ways for sure. But that's a huge thing for a Honda team or KTM to offer those guys. Yep. Yeah, big time. Yep. Um, Big time. So where's Shimoda going to go then? Can you just tell us? And I mean, we don't have any listeners, so you can just tell us. Oh no, yeah, I haven't even started on on Joe's stuff yet, really. Okay. Um, he's hurt right now, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but you know, um, so but, you know, with Triumph coming in into the sport, and yeah, and yeah, a lot of guys leaving the class, and or there's going to be a lot of rides. Especially in the 250 class this year. Well, even 450s, like a lot of guys are up in 450s. It's it's nuts. Like Barsha's up, Coop is up. I believe Anderson is up. Um, I'm probably missing a few here. If I look at the class, oh, Tomac's going to retire. Um, Justin Cooper is. Yep. Um, Sexton's up. Like, is that your feeling, or is that actual? Like. No, that's. I think that's my feeling. I think he's made it pretty clear. Right. He he said he wasn't going to do the SMX races. 
Okay, I didn't hear that. Uh, Sexton's up. Plessinger's up. Like, yeah. I mean, we think we think Sexton's going to KTM, but the point is, is there's huge movement maybe coming in 450s. Yeah. You know, Amuki's up. The guys that got a deal. It's easy to name the guys that got a deal. Uh, Christian Craig, AC, and that's about it, I think. Right? Mertz? Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So think about that turnover coming in 24 potentially, right? Um, so we sh- we could see a lot of it. Yeah, I've I've argued, Merton. You've heard me say this. Pro- the 250 class is so broken. Like the worst, the best thing you can do is well. Now that they changed the point out rules and you only point out by winning a title, it's better. But the best thing you can do is win a bunch of racers and get injured, and just keep coming close to the championship, and you will rake it in. And you'll have half a Supercross season to race for. The other half, you can just go out with your chick on the weekends and go clubbing. You know? Like, it's, it's an ideal lifestyle. Yeah, but I don't think it's as easy as going out clubbing. You've still got to I stay those weeks. Um, I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. It's, um, yeah, so just make yeah, it. I think the next step is just to make it a full-time class. I right? do. I agree. Um, Mitch Payton's argument for that is that there'll be less – and Davey Coombs, too, there'll be less jobs for everybody if you do that. Because why would Mitch hire four riders? You'll need to. Yeah, so you just hire two, right? Yeah, but he'll still the teams will still need to. If, you, if you've got four great riders, look, Mitch has had a rough year. And I hate that for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Certain teams are going to go, hey, if I have five riders and I put five guys in a 22-rider main... Good for my sponsors. Yeah, right? but, but why don't 450 guys do that then? Why don't they have that attitude? Because I don't think there's ever been it, the disparity between who can ride a 450 really well uh-huh. versus that is way different. The 250 class, you know, you can get a bigger pool of competitive guys. Okay, right? sure. That transition from a 250 to a 450, we all know, mm-hmm. isn't, isn't guaranteed no matter your success on a 250. So that, you know... That's why it is the elite class. Like, not everyone can win win it. Like, yeah. I would like to see the numbers between uh, how many 450 main event winners there are versus 250 main event winners, right? Yep. That, yep. that would kind of show you that number would kind of pull you in a direction. Yeah. You oh. know what that 450 class to succeed in it's like. You know, it's the best of the best. What about you, Trevor? One class for 250s? Where do you, where do you stand with that? I think... I like I like two coasts now just because you're you're able to split it up and and I think there's more opportunity that way. But in, at the same time, if you have one whole series and it can employ four guys at the same time, it's kind yeah. of like uh, I guess it just depends on on how you look at it. I think it works it works either way. But I do agree that the 250 class is to a point now where yeah we have people that are just as excited, if not more excited, <clears throat> excuse me, to yeah. watch the 250 main event as they are the 450 main event. Yeah, and, and there's th- guys 30 years old in 250 class. A- absolutely. I mean, you know so what I mean? Like, I think, I think for the betterment of the sport, you need to start treating the 250 class as more of a premier level type class because it is generating, you know, the guys like Jed. Yeah. It's a perfect example of the guys like Hayden Deegan. They're bringing in this fan base that want to come specifically watch those guys race. Um, even the inclusion of, like, opening ceremonies and things like like that it's it's 450 guys have it's always been the goal right yeah. to get through the 250 class and now you're a 450 guy and now you get to participate in opening ceremonies yep. but for 
the fan base, the betterment of the sport, having these 250 guys included, I think, is, is a positive in that situation. So, so let me ask you this. If you made it one class, Mertz, would you ever point out or no? Just make it stay in there as long as you want. Well, that's kind of how it is. You can only get kicked and bounced out of it now if you win a title and don't defend, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty tough right now to get out of there. With the yeah. points. Yeah, with, like, with yeah. points, yeah. You're talking about, you know, if you're winning that title, like, you're going to have offers for a 450 run, right? Yeah. Um, especially what we just kind of talked about before. So, um, yeah, it is kind of what it is, but that, that point-out rule wasn't really working, and I was irritated about that point-out rule a couple, probably about a year ago, because I'm like, hey, like, I've got a guy, why would I bring him back? Like a guy that missed a race or oh, two? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I no, pull, you wouldn't, yeah. I told a man, I'm like, hey, I hate how I have to think about this rule right now. Oh, yeah, so no, he's no. really good, and he's won two races, but now he's hurt, and he can come back for four, but I'll probably bench him for the last one because yeah. why would I use lose a year of eligibility, right? Right. No. And we... I called them, and I'm like, I hate this. Like, why am I in this position? Calling team owners and OEMs going, yeah, we're probably not, you know, as it sits, we won't race the last round. Right. Like, that's dumb. Oh, that it absolutely dumb. is dumb. Jeremy Martin pulling out of the series. He's third in the points. He's like, nah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, What? Like, how is that yeah. acceptable to anybody, uh, you know? Yeah, I think I had that phone call last year with yeah, them. Right. And I, like, just called them. I'm like, why can I not make sense of this? Why? You guys need to know what I'm about to do on two guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I'm like, we've got to figure it out. And I don't have all the answers. I'm not the expert on it all and mm-hmm. know it. But, uh, again, it's if we just probably – you know, look at it like a professional, you know, proper championship and keep that if the champions can go up or if you miss a title narrowly and still can get a 450 ride, then go. Yeah. You know, um, I think the cream always rises to the top. So the guys who are meant to be on 450s and the Jets and, you know, the Shimodas and Volans or, you know, the guys that will get there and, and do it, right? Yeah. They'll be just fine. Yeah. You know, and, and we're we're about to enter a new era, right? There's a lot of guys that may not do a, ne- a new deal on their 450s, kind of like what we discussed, but, you know. Yeah, it, it just once you start gaming the system, change it because it sucks. Oh, uh, big for, time. Yeah, it sucks for the sponsors. I it was wrong. Yeah. Sucks for the sponsors. I, like, I don't understand how Geico, you know, and, and Jeremy Martin's taking the dive days. Like, if you're the head of Geico, you're like, oh, cool, I'm writing a huge check and your number one rider just isn't racing because – Oh, awesome. Great. Thank you. I'm, I love to sponsor your team some more. Like, they didn't care. Yeah, I know. But yeah. Geico was left no, like, if you're Geico, or, you know, Ziggy and Jeff, like, they're like, okay, how do I replace Jeremy next year? Yeah, yeah. Whomever the writer is, yeah. we can't. Right. No, right? for sure. Any, if he's not winning the title, then don't yeah. get ready for outdoors. Right. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. Um, no, I agree. So, you're right. Yeah, I wasn't into it. What do you say to and you you know you can dodge this question if you want it's fine but like when other agents complain about you cuz oh, let's, let's face it you got the Lawrence brothers you're 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 I heard the terms of the Hymas deal and it's really good by you you know um 
you got these guys from Belgium. You're working on these guys from Belgium. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and some people in the sport, like I put you in the in the, the power and influence list that I did, and I had a note that was like, why would you put that guy in there? You know, and I'm like, well, Jet Lawrence is the next superstar, and he's at the races, and he's doing deals, and he's, you know, and I mean, we're friends, so maybe I'm biased, but like, yeah, like, uh, you know, your personality is great. You're a friendly guy. You get it. Uh, but I think, is it jealousy or like, is it um, maybe they don't want to work as hard as you do because you do work pretty damn hard? Uh, you know, a little controversial, Mertz. Yeah, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, right, this is professional sports. Yeah, right. it is. <laughs> Where, you know, if you – this is what most people don't understand about, you know, from the outside, it looks all bells and whistles and oh, you got it made and whatnot. But we're in a res- results-based business. My clients are. I am. Right? I could be fired by every one of my clients tomorrow. Right? You go to bed knowing that. You wake up in the morning knowing that. Right? Yeah. You don't get to go, oh, I'm just going to, you know, mail it in today and, you know, and and whatnot. So, Man, it comes with it, right? There's egos, big egos in play, and and some incredible people at what they do um, at play, and sometimes they don't get their way, or um, you know, there's a winner and loser um, mm-hmm. every weekend. So it, you'd be super naive to think that you know you're going to make everyone happy if, if that's what you want to do. Go sell ice cream. People <laughs> love you. They'll, they'll love you every day of the week, right? Yeah, maybe I'll do right. that. Maybe I'll look into old, ice cream business. Donuts. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's why I'm on the donut thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe <Right>. that's it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, no, mate. It, and, and as far as my world, you know how brutal NFL baseball is? Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this isn't even at the level of what any of those guys go through at any level in those. Mm-hmm. Those big time sports. So yep. yeah, people don't like you. That's you know. Yeah. Generally, I, I mean, if you own a car dealership down the road, the guy with the you own a Mercedes dealership, the guy with the BMW two miles down the road talks shit to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, those idiots! Those <laughs> idiots down there. Don't go there. I'll tell you stories. That guy over there, just he's ripping you off. Right. Car in. Yeah. Don't talk to him. There he is. Yeah. Let's talk about this. This new whatever, right? Like that's standard, and, and and I think anyone who's listening to this is, you know, dealt with people not being into it. That's human nature, and you know, yeah, it's eat or, it's eat or be eaten, and you know, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, if you if you can do the right thing, and you know, and do you know, be honest, and and do it to the best of your ability, and you know deliver it should be sure. it should be all, all work out again right like at the end of the day do i hate anyone not enough mm, there's one guy to watch at an energy drink company that you may not like uh, i don't hate anyone okay right? right no like you know i mean not enough like at the end of the day i take care of my family and you know anything involved them this is just business yeah right yeah i get it i get upset by it but i you know, it's, we're all going to be fine, and I think in twenty years' time, we're all going to be really good friends. Perspective right? too, right? Be- like, I thought, you, and a lot of people are like I thought you were this, yeah, right? and then like oh, I kind of got to know you. you're cool. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, right? I would have yeah. thought the same. It didn't go your way, or you know, 
it's tough. We we negotiate. We all, you know, three people are going for one rider, and you know, obviously they can only go to one team or one drink company. The two miss, who miss out aren't going to go. Oh, I should have done this better. And then metal's a dick. Yep. He sucks, right? No right. worries. I'll write the email blaming me. <laughs> like, I'll do it for you. I already know it's coming. And, and we'll figure here's, out. Here's how, here's how you right. say it. Yeah, here's what you say. Yeah, yeah, right. it's absolutely fine. I don't want you getting any trouble on my behalf. It just didn't go your way, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know. But, but if you're yeah. going to catch feelings and, you know, need to, I think you're missing the whole point, and, and you're missing the point of how it works in today's day and age in business, yeah. right? If you, you need to go down a road on someone who's doing well, I like to think I'd look at someone doing well and I'd be like, dude, yeah, you can be like, that sucks, right? Or you can kind of go, hey, like, what's going on here? What am I missing, right? Because yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't born into this. I don't come from a family in this, and, and, and I think you are in the same boat, and, I, and a lot of the people... Uh, you know, yeah. we've all had to figure it out through a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of stuff I wish I could turn back. I, I look through emails and I see an email from 2014. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill, super agent. Chill. Uh, you right? You told me one time that you were telling an agent, your a manager, a team owner. One time you told me that you were like, look, man, you're gonna hate me, but here's what's gonna happen. Like, here's what I think will happen. Is you know, and you're just like you're gonna hate me, and I, you know, I just was like laughing that this is what you tell, you know, because you're because like I've had dealings with some agents that are horrific, horrific mm-hmm. liars, you know what I mean? And I'm like, how do you go to bed at night? You're a horrific liar, and I feel like you're like I'm not gonna lie to you. Here's how this is gonna go, team owner, and not 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 yeah. in a dick way, but as a friend way, saying, you know, I got a job. Here's how it's gonna go, and you're gonna be mad. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and you learn that through experience, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think in the early years of my career, I thought I could make everyone at the table happy, and they're all my friends, right? Yeah, and that led to poor choices, right? Or, um, you know, oh, I don't want this guy, team owner, to not like me, or I don't want to look like I'm a failure, or I don't want to tell my athlete that this guy doesn't like them, mm-hmm. right? And then they find out, and they're like, ah, oh, they can't even trust your word, or yep. they were like, hey you come out looking like shit on this. And I've seen a couple of these new managers and, and whatnot kind of go down this road. And I was there. I've made, I'm, again, I'm not perfect. And, you know, and you never will be, right? That's what, what it's all about. But, um, look, the, we're not talking about anything that really should be lied about, right? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. We're not curing I'll, cancer here. Yeah. No, Exactly. Exactly. I, and I say that all the time. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about dirt bikes, right? I take my athlete's career very serious. I take the sacrifices that families made to get a kid to this level and be represented by me, right? I take that very seriously. And, and their next step, I take it to heart, right? Um, and I have responsibilities to them. But again, we don't, we don't dive into a wall street new new york world right there isn't yeah there's just no win we we see each other every every layover in dallas or wherever yeah sure whatever we are on the weekend right so um yeah 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 it is what it is like it's like yeah yeah, we're we're all 
we're all trying to make it in a professional sport. There's, there's journalists that don't like you. There's well, a lot of people don't you know, like Trevor you. in the office. Like the guy at Motol probably not into you so much, <laughs> right? He probably yeah, the guy sucks. Yeah. He's on the pop show this week. Like, who's he think he is? This is this is bullshit. They should sell more oil, right? Like that's probably what gets said. Probably, you know. Yeah, I can live with that. Yeah, that's all no, right. for sure. No, no. Yeah, um, you'll be just fine. Yeah. So we know from past shows that you and Phil do not have an official deal for for you know a percent of his winnings. He's, he's a and you didn't bring him the boot deal and, and everything else. But when he was leading Anaheim, did you maybe have that athlete management contract ready for him? And then when he no, I think I think he's still in one. Oh, you think he's still in one? I don't think yeah, he, it rolls over. He, he says he doesn't pay you a. He says he's not giving you a dime. He's saying he doesn't give you a dime, and he never will give you a dime because you've never brought him any money. So, <laughs> yeah, he's get him on the phone right now. Yeah, I got to get a check made from him from Jets and Donuts here this week. Well, is that hap- Is that is, like so? He said yeah, he hadn't seen a dime from that athlete. Everyone okay. else invested in. He's the only one getting money out of this. He thing. said there was no stickers made, and they haven't seen a, he hasn't seen that, a dime. That, okay, that that was a whole different scenario. <laughs> okay, but it's fine. all right. Okay, so, so at Anaheim too, I was more worried what the fuck was lighting up on his motorcycle. <laughs> like, what is going on? Jacob was sitting next to me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with Phil's bike? Yeah, we had Coop on earlier. Coop was like, I thought it was like blowing up, or you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, those forks are glowing. What is? I thought they put race gas into the oil in there. Like, yeah, you can ask Jacob. I'm like, dude, what is going? What is happening? I think Jet just went down and I'm like that's Phil and what's going on with these bikes still Jacob no looked at me. still no Jacob boot deal though right still no boat de- uh, boat deal nothing no 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 we just couldn't come to terms oh. with a boot he liked okay alright yeah so that was and it he, he want, he'd rather no money for a boot he didn't like <laughs> sounds like Phil right <laughs> yeah uh, no, this boot deal. What's this going on year eight? Of I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a big deal and very I angry. I paid by City. The first one of the first deals I brought him was from City, and then it went away. And then, right. dude, we just can't get over the one year we got paid by boots, and then no one <laughs> City realized they got zero value out of it. I actually, I think, yeah, and right. we've never recovered from it. Yeah, anyone with a anyone with a boot company, you know, trying to get one off the ground. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit him up for Phil, right? Yeah. Um, um, well, he's a, he's a tough he's a tough client to have. So. Yeah, no, I love him. He's more of like a, honestly like a good friend of mine. Yes, yes, he's a friend to all of us. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, I, I don't know, you know, maybe you can bring him some new deals or something. You got Jess and Donuts, so that's a, that's a good that's a good deal. Um, yeah. There, there isn't enough money I could bring him without. Be, if I brought him a million dollars, he'd be like, bro. Yeah. I gotta pay you taxes on like this. Taking that cut out of that, <laughs> I know, right? And I'll be like, "So you don't want the deal?" Oh, well, I'm not saying that, but fuck, well, about time. <laughs> Where was this six years ago? Right, right. Like, right. Yep, yep. And be like, Man, so you don't so, sign it. Then, something, so. yeah, I think you're right. Um, did you get no, me any more specific? Look, like any more specifics on our deal? Like, eh, 24 hours uh, away, and I, I got nothing yet. We're trying to, we're kind of, we're gonna, actually all you I have mean, is a slogan, Myrtle. That's what we need. We can build off that. What's the deal? He wants. Uh, there's a 
There's a young uh, Canadian champion uh, from two-time Ma- Manitoba champion. He, yeah, and one times Canadian. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a two-time Canadian or two-time Manitoba champion. Ryder McNabb, the MX2 champion up in Canada. Yeah. Great kid from my home province of Manitoba, uh-huh. and switched to Red Bull KTM up there this year. Wearing fly, by the way, they're also wearing fly. Mertz represents him as well. Uh, just one of Mertz's forty clients, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mertz wants Pulp MX to, you know, step up for this Manitoba kid, which I'll contemplate and I'll think about. And, you know, I've helped riders in the past. You right? said you were in. So after the race. This is why I get irritated. <laughs> I didn't say I was in. You were in. You're I in. said I've if you. Jersey's getting printed. <laughs> problematic. What the. F- I said, uh, how is big is happens, the logo? The, the, this is what happened. <laughs> the agent can't tell me what size the logo is, where it's going to go. I told you you're just going to be stoked with it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so so just get Peyton to sign a contract for Schmoda and tell him he'll be stoked with it. <laughs> no, you already know the terms, which we're not getting into. I just said, look, I'll have to figure out the sizes. You'll yeah, be stoked on it. But but I do. I want the chin bar. I asked about the chin bar. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then, Mertz said never- after the race, Mertz is like, look. If I throw this piece of trash in the garbage no, it was bin, a can of chew, a can, in the garbage, a can of chew, joking. If I throw this in there, you double what I want, and if I miss, it's half of what I'm asking. And I said, "Yes, you're on." So, like, seriously, I was sweating a little bit. He was maybe six feet away. It was kind of windy. It was an empty chew can. Well, I okay. just dusted up as I threw it. As through. he throws it, it just hangs a hard left and blows away, and my deal is now half. So I'm very what excited. Did I say? Immediately. In what, front of the client. What did you say in front of the client? I said you would really take money. That's, out of this oh, that's pocket. right. Yeah, yeah. You started <laughs> yes, saying you, you would be that you, guy. You would take money. You, you're going to fuck this kid over. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, it great. was brilliant. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the kid just and Ryder's just standing there going, "What just happened?" Yeah, I, I guarantee and you, Ryder's walking guy. away. So Ryder is walking away with either a whole new admiration for your talents. Or he's wondering, what the hell did I get myself into? It's either no, one. He walked, he walked away. How did that thing go left? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll How see, Mertz. I mean, I'm waiting for some specifics. So, you know. No, it's the We Ride Together Tour. That's right. So, Mertz, that's his slogan. We Ride Together. Meaning like me and McNabb. It. I like it. You like and it? Myrtle. Yeah. Okay. And me. And Mertz, yeah. yeah that's yeah. Good. three. All right. That's Going good. after a championship this year. Listen, Mertz, why can't I find a damn insurance policy on any of these riders that I like. Because they all suck. <sighs> I, I'm willing. I Look, I lost some substantial amount of money on the Super Bowl bets yesterday. <laughs> and I'm ready to try to recoup via an insurance policy, and I just can't find anything that I like. Yeah, either can I. Okay. I told you, let's find a new broker. I, um, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm over them. All right. Yeah, none of them make sense. They don't. They really don't. At this point, they're going to have me need to win one main event for them to pay off. <laughs> right? like, like, at this point, they're getting that ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mertz, right. Mertz, if you yeah, take yeah. home. Uh, yeah, if Lucas lines up and qualifies at Daytona, um, we'll, we'll acknowledge it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm over them. Okay. You got a question? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, like, going back to, like, you know, 40 riders and all, like, that comment. So my question is, like, I'm not familiar with the agent side of things. But, like, when you're in a position to represent different levels of riders and guys that are 
obviously worth different dollar amounts to these teams or guys that are directly competing against each other like Joe and say Jet and I guess how do you how do you go about managing expectations up front right cuz as as a rider if you're if you're hiring somebody you're expecting you know x amount of time or or whatever for that agent to apply to you know getting you your next deal so how do you how do you i guess set expectations up front so riders are able to understand kind of where they fit from a dollar amount or what your approach is and expecting what they're going to be worth and how much time you can apply to them you know moving forward for for a new deal knowing that hey a, a deal like jets he's got all these different things going on it requires more of your time so i guess just being able to to try and keep everybody happy in that situation no that's a good question right um i tell and i there's other agents that will only take race winners or former champions and you know talk at great length about that but i, I consider myself and really in the talent development business right right so when i see when when i talk to a young family or a young kid and, and it's always to the family right the the first deal we do they're not retiring on right i'm not retiring on you know the first deal we do and whoever it's with it's critical we get into it you know with the same goals in mind right and right. and the same trajectory in mind right because it doesn't make this doesn't compute unless i produce champions right and future 450 riders right so their first 250 deal their first factory deal right it's got to be the right deal and it's going to have to come with you know everyone sharing the same vision right so i don't go to a family or a family doesn't come to me and goes hey would you be interested in representing my child my son you know we we look at it and go hey i won't do it unless i can help if you've already got a deal and it's one deal on the table you don't need me you don't need me i'm not going to get in the middle of it you've already got a i'll only work with the rider now and, and you get to the position where i'm at now where and it's not by being selfish or, right, or, you know, self-serving, right? It's like if I can't help them or if they don't need a manager, I'm the, I'm the first one to say it, right? They've got one offer on the table, right? And it, and it lands there and I'm like, yeah, that's your shot. That's a great team, a great guy, it's your shot. I'm not getting in the middle of it. I'll help if you still want me to help, right? And if I believe in the kid or if I love what I see or, you know, or, right? But I won't do it unless I can actually help and they need management. If you've got one deal, just sign it, right? I'll right. send the contracts over. I'll make sure you have options at the end and they're in your favor, right? So you can make great, be in a position to make a switch or, you know, pivot if you so, you so desire, right? That's a part of contract negotiation and reading a, a current day agreement right as an agent but like i'll manage guys that really do need management managing right and and the help i can offer and it comes with a whole lot more than just contract negotiation i manage 30 odd athletes everyday life and personal life and and their development is not just motorcycle races, and, and I hope they would say that, but turning into 
functional members of society and understanding the world, right? And regardless, if, if I take a guy that's definitely be a 10th place guy and I, I'm into it and we're a 5th place guy with two race wins, that means as much as the deals I've done with my top athletes, right? As long as we're all in this really together. So the expectation, I'll, I'll manage right away. I've, yeah. I've been around it long enough and it's a part of growing and, and understanding. Like, I'm the first guy to tell a lot of people, you don't need a manager at this point. Right? And it, it, it's... I don't, again, like, I don't have the time for that. And there's probably 10 riders right now that have begged and just helped me. And it's just like, you're not, you, I can't help you, yeah. right? If this guy wants to hire you, it's not going to be because of me, right? And that's guys who have maybe on their second or third agreement or, you know, but I, my mind is to develop talent and um, help navigate that way to to achieve their goals and you know have the best people around them because it takes way more than a piece of paper that ensures guys winning races or championships there there is a village of stuff that goes on behind the scenes of physios to doctors to you know trainers to practice bike mechanics to facilities to um, flights and booking, you know, like yeah. there's so much that goes on which con- contributes to, and again, like we talked about Hunter Lawrence's night the other night, why it's, I said it was so good. It's been just so many great people, a part of Hunter's career to get it to where it is, that it's one of the best feelings in, in life, right? Hunter, Hunter, when he, he's won and done it, and especially, and even Joe Shimoda, and, and when Max Boland breaks through and, and gets where he needs to be, I'll be the first one to carry on like a $2 watch when he wins, right? Because I know what he's gone through this year, last year, and to get to this point, you know? But, you know, long-winded answer, that's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not built on lies. Like, hey, you're going to be the next rookie car, Michael. No, let's just be the best version you can be. Right. And if I can help, I want to do it. I really, uh, I really should have used you to get an extra two, an extra year out of my math TV deal, Mertz. Yeah, they canceled me. <laughs> oh, what happened with that? I did the first one. I never got commission. You didn't? No, I had you look it over. Yeah. Oh, I gave you all the notes. You're about to three owe them your house. The three things that they wanted to, that you said that for me to get them to change, they only changed one. Yeah, that's good numbers. Okay, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I needed another yeah. year added on there. So, well, you only generally get good changes if you have another offer. Yeah, I didn't have another offer. They were like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, who, yeah, who no, else is calling? Cool points, and normally we would give them, but you don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, no, that's probably a good point. And you folded like a, you folded instantly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just wanted that yeah. money. I just wanted that change. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah you did. Ah. <laughs> um. Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, Mertz. Kept you longer than I felt like. Good stuff, though. Good interview. Uh, thank you for okay. the time. Yeah, appreciate it. And I'm back on the podcast band now. Yeah, now you are. And then keep working on Phil's deals. Keep grinding away yeah, at sure. that. Yeah. Of course. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Mertz. We'll see, see you. Ya. Thanks. See you, guys. All right. That's Lucas Myrtle, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Acherbys. Acherbysusa.com on social media. Thanks to Acherbys for bringing Mertz on the line. Good interview. Yeah. 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 Inter- it's interesting Super stuff, cool. right? You, you, you don't... Uh, 
until you sit down and you start talking through it, just the, the logistical side of yeah. it and personally, all yeah. those things that play into it. You know, the, it's a, the Lawrence, it's big, the big Lawrence's are, are huge, right? Like oh, the yeah. deals are huge. I, everything's great. I forgot to ask him about the switch to A-Star goggles from 100% for, for Hunter, which is basically an X-Brown Lucid goggle, you know? X-Brown goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Can I claim that or no? Can I claim that? Maybe I'll ask Clayton that later because yeah. he's a goggle guy. He might have an opinion for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe dig into that. Uh, actually, let's get Clayton on here. Yeah, we may as well now. Uh, <clears throat> my Race Tech rant, by the way, we'll start there. Race Tech uh, Pulp Twenty Three is a code to save with Race Tech. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Suspension work, motor work, they'll have you dialed. Uh, Racetech.com. They got Race Tech service centers all across America. They also help out privateers for a long time. Whether it's um, the uh, solitaire Yamaha uh, guys or um, uh, Chris Blose used it. Uh, a lot of guys used it uh, over the over the years. Thank you to the folks at uh, Race Tech for making this happen. The Race Tech rant. Um, hi, what's wrong? You can't hear anything. Nothing. All right, we'll figure that out. Okay, I'll sit here. Um, sit here. Sit over here. I don't. Who knows? I don't. I don't know that that. Headset, you know, I, it was laying on the floor when I came up here, and it's chanceability that uh, it wasn't me. No. Oh. All right. Oh, how's that? Yeah. Oh. Right here. Hey, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> Race Tech rant. Look, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I'm going to if I start spending too much time on this, I'll just get really angry. Uh, the live timing. It. I don't know. Like I don't know what the deal is. I watch. NASCAR once in a while, I watch F1, I watch IndyCar. Like, I'm not a hardcore sit in front of the stands and sit in front of the TV and just dig into this, but I watch enough of it if I'm flipping channels. <clears throat> I've even watched, <clears throat> don't tell JT, but I've even watched some street bike racing. Um, I just don't see these other sports having live timing issues where the riders are disappearing or they're dropping back. I mean, last year's outdoors was horrific. Was Horrific, like Jason Voorhees attacking me and stabbing me. Horrific. This, but this weekend was it was back, not as bad. But I like I don't get it. I don't. What are we doing? What we, we have? So from what I understand, the AMA and the TV are different. They run the same timing loops, but they run different software and collect their data differently. Right, Marks? Is that that's right? Right. That's, like that's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah, that's what we kind of know because you we grab our pulp fantasy AMA stuff. Right? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so there's two different timing and scorings, and the TV guys, I mean, you guys watched it. It's just gone. Yeah, it's it just, was tough. Like, I don't – how does that not – and again, <clears throat> everybody makes mistakes, but I watch other sports, and I don't see this happening. Right. Mo I, MXGP. But you know, where I, are we dropping, guys? It's it has to be taking place between segment. It's time, just loops, right? Yeah, like, like there's, there's loops across. It's not like it's happening when guys are crossing the finish line. No, it's happening it's, mid lap, yeah. wherever it is yeah, on the track. Right. But it's, I mean, you're literally watching, and so, we're watching someone winning the race, and you look at live timing, and they're in seventh. Right, and then, so it's a loop problem, a, a, a specific spot on the track. But why is it nobody else were having that loop problem, right? And I don't – like, it doesn't make – again, I don't see this on other sports. I don't see it. Maybe I'm missing it, but 
Yeah, can we make a call to NASCAR to F1 and say, hey, what are you guys yeah. using? You know? MXGP? MXGP. MXGP. Yeah, MotoGP. Uh, I don't see any of this happening. I mean, look, is it as bad as last year's outdoors? No. I don't know if anything will be. But good God. Yeah, I, I feel like we had some rounds where there wasn't even anything on the screen. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. No, we had yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, N- Nico Izzy racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last year's numbers were plugged into guys. Like, yeah. it was just... And, you know, Supercross generally has been better. They've stayed above that. They've had problems, but generally they stayed above that. And it was back this weekend. And I'm just like, what is going on? It's really contributing to my Saturday night, you know, heart attack from fantasy. Yeah. When I just see guys going backwards and then, you know, then they go back. And I'm yeah. like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I just, I don't get it, man. And uh, that, that's one of the rants. And, and I, I've said it before. And <clears throat> It's just amazing. Marks, did we have – so, allegedly, we take the AMA timing. <laughs> yeah. Was that okay? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, because I had that open at the race while I was tweeting. I don't remember anything going weird. Nope. Yeah, yeah. we were fine on fantasy and AMA stuff. Right. Others, but others TV was – was out of whack, yeah. Which is pretty common. You know, when we see the TV being messed up, it's usually specific to the TV. Yeah. Every time I've seen that and you look at the AMA data on their right, uh, right. live timing, it's always fine. Yeah, it's, so. it's separate software. Yep. And that's why AMA, in their – incredibly stupidity tell us that the tell us that the first hole shot comes from or, or no, i'm sorry uh the hole shot position is the end of the first lap and they tell us that like what's their term for it um average start it's the position at the end of the first lap and it's like that's 40 seconds later in some cases yeah why can't you tell us what they have on tv which is the white line, the first transponder, picks up everybody right away, and you can see that a guy is seventh, and then when he crosses the finish line, he's second. AMA tells us that's a second-place start. Like, what? (laughs) What? Am I, you know, so, like, between that and the AMA sheets and not keeping track of Triple Crown laps led and not keeping track of Triple Crown's one and not knowing the whole shot, and then you have the TV timing, I mean, Jesus, like, we're, we're... are we a professional sport or not? They like, call it an average? Is that what you said? Average well, they, first lap? They'll give you a stat of an average start on the st- – AMA will. Okay. But that is the position at the end of the first lap. That gotcha. is what they call the start. Why so, wouldn't it just be average first lap position? I don't know. It's not the start. No, it's not. Yeah. And when a rider makes five passes on lap one when everybody's grouped together, that's important to know. Right. That's, you know, a very key point. Yeah. Uh, But they can't get that. And this weekend, the live timing on the TV, they can't get that either. I blame Daniel Blair, really. That's my main culprit. But uh, that's my one rant. My other rant. Uh I've said this, I I don't know how many times, but the fucking tough blocks. Like what? I did the Nets. Okay, the Nets are great. We need more of them. But is there just nothing to... Like, so 96... You watch the Supercross from 96, they're still using hay bales. Mm. I feel like 97, 98 is when Tough Blocks came in. And, I mean, they just get scattered everywhere on the track. And there's just nothing we can do? Nothing. Like, we just get guys just dying from a Tough Block, and we can't figure out how to advertise the sides of the track? Like... Again, I go to Europe. They got long-ass blown-up balloons with multiple logos or one logo or whatever, and they just sit it on top of the side of the track. 
and it just, if it gets knocked over, it doesn't go flying because it's real big and heavy. If you fly right into it, it will move, but it takes quite a bit of force. These tough blocks that have been used for 25 years or more just get scattered everywhere, Mm -hmm. and dudes eat shit all the time. Trevor, you probably ate shit from hitting a tough block at one point or another. Oh, I think everyone's clipped one, landed on one. We, we've we gotten smarter with making them shower up the face of triples. Good job. Like, good job. We got some innovation. And there's just nothing we can do. Like, I don't get... Like, buy bigger ones. Make bigger ones. Spend some money. Try it out. Lay, lay a 8 to 15-foot tough block on top of whoops. That thing ain't going to come out in front of the whoops. And if it does, you'll see it and you'll be able to move. Some of them, don't they stake them down or is it just around the turns? I think around the, the turns, turns, top they of the turns, they down. Do. Yeah, they stake them down. Yeah. Uh, I have an idea. I came up with the nets. I'll come up with another idea. I've used this before. If you're so married to a square block, which you shouldn't be, but if you are, make a little plastic tray, injection molded plastic. Maxima can probably do it for you. Make a tray and make it five inches high and stake the tray down into the dirt. Put the tough block into the tray. Now you have sides of this tray that will somewhat hold a tough block. Will it come off? Yes, if you hit it hard enough, it's still going to come off. But it's better than just nothing. And you stake the tray down into the dirt, put the block on top of it in the tray, nestle it in there like a little baby in a basket. And there you go. So we're okay with tough blocks. We just want them. We just want them positioned to where they don't move. Well, they That's got, where we're at. I, I mean, we gotta have tough blocks. You have to it's have advertising. Tough blocks. It's you, a way to make revenue. Even on even on say the face of the triple, you have to have some marker on on uh, the you, side I of the triple. I don't think you have to, but they have little tiny ones. Oh, now, but right? I think you do because you go to any test track. Yeah. There's a line that's two foot below where that actual lip is that those guys are using off the left hand side yeah. of that lip, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. you start to get creative. Yeah. There's low lines. Yeah. There's ways. Right. You ha- you have to have some form of marker. Okay. But. The counter to that is there's been a lot of times when moving tough blocks have also saved guys, in my opinion. Too. Oh, there's times they save them, but I would bet we're more on the eat shit and die times. Probably. Yes. Probably. So it's not perfect, but I've been to Europe. They've got them there. It, it's just money. I was going to say, it's just a money it's thing. It's just money. money. Yeah, I agree. Just spend the money, buy bigger tough blocks, or you know what? Spend a little bit of money and try and experiment with some tough blocks. Just do fucking yeah. anything. They do yeah. nothing. They, they, they've done nothing. For 27 years, there's been zero improvement in tough block placement, size, design. How I about- guess maybe I should take that back because we made the tiny ones for the triple. Yeah. So we've had it. One some, improvement some in 27 and, years. And we've gone away from putting tough blocks in the tractor and qualifying to keep guys from going in certain, well, so certain once, rhythm once, lanes or which, certain ruts. Do you I'm, remember when they used to do that? But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, but not now because now we go times. Now we can't do it. No. When we had day races, right. you could do it. Right. So we don't have day races anymore. So fine, let's, do, let's not do it. But, I mean, like I just don't, like, you know, we bought the nets. We need more of them. I've offered to buy them. No one will return my calls on that. Uh, I, the, there should be more. There should never be a flat berm in Supercross. And I know. I, I'll tell you what. I know what part of the reason is. Okay, a it's money on the tough blocks for sure. They got to 
you know, but you can't tell me. Yeah, but what's the investment on tough blocks? The same, the same amount. I think there's there's t- a, a set of tough blocks that are purchased up front, and they make the they make yeah. the road show, right? Yeah, like yeah. they go but everywhere. Here, here's the separate part. If you need if you need more nets or you need bigger tough blocks and plastic trays or whatever, you need another semi maybe. They've got this thing so down maybe. with the load yeah. in of the truck. This is why the over under bridge doesn't make it everywhere because it costs money to like. You know, if there was supposed to be an over-under bridge in Oakland, it won't be there this weekend because that's a whole truck. And they're not driving that truck from Tampa to Oakland. So they'll keep it on the East Coast. So there's no over-under bridge coming in Oakland. You can be sure of that. It's a money thing. And I get it. Again, I, you know, but, but, like, we've made so many progress and we got flames and manager's towers. How about we look at tough blocks? Just take a fresh look at them. I feel like there's got to be some space we could put these trays in. And I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's like, a full production. We can figure this does out. Does the tray seem to work for you guys? What's wrong with the tray staked down in the dirt? And you stake it down with a round head on the stake, so it's not going to, you know, you can't. Yeah, that's going to be know. my thing. Yeah, Safety is yeah. obviously yeah, something it, you have to Yeah, just a little assess, round but... stake. Put the thing in there. Oh, I've come up with ideas yeah. all the time. No one listens to me. <laughs> Some people do. No one important does. <laughs> it's just, it's always. Quiet down. That's it. That's, yeah. all, that's all I get. I guess, that's Quiet it. down. Uh, but this is 2023. Live timing and tough block rant, everybody. It's it's uh, February 13th. It's taken me a month to get into it, but here I am. Here we go. Yep. Here we go again. Here we go, here we again. go again. Like yeah. White Snake. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's my race tech round of the night. Uh, Racetech.com. Uh, tell them you listen to Pulp. Save on suspension uh, work. Save on uh, motor work and all of that. So. Uh, Clayton Marillo, right? Marillo? Yep. From 100%. Um, thanks for coming in. Oh, coming thanks in for having me. Coming in a few times me. before. Yep. Uh, how's everything at 100%? Uh, it's going good. Yep. It's going great. Really busy, um, but always having yep. fun, new, exciting things, and uh, yeah. You're a sales guy? Right? I am a sales yeah. guy. Yep. More than more than signing the athletes and everything else. So you can't yeah. give us the, the back-end deals of Mertz uh, with Hunter Lawrence losing. Mm-hmm. I can say that Mertz does a very good job. He... <laughs> gets a lot of money out of us well i mean do you out think maybe everyone. it was just a switch to the x brand goggle the choice of champions everywhere yeah yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it was chuck, chuck chuck really got a good kick out of that chuck <laughs> got a really good did. kick out of that of uh no but did. you got look you guys have star yamaha yeah you have coop you have a uh, jet uh you have dylan yeah you, you, you ap got, name yeah. them you, a, a lot of guys. a lot of guys out there yeah. 100 percent for yeah. sure so. um yeah, we have a lot of guys. It's looking good with having Jet, um, having Deegan, too, just like those young guys coming up. And, yep. you know, hopefully we'll have all these guys for a long time. I mean, yep. really, the, the whole star team's pretty good. Uh, not to too have. bad. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've won bad. some titles for you. Uh, how's uh, how's mountain bike ride today? It was good. I had a lot of fun. So I'm an acoustic bike rider, yeah. you know, every week, yeah. basically, and then come up here and hop on the e-bike, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I felt like I was that commercial with the little pig with the head out its window, just wee! <laughs> well, <laughs> the you whole were, ride. You it was were, fun. You rode a little bit in Boost. Yeah, I rode a lot in Boost. We we e-bike guys don't like riding in Boost. We don't like that. What? Well, that, no, that you guy You said does. we yeah. e-bike yeah. guys? I said, you e-bike guy. These yeah. e-bike guys. Oh, yeah. I, I'm full in. I'm full in. Um, I did get to ride the the Yamaha bike. Yeah, uh, it has yeah. a T- lot of tits. Is a, tits is a, like I'm. Uh, why have a Ferrari? If you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Yamaha bike has a lot of different modes from just Eco Boost, um, which I was kind of like, wow, this is really overkill. But then as I was riding it, I was like, oh no, this actually works out good. Uh, I, I rode mainly on the Steve Mathis mode, yeah, like the half green, yeah, whatever we call yeah. that. Yeah, Yamaha's got like six modes. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but um, uh, it was fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed the mountain bike ride. A little rocky out there. 
Oh, uh, it's not even, not even close. Yeah, but it was really fun. I really enjoyed the um, the e bike today. Uh, come on over. No, come on. I'm over. good right where I'm at. It was nice passing Trevor up hills though. Yeah, smoked him. Uh, Just on the one, right? Just that was a, a couple. The long, there... the long grind to the parking lot was probably oh. the most difficult. For oh, me. I thought the one the the short the shorter before we went all the way down. Uh, uh, that when one we was... came when we came out of the tunnel, like and you hit the oh. little sandy, oh, little yeah, punchy yeah. hill, and yep. there was just. Yep, you know, roll out. The we excuses. went into red boost there, and I yeah. just the yeah. head, the headwind, and everything else. Right. You know. well, just Lost come on it. over. No, I'm, I'm good. Just I'm animal. Good. I'm just good. Yeah, loving it. Right. I'm gonna earn it a little as long as I can. Okay. Sure. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a good ride for the guys, hundred percent. And you have distributors, all three of them, I think, right, are carrying yeah. it. So yeah, you guys are are doing good things uh, for sure. Yeah, um, cut it in a real fun and exciting time. And thanks for yeah. your support on Pulp Mex Fantasy uh, yeah. as well. Um, yeah. The Fantasy Pod, and we give away goggles every week. We've got a, mm-hmm. a grand prize, uh, Maxima as well. It's helping us out with that. How's Fantasy going for you? It's tough. It's been tough this year, <laughs> and honestly tough last year. Uh, it's I'm not going to rag on it, though. Right there. It's, that's, uh, that's the guy to blame. Yeah. yeah. The, Pulp, the Pulp Mex Fantasy Positivity Campaign. Uh, it's on hold. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It makes it so much more fun watching the races uh, during the week. Uh, I've been into it since the very beginning, and I was actually doing really good like the first few years and just finished just outside of, well, the the industry idiots league, oh, yeah, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in, I think, s- second in industry idiots and fourth in the league uh, two years ago up until Dallas, oh. and I went on a fishing trip and forgot to preset a team and forgot to tell Chuck, and... Dude. Yeah. Big time. Dude. Hey, I mean, I'm spending the money, right? I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm like you, oh, this is... Yeah. You know that industry yeah. league was big yeah. money. You know, I'm just yeah. I got twelve grand coming to me. This is great. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and for, forgot to set a team. Yeah, yeah. I went oh fishing boy. and just uh, forgot about it. If only there was a feature that would. Uh, this was pre. The, this oh, was the year was, before that. Okay. Yeah. Enough, fine. Fair and um, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I am doing that now, uh, but I do just set a reminder. Yeah. Now. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mulligan. Um, was it last week? It was really good. Or the week before. I don't know. It's doing better than me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not saying much, to be honest. But yeah. Half it, my team needed a mulligan. Uh, it does was, its job in, in saving you from a zero. That's what. It, that's, yep. that's the point. Marks, what was the most ridiculous, uh, you don't have to tell us the name, but the most ridiculous email we got this past week? We would like the name, though. Uh, can I look it up and get back to you real quick? I thought it would come off the top of your head. Yeah, dude. I, like, get, I, I was on the so, fence. I, I was so on the many fence that are bad. It's you like, didn't join? No, I did. Oh, you did? But I was, I mean, I probably, uh, Dan's probably still mad at me about it, but I mean, I, mean, I joined like day <laughs> yeah. of, you know, I got, why, why I got you, talked into it. Why are you on the fence? I, so I played two, well, two years ago, uh-huh. I had one, I got I made like 200 bucks in one of the rounds yeah. and I'm like, I paid for my fence. Like, yeah, I'm good. Sweet. I'm good. Last year, brutal. Yeah. This year. I haven't had a race. I finally had all eight guys in this last weekend. It's the first time I had really? all eight guys in. Oh, yeah. Wow. And that's, we're texting in like Paul and everyone's like, you're going to win. Like you're the only guy that I'm yeah. talking to that has eight guys in. Not a single guy hit that. Like I had Dean. I had, I, I don't know, but everyone yeah. was like yeah. one away from it, double. I, I, I got I, basically the whatever point, basic points, no yeah. double point, no right, nothing. Right, and right. like, yeah, it was like uh, 185 points. And I'm like, it's perfect. So fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, the seven deuce deuce won't be calling in tonight. Did he have a bad week? Oh, did he ever. He must have had he, the oh, cat. He yeah. must have had Jack Chambers. Look who doesn't want to call in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 72 yeah. not not excited about Fault Fantasy tonight. Hmm. I imagine that. Um, yeah. I thought I I only had seven. And uh, no. What's that like? Sorry. I had six. Welton and Freddie. Welton missed it by one. And Freddie missed it by one in both races. And uh, anyways, 
um, something like that. And I was like, I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to be garbage. And I almost won the experts out of us experts. We we oh, all. Wow. I, don't, I just think the scores were low in general. I just think there were hmm. a lot of problems, right? With, I'm I'm with, at a point now where it's it's. I'm all in. I'm first lap leaders. Every it's just I'm either just I'm either gonna it. win an event or yeah. or not yeah, at this yeah. point. I'm not in it for what the you, overall. What you so. could do in that position too. I've seen this done. Is you just skip around, so you have everybody open to you the next week. You That's play every call. other week, yeah. So you can just have the whole field because if you don't care, you don't care. It's been done. If, if yeah, if you're just going for. Yeah. And the you know, the where you can set qualifying times to in order. I think Marks, that's, that's that's new, right? That's, Marks did that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Got, yeah. got no time oh, for the well app. Done. Got no time for the and, app, uh, but he's got time uh, for qualifying. We're yeah, organizing little, guys perfectly on there for picks. Yeah. I like it. The little red exclamation point by the name too. Awesome feature, like where you can click on it and it tells you the qualifying on their names when what? you're looking at riders. I'm sorry. Say that again. The uh, I think it's like a little red exclamation point by guys' names yep. that you can click next on. Next to the writers, yeah. Awesome feature. He is working. Just learned that. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, bro. Is that, is that on mine? It's, yes, it's next to every writer. Yeah, Paul made you, me you, feel stupid. Is that you on mine? The info button <laughs> and it shows their qualifying position in each session, their overall combined qualifying spot, and their results for the last all the all the previous races yeah. in the same series. It's great. And whether they got FFL or not, whether they were an all-star or not, you know, how many found This is awesome, points. but what about the app? I, I apologize for focusing on the things that pay me. <laughs> Priorities. Um, well, it's good stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. I need to look at that. I think I saw it, but I do like, I mean, mm-hmm. sort by um, uh, people who are there in qualifying time. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's, uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really good. Yeah, good work, guys. I was Thank bugging you. Paul at one point. I'm like, um, oh, I want to come on the pod since, like, I know Charles used to do it and stuff. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh no, I, I shouldn't be on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> not yet. De- Truman right now shouldn't be on there either. Yeah, Truman yeah, yeah. is barrel. I mean, he is. He had only he he had three zeros in two two fifties this week. Three zeros. Yikes! I'm and he won the whole damn thing last year. The whole thing. If he was a non-owner Whoa, of the Dan company, Dan won. Dan, well, he, he couldn't collect. Yeah. He, I didn't know he won. Well, he won our overall, industry idiots. Industry no, idiots. everything. Yeah. Everything for outdoors. Dan was number He would have won overall. the motorcycle. Yep. Wow. And then this year, not been going well. Mm. So uh, That'll happen. Yeah. No, it's Pulp Fantasy, everybody. Catch That's the, life. Catch That's the life. fever. Yeah, catch the fever. Uh, again, I want to thank the folks uh, at ProFilter and Maxima. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save with that. Uh, great company. Uh, Trevor Reese working hard on the ProFilter side of things as well as Maxima. Contact cleaner. SC1, MPPL. I mean, yeah. All the circle oil. I've right. seen a can of MPPL down on your entryway down yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Garage door was squeaking. Is it squeaking? Oh, yeah. Does it still squeak? Does not squeak I anymore. Bet. Just MPPL it. I bet. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, thanks to those guys uh, for coming on board. And uh, again, uh, great products, great company. What a what a heritage, what a company. And Pro Filter's doing well too, right? Yeah. Um, whether yeah. you have the uh, premium air filters or the uh, the ones that uh, are disposable. Yeah. Throw away. Yeah, a couple yeah. of options on those guys. The ready-to-use yep. filter has been, been awesome for us. Yeah. We're still uh, – we've, we've had a lot of growth there and just the uh, the ease of doing it and, and – um, you know, it's it's been a little bit challenging on getting some of the new fitments as quickly as we'd like to. Uh, there's a new KTM filter, a new Yamaha filter, obviously, but uh, we'll have those those available here really soon. So that's uh, yeah, that's it's been it's been fun to see that brand kind of progress and yeah. and and move along and 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 move over into the oil filter category as well. Yeah, we've, we've had a ton of product line expansion and we're developing new stuff in the side by side world. So we're we're 
we're uh, we're excited and, to keep keep moving forward with that brand. And for Maximo, you got an auto line, you got a mountain bike line, like it's not just yeah. dirt bike stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've we've uh, we've branched out into multiple different categories. Right. So how's the code working? Code going well? Code's Are great. Listeners, listeners, yeah, listeners we had some. Uh, sounds like we had some issues at the beginning of this year. Yeah, where we need to reset it. Yeah, so code is pulp twenty. That's the mm-hmm. the only official code that will work on the site now. Yeah. So there was a few that were in rotation just from over the years. So yep. pulp twenty is the go to now. Fantastic. Uh, we're working on. Like everybody says, new website and changeover, <laughs> which is which is the truth. But ah, so some of the to do it. Uh, yeah, he's not busy. I know his strengths. <laughs> Maybe not an app, but sounds like he can dial in the website oh, well, features, right? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm fine with that. We uh, we got an email yeah, uh, email of the week from Kenny. I just made that up that we have an email of the week. But let's start that email of the week brought okay. to you by uh, Maximo USA. Uh, Kenny has a general comment. You guys as a whole team rock. Love the show. I love that everyone just gives their honest opinion in a genuine way. I was too lazy to go find the phone number to leave a voicemail, even though this is definitely more work. I wanted to be real here and show my appreciation for how you being light to the people who deserve it. I will be honest and say I was an Adonai Nap hater because he wasn't making mains. But after your show with him, I understand the role he played for the team, and it's pretty awesome. There's a lot more going on with these teams than just racing, and I wanted to apologize to the seven deuce deuce. We share the same racing number and even the same color bike. But I'm on Team Blue Crew with yellow plastics. 50th anniversary? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That uh, was the yellow bike, 06. right? Yeah, that Ro- was the 50. Well, they did it. Yeah, they did it a few years. Yeah. Uh, ride yeah. on. Hurricane. Keep, ride on. Keep being no. real, Steve. Appreciate you all. So thanks to Kenny. That's the Maxima USA email of the week. Hell I yeah, like Kenny. That. I like that. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. Uh, we got TJ on one. TJ, what's up, man? TJ. Good talk. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, yeah, Clayton, before you came 100%, yep. you were working at Thor, and you worked at One Industries, too. Yeah. 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 One was a powerhouse, man. That was... Yeah, I caught the tail end of that. Yeah, it was of... great. So did you maybe drag it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was the anchor there. Uh, yeah, that that was a cool brand. That was that was a yeah, really, really cool brand. Yeah, it really was a cool brand. Um, and you know what? Like, they were on... Let me say the the forefront on like just like a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, they were the first one to put MIPS in a motorcycle helmet, right? Okay. Right before yeah. Fox did. Yeah, um, and it was pretty cool because like once that happened, really kind of Fox validated that, right? I mean, yeah. Fox is so big, um, but it was kind of like, oh hey, we did that first. Yeah, and our developers, not me, right? Yeah. Uh, lightweight gear, like first ones yeah. to kind of do that. Yeah, the, uh, it fell apart real quick, but it was, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, groundbreaking when it came out. It weighed yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, a it, pound it was or our something. vapor yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. Vapor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the stuff was rad. It did fall apart, but um, you know the idea was there. Yeah, yeah, and, like, no, and yeah, stuff, yeah, so no. It, it was, was just cool working with like an iconic brand like that, you yeah. know, um, and just all the history they have. I always thought I said to my, I said to, uh, I was involved with a startup company years ago, a Moto Company, and I was like, you know what's cool? I'm like, one. I'm like, it's one word, and it's just an O, and like just you, you see the O, you know it's them. It's one is easy to say. It's, I'm like, it's just, it's cool. Um, their image is cool. Their ads are cool. And Mark Blanchard, yeah, of course, just uh, a, a legend, right? But like, I'm like, that's the company that, you know, you want to be that, that kind of look, you know, just stylistic and everything else. And it may, I mean, it didn't work obviously, but that I looked at it that way to me, like it almost didn't matter what one was selling. Started with graphics, of course, and branched yeah. out into gear and helmets and everything. It almost didn't matter. Cause it was just cool you know yeah, yeah. It, it was really cool um and then once i mean they had all the the big teams of course and then 
started making the gear and it was like you know j-law yeah. and the dungeon helmets thing first for a right bit. Yeah. yeah helmets yeah. first bailey helmet dogger yeah. helmet was cool yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. we had never i don't think when the, until they came out with that i don't recall anybody doing anything retro like no it, it became much a fad much later on but i don't think fox was celebrating its 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 stuff until those guys did that and then it was like holy shit that's cool yeah, I don't remember too much of if anybody really doing retro, like yeah, you said. Yeah, but, um, but again, it was, on yeah, the forefront. It was awesome. Yeah, it was <laughs> great to see a company be like, look, you know, Dogger and Bailey are two of the coolest motocrosses ever. Here's how much that, you know, or they're dedicated to the ones that they wore. And I think after that, you started seeing Answer came out with the pink Mickey Diamond stuff and, you know, for oh, Stu. Right. And I think it was all after that. You know, Fox did some cool stuff, but that was after that. They yeah. kind of They kind of were on the front of like, like a premium like apparel too yeah as far as shirts jackets things yeah. like that yeah. where like the gear companies they had like a go buy a generic hoodie and throw a fox logo on yeah, it or a yeah. Fox yeah some 50 50 cotton yeah thing whatever, but i right. can remember like i had some... one industry jeans that were like awesome yeah yeah i can remember <laughs> yeah. like like legit waterproof jack like and cool hoodies that were just different materials and things like i can remember having stuff like that where i'm like yeah you know, it was different than what other gear they, brands had. Yeah, they, or One Inch has really caught it at a tough time right after, like, the recession. Um, you know, Mark Ludo sold in 2008, and yeah. then it was just, like, equity group, equity group. And yeah. then, um, you know, it just got to, yeah, the equity group. So just didn't get it, right? They just bought something for cheap, you know, ish. And then, you know, I sat with one of the, the guys at a Supercross race, and he was, like, watching practice. And he was just like, they start there, in there? I'm like, yep. And like, did this like how many times did they do that? We're like, oh, just practice right now. And he's like, okay, I'm over it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like didn't care. Like, didn't yeah, get yeah. to the night show. It's just right. like, yeah, that's fine. He's was in music and everything else. Yeah, and yeah. A really nice guy, but yeah. just like, didn't get it. Yeah. Just didn't yep. get it. Yeah. Yeah. You see that happen to companies. White Brothers had it happen to him, right? Like, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, he's out there. Uh, the nine o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at OGO, OGOPowerSports.com. Email us using our contact form on Pulpamex, and we'll pass it on. And uh, whether it's a backpack. Whether it's 9800, the rig bag, whatever it is, OGO's got you covered. Pilo golf bags. Go- golf bags. Well, no, that's a different yeah, side of the company. Oh, oops. Yeah. Thanks, Pilo. Well, we got them. <laughs> From Pilo? No, no, no. Oh. Just yeah. the bags. Okay, yeah, I do too, but yeah. I think that's their. That's Callaway. Oh, yeah. And then the power sports guys are yeah. Pilo, Frank, and everybody. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to move on. It's all Pilo. No, Pilo's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to move on. Yeah, we'll Okay, OGO there. Power Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Backpacks. Bags. Uh, please check them out online. And again, if you want a discount from OGO, use the contact form on pulpmex.com. Email us, and we will uh, we'll get it on the way. All right. So thanks to those guys for coming on board, and uh, really, really good good guys and great bags. I love the uh, backpack I have. the 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 problem that OGO has, <coughs> excuse me, is this stuff lasts forever. It's like I've had the same backpack for yeah. like five years. Yeah, yeah, so. it's good. And I pack like uh, Kiefer, so like this, you know, four or five day trip here. I filled up a ninety eight hundred. Like, why not? Got room well, for it. I got room. I, I'm not, I'm not so upset at that because you're not checking it. When you okay. check a bag, that's you yeah. know that adds an hour to your trip yeah. each way, right? Yeah. Uh, but you're just driving in a van. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Be a weirdo and, and pack that. Like I'm fine. Like whatever. If you want to be a that's weirdo, me. that's cool. But if you're a kefir and you're going for two nights and you got to go to the airline counter and check it and then come in, like that's that's, that's a little that's, much. That's fuckered. Yeah. That's yeah. That yeah. Yeah. I didn't do that. It was very easy. I just yeah. kept packing stuff. Right. There's so much room. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Um, so thank you to those guys. Also, uh, motorsport.com, Fly Race, and Decal Works. Decal Works bringing you um, Trevor Reese tonight, by the way. X-Brand goggles, race tech suspension and engines, Michelin motorcycle tires, Renthal, 
A Chair Beast Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Renegade Racing Fuels, ORW, new store opening in Reno. Check it out, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace. Great guys, um, whether it's uh, Logan Carnow or uh, Dylan Wright, uh, Atlas Neck Brace is out there. Chiz as well. Uh, Guts Racing, FMF on board with us. Works Connection, Popamex 20 is the code to save. Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, WUSA. I love the guys at W, whether it's the edge wheels or uh, wheels that are seemingly on half the teams in the pits. Check out WUSA. Get Data, Honda's using Get Data. If you want a discount from Get or Athena, email us using the contact form on Pulp. We'll pass it on. Intense Cycles, Wisco Piston, EVS, all on board with us as well. And uh, and thank you people for listening. 702 586 7857. If uh, you got a call question about uh, uh, Tampa or anything else, uh, uh, please let us know. Uh, Ken Roxon. So, how we th- what are we thinking? We're five rounds in. We've had some good. Triple Crown, maybe this weekend. Had some bad. Houston. Anaheim 1 was eh. I what? think it's getting better for him. I, I think it is. I think A1, uh, I mean, you guys talked about it. He looked a little timid. To me, yep. uh, was it doing Kinroxon ish things, if you will? Uh, but this weekend, I mean, yeah, you know, he rode good. So I think, think it's getting better. I think, I mean, he's, I think he's motivated to win. I think he's motivated to prove a point. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see him win, just because I, 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 I do too. I think it'd be really cool. I think he can, and I think he can too. Yeah. But I think they're they're struggling with a few things. Yep. And like like this weekend, Kenny was jumping through the whoops, and typically Kenny's not a guy that you mm-hmm. see jump through the whoops, and like and was. L- like to me, looked like he was fighting the bike a little bit, even trying to jump through the whoops. Like he was doing everything he could just to survive him. Where I watch a guy like Coop, who historically jumps the whoops, mm-hmm. and every single lap is blitzing the whoops. So to me, that's just being uncomfortable, limiting risks, getting through the night, things like that. Fourth place is a good ride. He's comfortable. He's got a gap, and he managed the race. They move on. They keep testing. They're still searching. He, he told me he tested all week long. Yeah. He told me that he was exhausted. He tested till five o'clock one day. Yeah. He was said he was cruising during qualifying to just not use up too much energy. Like, it sounds like he's grinding. But he also sounds like Suzuki, you know, as much as they've stepped up and they have, there's no special stuff coming. And I, They've I got a few problems with the bike, and there's no special things coming. That's probably the, their their biggest challenge. And, like, and this isn't a, a knock on the team at all. Like it, But I think you're, you go from having the caliber of guys that they've been employing for these years since they've They've been in the game, mm-hmm. and they've been successful, and it's great to see more available spots for guys to ride. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you take on a guy like Ken Roxon, who's used to factory Honda, right? And, I mean, unlimited yeah. resources and all these yeah. things. So you bring on a guy of that caliber, his expectations to the team is to be able to go out and get and search and provide and all these things. So that's probably, in my opinion, outside looking in, is probably the biggest challenge was them being ready to take on a guy like yeah. Ken Roxon and be able to give him the platform to go out and be successful, and I think that that's what they're working on. But it sounds like he has a good attitude. The team yep. has a good attitude. Yeah, they're, I think I think there's no animosity. No, like they're working. Them. They're all yeah. They're working well together, and, and like so when when he does get a win, it'll be that much more special, right, for the team for for everybody. Yeah, he um you know he went and switched to factory connection, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. and then some teams, most teams, that would really piss them off, and they were like, cool. You think you can just try it? Yeah, like <laughs> if you think you're gonna help you win, then great. Yeah. Bring on factory connection, and know? that and that's kind of cool too. They have the ability to do that, right? You know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I I hope he wins. I, I, I do. You know, too. I mean, I think he needs a break to win some things to go his way. But yeah. I could I could see it happening for yeah. sure. I said at the beginning of the year, I think he's going to win. Uh, you know, but uh, 
he rode well this weekend, and uh, you know we're coming up to some good tracks for him too. So uh, Triple Crown in Dallas, it's good at those. Yeah, right. Good. So uh, we'll see how we can do for that. Um, Clayton, what's your biggest surprises? Uh, I asked uh, Trevor this earlier. Your biggest surprises in in the classes? Do you think? Like, is there um, is there something that stands out? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think Max Anstey is always the easy one, especially since we're doing the East Coast right now. Yep. Uh, also, Enzo Lopes on the other side, uh, on the West. Big surprise to me, riding really good. Uh, 450 class. I'd have to say AP, and I don't know if it's like a total surprise, but he's just riding good. Like, mm-hmm. I, like watching him this year, I actually feel like he can get a win, right? Like that maybe yeah. he might be that fifth guy. I know we still need Anderson to win and, you know, possibly Roxon, but I do think that he could get a win. You know, it's going to require him getting a good start, but yeah. he's had some good speed. Yeah. Um, so I think he's kind of most impressive to me. We uh, gave him the award last week of the fastest rider on a podium. Yeah. Uh, that's over now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think he's been really good. He's falling more than I can remember. Like, yeah. Especially earlier this year. I think he fell in the first three races or something. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah. I think that's just maybe you're pushing it, right? You're re- trying to get to a new level. Yeah. So. I think he needs to limit the big ones, too. Because it seems like in the past couple of years, like, he finally gets to where he's racing up front. And yeah. then... It's a big crash and, and injured and starting over again a little yeah. bit. So yeah, yeah. I, think, I just think he's put himself in front of those, you know, eight, I, you know, I those agree. eight nine guys or you know even seven eight nine guys. Like he is in that top five, like yeah. been consistently right. the past at least few races right. and shown a lot of speed. So that's why it's kind of the the surprise for me. You guys, uh, you guys said you were talking about drive on the drive up. What did you, you mention earlier that you had some thoughts on? The tracks, which oh, we want more uh, sand. Oh yeah, we want more sand. We, we want over under. Did you hear webs? Yeah, webs? I, oh, know. Yeah. I know. As a rider, you hate the sand. Okay. But as a as a fan yeah. watching it, it's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Just but. you don't know what's going to happen, and and maybe you don't bring it all the way into the corner. You know, every weekend, right? And you just have it. Yeah. And I'm not just, saying every weekend. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's cool. It kind of brings just a little bit of every time they jump in of like, oh, what's going to happen? They're going to get a little sideways. You know, a bunch of guys were you know kind of messing up right before the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just brings something. Uh, you know, unique every week. I mean, these guys are hitting. Well, not all the guys, not Phil, but most of the guys are doing the same rhythms. <laughs> right. Right. So, wow. You know, Throw shade of Phil. <laughs> just coming on. I like it. I like yeah, it. Coming yeah. in hot. Yeah. Coming I in told hot. you, uh, Mad Dog. Yeah. 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 We would like to see some more wall jumps. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. 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 Wall jumps. Big are... fan of the walls. Yeah. 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 Um, and over unders. We like over unders. We'd like to see one of those on every track. You think Cody Shock wants more over unders? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh boy, no. that was brutal. Oh, I know. It was. Brutal. I can't believe he was able to race yeah. after that. Yeah, you heard his story, right? Of the yeah. Season, like yeah, I was telling him on the way. Yeah, up. <laughs> it's just like, what else could happen to this dude? Like literally, like a piano falls on him, like in a cartoon. You know, he, yeah. he walks out of his building and they're loading a piano up and it falls on him. I like, just. I think he's onto the good luck now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he didn't die. Yeah. Uh, there he, yeah. and then he found forks that he likes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He found some spring we, forks. We discovered we new settings. <laughs> we turned yeah. a negative into a yeah. huge there positive. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you let know, him know that. Next time I talk to him, I'll be like, you know, the good news is you hit a bridge. Yeah. The bad news is you hit a bridge. Good yeah. news, you found a setting. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? Some guys would die uh, for that. Yeah. Marks, what do you think of sand? What, where are you at with those sand sections? Um, I think I like it. Yeah, like it's something different. It mixes things up a little bit. It looks cool. You know, it makes great, yeah. great photos, which I know we all care a lot about, but uh, I'm yeah. all for it. I think if there's something that's difficult and the riders are maybe complaining about a little bit, yeah. uh, I think that's probably a good thing for the racing. Uh, like, I should have done a poll. Yeah. I already know Tits's feelings because I heard from my source, my spy says that he doesn't play the sand traps in golf, just took the ball out of the sand traps. So you know what he thinks of sand. Oh, boy. 
there is no sand in said sand traps at Durango Hills. It's just dirt. Uh, but when it comes to Supercross track, I actually love them. Whatever so, makes it harder for the guys, throws that little extra element of danger in there, you know, keeps them on their toes. So that's you, the dirt in the bunker. In. You don't, uh, you just think that that's dirt, so you're not going to hit out of it. On a proper golf course where there is sand, I play my ball out of the sand every time. There, there is no sand. It's just dirt, and I'm not going to hit my clubs, my nice shiny clubs, into the dirt, so I move it out. Hmm. What do you guys think of that, yeah. golfers? Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. I, I slam my club against the, you know, yeah. rocks, whatever you got to do. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. I've seen sparks come off my club. <laughs> yeah, so. well, anything of that, Ted? Yeah. Well, suck it. <laughs> okay, great. Good talk. Uh, again, uh, hey, by the way, live shows, po- Fly Racing live podcast shows at Indianapolis and Denver, Friday nights. And uh, I can guarantee you, Denver, the winner of the LCQ Challenge, will be on the live show. Uh, tickets are available for sale on pulpamex.com. There's links on there on how to buy tickets. It'll be me, Weeds, JT, some special guests along the way as well. Um, and, Marks, I think eventually when the series comes back to Vegas, which is supposed to, we will have our live show back at the space, and you will be working again. Oh, that's good news. Mark's sitting in the, on, the, on stage running all yeah, the sound we could, effects. We could put me off stage, but I'll still do the sound effects. Yeah. Uh, so look for that at some point whenever we come back to Vegas, which is coming, I've heard. Uh, but Indian and Indy, Indy and Denver now, everybody. So tickets are for sale on there. Don't forget the uh, LCQ Challenge tickets as well. Win a, win, maybe win a 2023 Yamaha YZ450 Bike of the Year. Uh, so please check that out. Um, E-Bike of the Year. Yeah. Yamaha. Uh, Renegade Racing Fuels. Speaking of Max Anstey and Dean Wilson... Uh, they're using Renegade Racing Fuels. It's the only fuel going into Justin Brayton's tank as well. Uh, racers who win pour it in. Uh, the fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing. Octane bull crap. Renegade Racing Fuel is the only fuel that the Firepower Honda guys use. And uh, please check it out if you can. Renegade Racing Fuels as well. They won a championship with Will, Will Hahn back in the day, who, by the way, I got this morning or at the Saturday morning. So five so to one. one. Yeah, I got one. Oh, wow. It's uh, five to one for Wilbur right now. It was really sweet to uh, to get him, though. It was awesome. Uh, Renegade Racing Fuels. They're looking for uh, distributors. They're looking for customers. They're looking for dealers. Please check it out. RenegadeRacingFuels.com. And, uh, yeah, again, Firepower Honda using it. So we thank those guys. Uh, the Motorsport.com tweet it. Tit segment is coming up as well. Uh, as um, Trevor Reese from Maxima. Clayton Marillo from 100% in studio here. Um, fishing. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get into fishing a little bit. Okay. We were talking, and I know my audience doesn't want to dwell on this because my audience, and I think the motocross audience by and large, just has binders on and hates everything outside of moto. Stick and ball sports or, you know, anything. So we won't dwell on this too much, but, like, what's up with fishing? What, I fished a little bit. Okay, I fished off a dock when I was a kid. Uh, Timmy Ferry's brother-in-law took me up to the Gulf one time for grouper. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how goddamn big those fish were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I caught some grouper, drank some beers. I don't think I've ever fished other than that. So I've done off the dock for like perch mm-hmm. when I'm 10. And then and then I've done grouper in the Gulf of Mexico. And that's it. And that's it. Two complete. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I literally think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And dogger. I love dogger. He loves fishing. You know, people do like fishing. Like, the only thing I, I – I'm I kind of the same way with fishing and hunting. Like, if you want to go out and hunt something with a bow and arrow and stalk something and get close, I'm down with that. 
But if you're sitting in a stand with high-powered binoculars and a high-powered scope and you shoot an animal from 600 yards away, good job. You're a superhero. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, I'm not <laughs> – like, I don't care. I just don't get it. And I don't get fishing outside of, like – I'll tell you what, getting up early in the morning and going on a calm lake with the birds chirping and, you know, and everything else, I get the solitude of that. I can understand that part. Yeah. And you're thinking, yeah, right? And uh, and all that, I get that part. But, yeah, dude, just sitting there and trying to, like, what, where's the fish? What about? I got, a, I got a radar thing that tells me where they are. And, oh, look, the radar says go there. Drop it in. Oh, I got a bite. Imagine that. Look. Like, I, I don't get it. It can be that easy, but yeah, okay. What if you're hiding from the cops with a dogger while they're yelling at you with a megaphone to come out of the bushes? Yeah, because you're you may or may not be illegally fishing, poaching. Yeah, certain, we've certain been spots. down that road. Been down times. that road. I've had Ronnie leave me, yeah. ditch me because <laughs> yeah. the cops showed up <laughs> and we were fishing somewhere. Shut up, get in the bush. <laughs> yeah. Like, so why can't you fish on certain parts? I don't understand. Well, so like, there's certain um, private we, property. Yeah, it's private property, oh. or like on a reservation, or oh. like we had one lake down there. Um, that was like our largest lake in the area, in the area, San Vicente forever. And they closed the lake to do like a massive renovation on the facilities, the dam, this whole deal. Well, it closed for, I'm going to get it wrong, but let's yeah. say six to eight years. It was oh, shut down. Shit. So no one can access the lake. Well, we had ways in on the back of the lake where we would ride pit bikes down, mountain bikes down, stash them in the bushes, whatever, getting float tubes, go out there at night during the summertime and fish till 12, one o'clock in the morning. And it's like, I mean, it can be every cast some nights because there's no pressure on the fish. No one. They don't even know what the hell's they, going and on. They bite anything. I mean, it's the best fishing you could ever experience. So we had a few but places what, down there. If you do that, though, what fun is that? Because they're just, you're just hitting every cast. Yeah, I got another one. Oh, yeah. You yeah. go do it for three, four, four hours and you've had your fun and you get out What, what fun is that? It's a, I mean, I guess you just have to, you have to enjoy getting, you know, the the fish biting and setting the hook and, and catching the, like, you have to enjoy that part of it for it to be fun for you. Right. And, okay. and there's days you go, you know, hours, you may not catch fish at all. So like when you all of a sudden go and do this, like, and you're just catching fish all the time, you're like, Oh, this is so fun. Like this is the best night or day of fishing that you've had when you've struggled. Like oh, yeah. when you've had so many days of struggling more times than not, you're struggling, yeah. you know? So it, I guess it depends on what you're looking to get out of fishing. Like, so for me, like I like to tournament fish, which some people just enjoy going and fishing for fun. Some people want to go out on the ocean and pay to go on a boat and they put you on fish and put bait on your hook for you and you drop it down there and catch a fish. It just depends on what you want to do. So I think fishing for me is like a way after racing for me to compete at something that's like not a team sport. I'm not okay. relying on anybody else. It's just, and I'm not really, even in racing, like you're, you're competing against those guys, but you're essentially racing the track, right? Like your yeah. your goal is to be the best on the track, so I need to focus on where I can be. So you're not even doing the solitude peaceful. No, I, I, I do. I mean, I do some of like it. That's it stresses my, him that's out. That's my angle. My, my He's angle, stressed out there. My angle is like I would put some AirPods in and like put a podcast uh, on that I like. And, and I do that. I'll, play, I'll put your podcast on and throw it on my phone and go fish around for the day and listen to it and hang out. No big deal. Okay. But I'm all, I'm there to learn something for a tournament that's coming the next week or something like that. Uh, so I just, I just, I don't understand. Understand it, yeah. But there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's money in it. I yeah, mean, it's, I it's. I mean, I, it, look, and I'm not like, I just don't get it. I'm not saying it's shit. I'm not saying it's gar. I just, dude, yeah. I, I could list a hundred things I want to do before I go on some lake and fish and drive around and float in a lake or whatever. Totally. And yeah. he's like, you know, all crazy and doing tournaments. You know, he's yeah. very focused, trying yeah. to find fish. Where 
I've spent. But just go, go. Yeah. Sorry, just go where the radar tells you to go. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's one thing to find beep, them. Beep, it's beep, another beep. thing to get them to bite. That's the part. Well, yeah, that's the challenge. Oh, like, hey, I don't our, like my worm. I'm going to try a minnow. Oh, I'm going to go back to the worm. So I there's mean, no, what? no live bait allowed in oh. a tournament. So everything's artificial. Okay. And then you're essentially, you know, on our lakes, we don't have these hundreds of thousands of acre lakes. So they're fairly small lakes. The majority of people, you know, you put 40 boats on our a lake down there, the lake's busy. And you got the same guys that are rotating the same spots that everybody knows about. Uh -huh. And so these fish see different types of baits, different types of presentations all day long. So the challenge is having something that's maybe a little unique, a little bit off the wall or timing it right. Like there's just so many factors that uh -huh. go into it. So it's a, it's a... It's mental, and like I think that that's why why I enjoy it. Like it's just the the challenge of it. Like you can, your goal is to be the best guy on the lake that day, and it pays money too. It's like gambling. Yeah, you know, huh. three hundred dollar entry to win three four thousand dollars on the weekend, and but like you're just doing it for fun. You're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm more the yeah. I'm gonna go out and have some beers. I spent twenty days in Mexico this year and five days in Puerto Vallarta, like fishing. Like I spent a lot yeah. of time just yeah. or last year. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and I like that too. Yeah. But. Yeah, but we're yeah we're at different levels. He's sport, I'm hobby, right. kind of thing, you know. And I'm yes. offshore fishing, and he's grinding in the the local lakes. Count me out. I'm out. <laughs> I'd take you out there. You'd have a good time. You think? Yeah, yeah, we'd have a good time. The golf was fun. Like we were drinking Coronas, and we were out in the middle of nowhere. Like it yeah. could see land anywhere. Yeah, see that's super cool. And mm -hmm. and then we were they were scuba diving, um, down with that's with cool. with a um spear gun. gun. Yeah. I didn't get to do that, but I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that part, I mean, I, yeah. But, dude, but by the eighth hour out on the Gulf, of, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, it was all, you know, this dude, you know, he was using us to make money. Yeah. Catching groupers. And, and that's the majority of the people. They want to go fish when yeah. fishing's good and catch fish and go home. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on hunting. I'm out on fishing. I'm out on sleeping on a tent, actually, too. Yeah. I'm out on that, too. I'm not doing that either. But uh, lots to talk about still on the show, by the way. All right. Anything yeah. else about fishing? Or should we just, you guys explain? We're, we're relieved. We're, we're good up. now. I think we're good. I don't want to. Okay. It's right. just a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, it ends in, it's an hour conversation <laughs> about fishing. Uh, Motorsport.com. Tweet at tit segment. Let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Motorsport.com. Uh, please check it out. OEM and aftermarket parts. They sell 100%. Absolutely. They sell Maxima. They sell Guts. You know, they sell uh, uh, Cherubis, Renthal, Michelin, X-Brand, W. All right. Any Motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com to uh, save with those guys. And, uh, yeah, great return policy, great pricing, sales, OEM parts, aftermarket parts. They got a whole Pulp Show section on their website as well to work with our vendors and special deals. Lots of things going on at motorsport.com. If you don't shop at motorsport.com for your aftermarket needs, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Something is. Please, try out motorsport.com. These questions are submitted to at Paul Bamek Show uh, over there uh, on Twitter, and the guy in the corner picks the best ones, and uh, let's do it. All right. Uh, this first one is from Brian Noah for you, Trevor. Uh, since Steve thinks starting devices should be banned in professional supercross and motocross, uh, Trevor, do you think that forward-facing sonar should be banned in pro bass fishing See, tournaments? See, you have, you have listeners that enjoy Forward-facing forward sonar. Facing well, sonar. I think the backwards-facing ones should be allowed 100% and forward ones, no. <laughs> um, I would be – so I've had 
forward-facing sonar on my boat for about three years now, which I was late to the game for some, but early to some of the others. Um, personally, I enjoy forward-facing sonar. I, I spend a lot of time staring at that thing, um, and there's a lot of controversy on that. Uh, Are you the guy that stuffed the fish full of weights? No. <laughs> Definitely not me. I saw that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, dude. Those guys. Everyone saw that. Those guys were Everyone lucky to get out with their lives. Um, yeah. So forward-facing sonar, I think it's, um, I think it's made professional fishing and tournament fishing a bit more interesting and has allowed people to target a different uh, type of fish that we weren't catching prior. Uh, I think it's been good for the sport. It's been, it generates revenue, right? Like the goal for these companies, these big electronic companies is to continue progressing technology and all these things. See, here we go. He just doesn't get it. But it has to be one way or the other. I'm for it. Um, I mean, if they wrap it, it up. If they outlawed it, so be it. Land think, the plane, callers. I think we'd all get shallow and, and uh, it'd make things a little bit more interesting. That's why the girl's in from LA, Thank you. boy. <laughs> Uh, from Pingree's Lost Championship, Steve, is there any legitimacy to the Carson-Mumford crash rumor? If so, do we need to start looking at the bike? Uh, poor Mumphy. He did, Mumphy uh, did hurt something. I think he's still getting checked out. He doesn't know for sure. But hopefully he's all right. God, yeah. That's a bummer. Oh, I know, right? Absolutely. So Poor Mitch. It's a, a mechanical or no? Wh how he, why he crashed? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So uh, there was a report on the on Twitter about his Achilles tendon, but I don't think that's it. I think he's. I don't know if he's going to be okay, but it's not that. And so yeah, I'm trying to find out more. Poor Mumphy. Okay. Next one is from Shane Bagley. Uh, at 43 years old, I have ridden sport bikes and cruisers. He's buying his first dirt bike. Uh, is he stupid to think that he can get on a 450 and not wad himself? Ah. Uh. Not no, you, no. I mean, you're in control of the motorcycle. If you ride sport bikes and cruisers, you've dealt with horsepower and you know things like that. So, uh, no, I probably would, I, depending how big he is and how much he weighs, I wouldn't recommend it. Can yeah, it and what he's doing, it'll just be more fun to be able to control a 250F easier. Yeah, yeah, kind of right or yeah. a 350 even. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know if I would recommend getting a 450, but on the other hand, like yeah, you're responsible for your riding. If you've ridden a sport bike, you know what horsepower feels like. So. Okay. Next one is from David. Steve, how heavy is the weight of carrying JT and Weege's careers on your shoulders? Your paws have pushed them to the heights they mm -hmm. never thought possible. Mm -hmm. It's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, they've left me behind. They took the money. They're part of Feld. Selling out. And I'm just here. Just keeping it real. I'll just find a new JT and Weege. Maybe it'll be Trevor and Clayton. You know, I'll just find. <laughs> oh no! I'll just find new new ones. I don't I'll have just... to cut my hair, do I? <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe look. Maybe I hire Jamie and Lewis away from Vital. Turn them around. You know, so. Okay. Mm. Don't, don't sell out. Whatever you do. No, no. Don't sell out. Blue Crew. <laughs> Uh, the next one is from 325 Motorsports. What happened to Sealy? I thought he was racing some Supercross this year. He is. He's still year. racing. I heard Seattle. Did you guys hear anything about that? I heard Seattle. Yes. I heard yeah. select rounds, yeah. but I didn't Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's still coming. Yeah. I don't know about his shape, though, from what I'm hearing. Oh, really? That he's not in the best yeah. of shape. 
So he's he's down here. Like so, he moved to Idaho, yeah, yeah. and then he's back down here. Is he? Yeah. I don't personally know him, but one yeah. of his best friends works at 100. percent right. So okay. I've been getting the lowdown, and yeah, and yeah, I think it's common. He did World Supercross. Yeah. It didn't go well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He had some options. Yeah. To get on a team, right? A good team. Yeah. Maybe bike of the year team. Booker. Huh? Yeah. Next one is from Jake Kaiser. He's got an east-west shootout idea. He says, bring back the 30-rider mains at Daytona. East-west. Sure. Why not? I mean, there's only 22 gates now. Back in the day, they used Daytona's gate, and there was that many. We can go arena cross, two lines? Sure. Yeah. Get them out there? Dude, they used to do 40 guys at Daytona. I remember that. And they went 30. I remember that. Then they went 30. Yeah, it used to be like true, like an outdoor, yeah, outdoor race. No, yeah. when I was a privateer mechanic, we that was the only main, that was the main that we were guaranteed to get in. I was like, sweet, <laughs> we're in Daytona. Uh, next one's from Alex Holly. Do guys like Morans and Clayson get a bonus for LCQ wins? No, uh, no, no. Okay, no. nobody does. Maybe your mom. Ooh. <laughs> um. <laughs> the next one's from Slow Joe Dirt. If Weege got a pro filter sponsorship, do you think he would still clean and reuse them? Oh, I, I guarantee it. He's asked. I think he asked me last time here. Hey, if you wanted to clean them, like how long can you? He yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. almost positive he yeah. would try. So to educate everyone, what would happen if you tried to clean and reuse them? So it depends on on the solution you're using to to clean them, right? So the idea behind it is uh, a price point filter that's eliminating the process of having to wash it. Mm-hmm. So you're getting everything in the package. It's oiled. You get gloves. Um, so the risk in allowing people to wash it is if somebody was to use, say, gas or something yeah. like that, you run the risk of the foam expanding or things like that because to meet that price point, we're using materials – that are cost effective, that aren't sacrificing performance, but mm-hmm. just don't withstand certain chemicals like a the glue and foam on, say, a premium filter yep. would be. So if you're using soap and water or something like that, yeah, you may get away with washing it a few times, but that's the reasoning behind it is, is uh, we, we ultimately can't control exactly what the customer is using to wash a filter, so yep. the, the easiest way is to just dispose of it when dirty and, and use a new one. Tits, last time you cleaned an air filter on your bike? Uh, three days ago. Oh, and wow. I used gasoline. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but what kind of filter was it? Uh, uni. Oh, the uni. Yep. Yeah. So it's got the two filters. Two filters. Yeah. Three days ago, I didn't have that in a bingo card. I thought you were going to go much. It, it was. Long. I'm. I'm in the process of getting my old '05 Honda and then the '05 KTM, getting those back up and running. Part oh. of that was getting the carbs rebuilt and the whole thing, and so I had to take the. Are we, we going to moto more? We're going to yeah. moto more. Oh, yeah, because my boy, you know, yeah. I bought that Yamaha yeah. for him. Yeah. So I've got to get my stuff back up and running. So had it not been for that, they would still be gunked up in the garage and not even being touched and whatnot. So, so you would have been right. But yep. So the, the boys at Yamaha got uh, Mr. Legendary a good deal on a YZ125. Like a nice. new 21, right? Or 22? Brand new. Yeah, 22. Yeah. 22, brand yeah. new. So he's into it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. A matter of getting out there and getting my stuff up and Are running we, so that he can enjoy him, his. Do we have some Loretta's coming? No. no. Be careful. No. Be yeah, careful. <laughs> He's like, no, no. No. All right. I'm not going Moto Dad in any stretch of the imagination. Golf Dad? I actually am Golf Dad, yeah. yeah. We play every week, so. Out of the bunkers? No. Nope. <laughs> not. Nope. 
out of the dirt. Nope. No. Okay. There is no sand in those bunkers. All right. Um, next one is from Cordell. Any idea for you, Steve? Any idea what the plan is with Gilbert? I saw he's racing a big arena cross series in the UK. Do you know of any plans for him to come to the US full time? I don't know, but I think he's coming back for nationals again or he wants to, but that's all I know. Yeah. He was good last year. Josh Gilbert, the UK guy? Yeah. He was fast. Yeah. Okay. Next one's for everyone. It's from Justin. Who do you think finishes with the most points at the end of the East Coast? Deegan or Vial? Mm. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a good nice. one. That's a good one. Uh that is a good one. <laughs> By the way, I, I said I was going to talk about Deegan earlier. I yeah. tweeted this out. Like, he's legit. Did I ever say this? Well, we touched on it a little bit. Like, okay. I just, but like, all the, all, I don't care it. about amateur motocross. I don't care about vlogs. I don't care about shitty hype videos. I don't care about Insta bangers. I don't care about any of that. I cover pro racing. And this is where people make money and they have careers. And you don't do what he's been doing without, like, a lot of talent, a lot of heart, a lot of desire, like, all of that. Like, yeah, like, he's putting in the work. This kid is not, you know, just, you know, whatever you think of Brian or the vlogs or whatever. It doesn't matter. This kid is for real. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not claiming Carmichael status here or, you know what I mean, anything like that. But you just, you can see it. He's got everything that you need to be successful at the pro level. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I think I think yeah. we're, everyone's sitting here and the majority of people you would talk to are saying that yeah. they are impressed. Yeah, I know that, they're, you know, he's divisive, right? Um, but... Uh, yeah, the kids for real. It, so it's, it's a it's a five point difference between Deegan and Tom Vial. Okay, I will go Vial. Me too. I'm gonna go Deegan. Just yeah, okay. just cause. All right. What Why do you not? think, uh, Marks? Um, I was actually gonna say Deegan just based on there uh, we go. How Marks. he's looked the last okay. uh, two races. Tip? Spicy Deegan. Yep, right. Deegan. It's big Deegan guy in the corner. Mm. Yeah, big Deegan. Guy. Deegs. Mm. All right. Uh, next one's from Steve's Complaint Scroll. Mm, yeah. Uh, for you, Steve, do you see things actually improving and changing for the better after the media summit that you guys just had with Phil? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's hope they do. I mean, a lot of talk about stuff, and they, they're trying to get better, and props to Phil for inviting us in. They've done it before, um, trying to make things better. And, um I, I mean, I'm, it's going to be better for me because I gave Sean Brennan at Feld a couple of demands for me going because I had to change my flight, change a car, spend another night. Like, you know, this thing probably cost me 500 bucks to go to, right? Mm -hmm. An extra day on the road or whatever. So I just said, all right, I want pizza at the press box for two races, you know? And he said, yep. And I said, I want super parking passes. And he said he already had them, you know? So. Super. Yeah, like, you know, super parking for races. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, and I, because I had to pay at Anaheim, and the San Diego person didn't even want to let me in. And, yeah. you know what I mean? So uh, I got these passes. I think you've earned these demands. He said, sure. So, okay. so if nothing else, yeah. I'm going to get pizza and, and preferred and, parking. And preferred parking yeah. out of this deal. That's worth the 500 bucks. Yeah. Win win. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we talked about a lot of things, uh, and I hope they do change it. And, but some of the stuff that we want changed or we think should be changed is on the teams and not on Feld. And, you know, so Feld's got to make a case of the teams to help the media, and the teams could be like, "Ah, eh, fuck off." I don't know, and then nothing gets done, right? So, uh, next one is from Ray Atwood for everyone. Who is more likely to get a win, Kenny or Plessinger? I'll go Kenny, but that's a good question too. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kenny. AP. I like it. Oh, AP just because... Well, 100% guy says AP. Yeah, yeah. Shocker. yeah. Shocker. Well, and he was my surprise, you know? What about Hunter Lawrence wearing X-Pants? How do you feel about that? Uh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Didn't see. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the factory ride goggles? 
Uh, nope. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just they're lucids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right here. Right here. Yeah. yeah I goggle. just okay. Goggle, goggle year. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> goggle. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> of the year. But Every, I just yeah. I just hate, yeah. I hate sellouts. But let me just tell you about the goggle of the <laughs> yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good work. Good work. Uh, next one is from Doctor Papa. Steve, why did you stop making the live shows available to download? They were so good, and not all of us can go to them. Uh, I didn't stop making them available. Um, I'm at the mercy of the people that we rent the halls from, whether they have the audio equipment to capture the live show. Some of these people don't have anything. They just have uh, you know, nothing there to, to capture it. So if I can capture it at these theaters through the mixing board, I try to do it, but not available always. So. Okay. Next one is from Corey Mosier. Oh, boy. Uh, why does 100% not have any polarized lenses? Um, so I'm guessing he's talking about for our sunglasses and not moto goggles, but I'll, I'll kind of explain both reasons. So we have what we call peak polar in our sunglasses. So in order to, to say that your sunglass is a polarized sunglass, you have to have a certain percentage of filters actually on the sunglass that makes it polarized. What we call ours is peak polar, um, so it doesn't have as many filters, but you're still able to see like your cell phone screen wearing the sunglasses if you have a garment on your bicycle uh, because we do active uh, performance or, or active lifestyle sunglasses so if you're just you know riding a bike with your kid or if you're just you know want to do prescription sunglasses and you're wearing the the active lifestyle ones you can actually have a somewhat of a polarized lens version of it yeah but you can still see your garmin um, you know, if you look like when you go to the gas station, and you have to lift your sunglasses to like look at the amount and stuff. You don't have to do that with our sunglasses. So that is the reason why um, for that. And then also like on the moto side of things, why we wouldn't make like a polarized lens is because you s see straight through water with a uh, with a polarized lens. So you want to be able to see, you know, all the that's why we have our hyper lens basically for a high definition lens to see, you know, the dirts, the ruts, everything a little bit better where it's going to be slippery, where it's not. So. I'll tell you what, um, Oakley gives me product and no money though or nothing like that, but that prism lens is legit. Yeah. Oakley's prism um, uh, goggle is, is good. Like, or, I mean, glass, mountain, mountain bike yeah. glass. Yeah, I mean, they, Dude, have, they have it in their goggle as yeah. well. And any big sunglass and goggle company are, are all making them. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so, Chroma, yeah. Chroma Pop for Smith, you know, and like there's ours is called Hyper. Um, everybody's doing it, and it's really just their secret sauce of right. a high-definition lens. Uh, obviously, Oakley's a very big player in the sunglass thing, so they have a lot of technology and a lot yep. of different colored lens. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, you're always skeptical of the marketing or whatever, right, or all this stuff, right? But yeah. um, it it's good. Like you wear that mountain biking, mm -hmm. low light, high light, yeah, it, uh, whatever. I should have had you try mine today. Yeah, is that but, what you, is that you had on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm sold on the um, Oakley one. So, all right. Uh, Trevor, this next one is for you. It's from Schmog307. When will we have the pro filter for the 23 KTM? I know you mentioned it before, but do you have an actual time frame or well, something you Yamaha can tell them? Earlier. Yeah. Uh, 30 days. Safely. Yamaha? Wow. Mm, probably. I mean, can I just, should I just not ride to keep my filter good? Probably. Okay. That'd be... How much do you plan on riding in the next? 30 oh, a to lot. Yeah, days? No, yeah, a ton. Yeah, yeah. He's was, just gonna start grinding uh, for twenty-four he's hours. He's waiting on filters, yeah. or he'd be <laughs> yeah. riding more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thirty days on that on that filter. Perfect. Uh, the voice of the drunken people. If Hunter were to get hurt, 
who is the new title favorite? That's a good question. Uh, Thrasher's gone 15-1. Smith's gone 3-15. Hayden's gone 4-4. You have to stay Anstey. I'm going Anstey. Yeah, Moseman's been disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I think Moseman's out of it. Like, if we're talking, like, right now. Yeah, Right. I think, like... Yeah. Go back. I can. We can look at points, but yeah. I mean, you got to go. You got to go, Anstey. Yeah, Anstey, he's, Deegan, Martin, Moseman. He's the most consistent yeah. th- this far. Wow. Can you imagine? It'd be cool. Firepower Honda, privateer team. Be it, it would be a cool it'd be, story. It'd be, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I closed it, but the last question was: Do you guys think that Roxon would be doing better on the Suzuki, or if he would have gone to the Firepower Honda team? I think Firepower Honda. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, he's he doing looked, fine. He looks so good in Paris. He did. Oh, my yeah, God. He did. I think you've, you uh, you flattened the testing curve for sure, yeah. staying on the Honda, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably right. That's right. <laughs> that's old news, right? It's really loud. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll turn <laughs> it, was, it down it's good in my for next folks. time. Okay. I'm good. Ride Engineering has added another offset option for Blue Crew riders in addition to the 22 mil offset. They added a 20 millimeter offset that puts more weight placement on the front end. They've introduced a 23.5 option for higher speeds and dry, sandy conditions. These are a good choice for uh, something called the NGPC series. Mm-hmm. What's that? Mm. Okay, we need a talent in here. National Guard. National Grand Prix. <laughs> okay. National uh, yeah. Grand Prix Championship. Yeah, there we go. Oh, look at the big I got guys. Marks. I got guys wow. in it. Honda guys in it. I got some guys uh, in it. He made work- that up. He did. I just Google real fast. And Works Racing. It's also another option as a reevaluating for Moto on the new 23 Yamaha chassis. More info on that one coming soon. I'm sure our buddy Chris Kiefer will be testing that as well. Ride-Engineering.com is the website. PulpFan20 is the code to save with those guys. So thank you to the Ride-Engineering guys, of course, for uh, for all the help that they do. Uh, it's fantastic. Clayton, I'm not what, scared. I got two people that asked me to ask you about some tattoos. <laughs> Before we wrap this thing up, like what? What's the deal? I, I don't see it any tattoos me. on you. It wasn't me. It it's wasn't. Paul. Uh, yeah. It's 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 Rent Paul. Renthal. That's our name. That's my nickname for Rent Paul. Rent Paul. Yeah. Oh, okay. When I think so, of Rent Paul, I don't see any tattoos on you. I don't have any. <laughs> what's the? Why am I? Uh, what's the joke then? You're gonna have to I, explain it to him. <laughs> I have some some funny tattoos. Oh, but you, you do know, for Friday the Thirteenth tattoos. You said you don't have any. I have tattoos. Oh. Yeah, I just keep it professional underneath oh. the sleeves, you know. Okay, what do you mean funny tattoos? I, it's just little stuff like I got a blue duck on my ankle, like a Friday the Thirteenth like flash tattoo. Um, I don't. Yeah, you lost I, me. Yeah, I see. Exactly. Like Jason Voorhees. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I thought a blue duck was from uh, Billy Madison. Thank you. Okay. It was. All right. The guy was like, "Hey, pick something," and I'm like, "Well, I'd like to have blue duck." <laughs> I've never seen a blue duck. Yeah, You're exactly. You're fucking Thank kidding you. me. I got it. Yeah, it just it's put some. Some funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what else do you have? Uh, It's a lots of stuff. <laughs> Is it like regrettable stuff? No, no, oh, no. No, oh, no okay. everything's just like funny. Oh, okay. Like, and, you don't, and you're fine with like permanently scarring your body with something that's yeah. just from a movie that's 20 years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's it's been fun. Uh, I, like I have Bigfoot going fishing tattooed on my foot. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. Come on. What else you got? 
Um, what else? I mean, we got to go down this road a little show bit. Show them the hang loose. I, I, I mean, you got to show them. I, I can do hang loose. Yeah. Hang loose. With okay. like the monster hand. Um, but why Why a monster hand? Because um, I just wanted something different. Okay. I've always liked like, yeah. the hang loose logo. Yeah. And like my yeah. dad's best friend had it okay. uh, like on his arm. But you arm. were sort of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step up and do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did that. Um, when I turned 18, my older brother and his friends grabbed me and like, yeah, we're all going to get in the inside of our lips tattooed. What are we going to do? And one of his friends was like, you should get What Would Jesus Do, like WWJD. So I did that. On the inside of your lip? Yeah. Right now? Yes. That, that's actually pretty funny. Like oh, that. wow. Yeah. Did that yeah. hurt? Oh, what yeah. Yeah, fuck? yeah. I'm, I'm a Just wuss. Just keep those balloony yeah. ones coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm a wuss when it comes to tattoos, uh, too. And, like, it's just, uh, yeah, that one did hurt. And it's funny, too, because everybody's like, do? that's going to go away in a year. And it's uh, 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one I don't even think of. Like, you don't see it ever unless I'm at my dentist. Right. He's the one that reminds me about it most often. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else we got? You keep going. I, I, um, I got to know. <laughs> my wife's got nine or seven. Okay. I should know that number. Maybe it's 69. I don't know. Yeah. She's got... My six to her nine. My wife's got... Or if you're a little bitch. Seven. I think she's got seven <laughs> tattoos. Can... Babe! Debbie has a tattoo. How many tattoos do you have? Seven, yeah. Okay. Deb, my mom's got one. Okay. Maybe uh, we can all show and share I'm, and tell Debbie. And I want one. Oh, and okay. I'm not allowed to get the one I want. Seven, what do you six, want? Six, two? No. <laughs> Years ago, Van I can't... Van Halen? Oh, that'd be yes. sweet, too. Years ago, I went, wanted to get a Ren and Stimpy one. Thank Jesus I didn't. Because <laughs> nobody knows what Ren and Stimpy is. I know anymore. what yeah. Ren and Stimpy yeah, is. Yeah, but dude, most people do not. That would not have aged well. So, yeah. no. Am my, I going to SoCal home? My, my tattoo idea is I'm Canadian and I love the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Okay. So, the, the I would just get the blue Maple Leaf logo, not filled in, but just the Sounds outline good. of it. Like, can, I, can I hit the, the lame button? Where's, I, I, uh, as you're telling me about your tattoo. Okay. That's, so, that's what we need to but do. But my, my wife said that's, no, not, like, that's not cool, so I can't do it. No. So she doesn't want, like, whatever. So I have no tattoo. She has seven. Okay. Um, she has one or two that she regrets, you know, that she wouldn't not like now, but. You should get Augie tattooed. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mark, you don't tattoos, right? I do not, no. Tits? Negative. No. What else we got? Friday 13th. Oh, we're still going. Friday 13th. What, what's. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with. So my most, like, memorable one, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but back in, like. When I was, uh, like, I don't know, six, seven, like, we used to go to the motorcycle shops, me, my dad, my brother, and my yeah. dad used to always buy us the stickers of this fuzzy little guy called the Dude, and he was always flipping off. And so, me and my brother went and got is that, that guy, tattooed. Is that the guy on the, uh, yeah, the stickers? Like, uh, yes. Uh, I think I know which one, what you mean. It's yeah. like an old 70s sticker. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it came yeah. from, like, biker gangs in the 70s. They okay. would put the Dude, uh, like, patched on their yeah. vest. Yeah, And so, I've always thought that was really and cool. the finger's big. Yeah. The middle finger's big. Yeah. And so my brother and I got matching ones that? done. Uh, that's on my left thigh. Okay. Yeah. What the so, fuck? so that's like my coolest one of like, oh, me and my brother got this same tattoo. <laughs> You're uh, fucking kidding me. Define cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just like, I guess like everybody's like, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? I'm like, oh, just things that I personally think is yeah. funnier for yeah. one reason or yeah. another. But yeah. that one's like, oh, me and my brother have that one. So that's cool. And it got that like that's just a memory from me and my brother being in a motorcycle shop with my dad yeah, yeah, as yeah. a young kid yeah, and yeah. putting them on our bicycles right, and right. toolboxes and yeah if you can read this the bitch fell off yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you tell him the joke i mean you gotta go the original oh uh, 
Yeah, I do have uh, another Jesus tattoo, which I'm not religious at all, but I do have uh, <laughs> I do have on my other thigh uh, Jesus digging a garden, and it says life's a garden, dig, dig it. it. <laughs> so that one's just more of like fuck? a goofy. That's, that's such a huge commitment. I mean, I get it. It is. But you're like, I want this on the body for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah like it's, yeah. it's just funny. Like it yeah. just, it, it's funny to me, and it reminds me of just good times and, and stuff. It's, so yeah, I like it. I, I seriously, I don't regret any of them. Okay. Um. And yeah, that's that's basically where I'm How at. Many you for now. How many you uh, got? How many? I think that's all of them. How many was really? it? Really? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, six-ish or so. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I got I got two. I got a DM from a mutual friend that said, "Ask him about his tattoos," and I got a text from a mutual friend that said, "You gotta ask him about his tattoos." So that's where I'm at. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, that's that's that. Yeah. What would Jesus do on the inside of your lip is something else. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. Get alive. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the show for tonight. Um, best interview tonight. Troll Train, Cooper Webb, Mertz. What are we thinking? I mean, I, Mertz was good. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I don't personally know him. Yeah. I've never like had a conversation or listened yeah. to him, but yeah, I enjoyed hearing his take on things and kind of how he approaches, right. you know, what he what he does. So it's a that's a tough job. Clayton Mertz, all right, Tits Mertz. You didn't even listen. To I you. didn't. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marks, the guy that Tits accidentally called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I change my mind? <laughs> he sounded Australian. So he, it, it was, it so was loud. It was loud. It was so good. It sounds Australian. Uh, Austin gave us ninety nine ninety nine. What? Uh, so thanks, Austin. By the way, a guy earlier gave us a little bit of money and said give it to Darkside. There is zero chance Darkside will see that money. I just want yeah. that. I just want that gentleman to know. Was Darkside on the early trend with the bandana? Or what? I mean, we saw Stu. No, Brett Michaels was. Yeah, that was, well, that was get you right Yeah, on. but does Brett still wear it? Yes. I don't know. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Uh, you, re- you remember that song that you did for Super Get Your Ride On? Get Your Ride On? Yeah, oh Bra- my God. Brayden, Brayden is the inaugural and still only winner of the Ride On Rock On, or whatever the hell it's called. Whatever it was. Rock On Ride On Award. He got a guitar from Brett. No That's way. Sick. Yeah. You remember that song? Yeah. 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 Uh, me. Hey, uh, so what's this guy saying? He can, he can only wind 55 minutes? On uh, the stream, it's probably something with the stream oh. being all jacked up at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. All right. Gonna, Sorry, Austin. Yeah, Every time I come in, second half streaming is much issues. Better. The last time you came in, you said it was Meatgate. <laughs> yeah, it was Meatgate for yeah. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> when Betts was taking advantage of my dear friend yeah. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we talked. We were trying to decide between if Betts was just taking advantage of the yeah. system or if he was genuinely reaching out to offer to pay, but he knew he would get yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I went on yeah. for an hour. It was literally an hour. He was taking advantage like, of the I, system. I have no Rough. idea what we're even talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, no, and the meat stealer to this day, he's the meat stealer. <laughs> you know, so. I respect a man who gives another man a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. Um, well, you never know quite where this show's going to go. We got. Yeah, we talked fishing. We talked fishing thought. and tattoos. So. Yeah. yeah. Cookie yep. Gate last week. I co- well, no. Cookie Gate is still ongoing. Yeah. I got my eyes on both of these gentlemen right here. I could smell the cookies right yeah. now. So, Marks, is there something you would like to say? I look like I would eat a few cookies, but it wasn't me. No. The guy in the corner claims he can't even eat them off his diet. So. That is correct. 
Mm-hmm. That's what someone mm-hmm. uh, that stole the cookies would say. I like yes. the exactly. Mm-hmm. That sounds like someone who took the extra cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, of course. Thanks to Swiss Core and uh, Mo- thanks to Moser for the uh, Styles Robertson question. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. I, I, Good yeah. way to step up yeah. for the for the show. Uh, and thanks to Roto, of course, and uh, and everybody else for watching. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, well, good mean, time as always. Yeah, yep. it's been good. Really uh, good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, come back in whenever you can. I know this. Is... I know I need to get up more. I, I enjoy being on and getting yeah. the bench race a little Listen, bit. Danny, but... Danny will cover your flight and stuff. Come on up. Yeah. It's, it's advertising yeah, for Maxima. It's, uh, Pulp's been good for us. Yeah, we appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely, Clayton. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, you've thank been up you. a few times already as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good times is all. And yeah. uh, keep us up to date on the next tattoo that you get. Okay, if you can. <laughs> yeah, um, coming soon. Yeah, probably before the the app. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, the app. Yeah, yeah. Clayton. We were God. doing so well. Gosh dang. Sorry. Let's get. <laughs> Uh, wrap it up. Let's wrap this up. All right. Thanks, go. everybody, for listening. Thanks to Cooper Webb, uh, Troll Train, Mertz for calling in as well. Again, Pulp Privateer raffle tickets uh, on pulpamex.com. Live shows, Indy and Denver as well. Uh, so get that done. Okay, before I go, one more thing before I go. Who wins Oakland? Both classes. Trevor, go. Eli? Jet. Uh, Jet? AP. I like it. Who are you looking at? What? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Who wins Oakland? Uh, Peter? Uh, Kenny and uh, Cooper. All right. Uh, Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick one. Cooper. Pick one. Like uh, He doesn't even know who's which, racing. Uh, <laughs> this Justin is my Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> Just pick one. Yeah. Either one. Pick one. Um, I'll go Anderson and mm. Jet. Okay. Yeah. I will go uh, Kitchen and uh, Savachi. There we go. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Why not? Okay. Are we East Coast or West Coast? Because we have 250 <laughs> teams from, from both people there, both sides. No, we don't. Yeah, Kitchens is from the uh, East Coast, isn't he? Kitchens. Kitchen no, rides he's a, west. He's west. He's racing. Okay, never mind. Welcome to, welcome <laughs> to the series. I, I, I was thinking of uh, the other guy. This is great. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> There's no better way. You're thinking, of, thinking, of, thinking, of, thinking, of, thinking of, of Styles. You and Styles, 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 yeah. Yeah. Styles and Kitchen. It. Yeah. It's a great way to end the show, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to Trevor Reese, Clayton Marillo from 100%, Trevor Reese from Maxima. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks, everybody else. Tits, thank you. Yeah, buddy. Marks, thank you. Next Thanks. week, Jason Wygant in studio and uh, maybe another special guest. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Snack pack. Whoa. Oh, man. Who did that? Who said that? There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.